This episode of Limit Break Radio is brought to you by our generous Patreon donors, including Delude Asura of Gilgamesh, Isabel Drake of Balmung, Borb the Sword of Sergeant Tannis, Callan Branford of Ultros, Vimic Regal of Odin, Sid Vicious of Tonberry, Zero Aeolus of Fairy, Sarian Orimura of Sergeant Tannis, Ryu Kurokami of Gilgamesh, Yuffie Oto of Coral, Zero Ashinzari of Midgar Somer, and Shin Frostfire of Fairy. Thank you so much for your support over these past few years. Coming up this week on Checkpoint, Sony has announced they'll be skipping E3 2019. What could this mean for the largest video game trade show in North America? Plus, the military is getting into esports, but is that a good or a bad thing? That's all coming up on your source for esports and video game discussions, Checkpoint XP from Westwood One and Beasley Esports XP. Join me, Nate, Robbie Norris, and Joe for Checkpoint XP. Listen on demand Fridays at our website at CheckpointXP.com. And now, a special presentation from Limit Break Radio. Welcome to the final Fantasy XIV from Festival. The 2018 Final Fantasy XIV After Party, live from the HyperX Esports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. This is even better than I imagined! I give it a 10! Juxtaposition. Could you pretend to try? Escalia. I like unicorns. And Mika. Heroes never die. Thank you. Nice, nice to be in Vegas. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five! Welcome to Limit Break Radio and the 2018 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest After Party and the final, for real, last episode of Limit Break Radio. This is it. There's no more. Yeah, not, uh, not too bad for a failing podcast, am I right? You know... We've been failing since what twenty? Failing upward. Yes. <laughs> Be honest. Failing upward. Sorry, Reddit. I don't think that means what you think it means. We've been the podcast equivalent of falling up the stairs. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much for. Exactly it <laughs> it's been quite a trip up the stairs. My face hurts. Mm-hmm. Um. So we are here broadcasting live from the uh, HyperX Esports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. We've got. Tons of people that are going to be coming through. We've got tons of other content creators that are going to be coming and talking to you about all of the exciting announcements that went down today at FanFest. And probably talking trash about us. Sorry, exciting announcements? Okay, all the announcements. (laughs) The the trailer was pretty cool. Interesting announcements. Before we actually talk about it, let's take a second and listen to some of the clips that we got from the floor of the 2018 Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival.
many years have I waited for this moment? For the one that stood alone against the storm. So what you just witnessed was our newest teaser trailer. So it was, uh, had a very different feel than our trailers from before. How was it? Nika here, coming right off of the keynote address and that amazingly epic teaser trailer. I am here with a bunch of friends from the Sargatanis server. Please tell me your names. My name is Chris Cox. I'm Derzobar Satsun Wainson. Uh, Shore Beergen. <laughs> Kalinas Loomis. Lucifer Lufan. Hello, I'm so excited. Oh, we got, oh, we've got more over here. Scry yeah. Delarosa. Lulu Delarosa. Awesome. So, I'm here to get your reactions to what you thought about the keynote and what you're excited for or what you're not so excited for. Who wants to go first? 
I thought it was incredible. I didn't expect to get so much information from the North American keynote because typically in the past we haven't. But getting uh, the Blue Mage job reveal was amazing. Getting essentially Viera confirmed was amazing. The Gunblade, the the Shadowbringers trailer, it was all fantastic. That that pretty much covers it. Who, Callie? Uh, what was your favorite thing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love seeing the artwork. It's always like a tone setter for the uh, expansions. So that really got me fired up and just seeing what's coming. That is a very good point. We always know Amano has really awesome artwork. And I really like the song, although I wasn't able to really hear. Apparently Sokin was really nervous that we wouldn't like it, but it sounded really awesome. Uh, for what I liked about the keynote, um, with the fact that Nobu definitely had to step down to create the, the song, uh, it was really cool seeing that this one definitely felt more Sokin than previous themes. And I'm finally glad that uh, he's being able to step up and really show his, uh, his talent. True, but we also haven't heard a song with Susan Calloway's vocals, so it's still possible we could get a new Amatsu song. What do you think? Uh, I see it possible. It really, I have a feeling that it's going to depend on Umatsu's health, above all else. Uh, other things I was happy about is, you know me, I'm from 11. I played Blue Mage. Uh, I hope I can raid with this job. If I can't, it'll be that job where if I'm out in the city, you're going to see me on the job. Uh, I will probably drop everything for it. <laughs> Um, it looks great. Um, I love how it's more Final It seems like they're uh, homaging back to Final Fantasy V, which is really cool. Like, I really like the look. I thought I was... Yeah, I was really excited when they said that there would be some moves for Blue Mage from 14 and also some from FF5. I screamed and all the people around me laughed. They thought it was really funny that I got so excited over that. The one other thing I'm happy about, uh, like he said, uh, the fact that we're getting Bira. My wife is very happy about that, and I'll let her talk about that for a moment. Oh my god, they have been hinting at Vera since the first FanFest, and they actually teased us when they announced Aura. They, they showed the silhouette of Aura, and made it sound like it was going to be Vera, and then showed up Aura, and I was like, oh my god, come on. And then they finally gave us a soft confirmation, I'm like, finally, I've, oh, I've been ephemeral for a while, and I am sorry, but I'm going to have to abandon my sisters, because I need my ears. <laughs> See, I've already been asked by people if I will stay ephemeral or change, and it really depends on what the character model looks like, because I was really hyped for Aura, and I feel like the guys looked really cool, but I was disappointed in the women, and so it really depends on what it looks like coming out of this, so I will have to make a decision once we get the actual race drop. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Hi. Hi. All right. Anyone else have any any two cents to put in? Or are we good to go? All right. Over here with Nisifera. What I'm most excited about is the story. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about how uh, everything goes down with Highland and Zodiac, and just uh, the story is always the best part for me. Yeah, I feel like they're really, at least in the trailer, they're hinting at that kind of dark theme that we've all wanted for a really long time. But I know, you know, on Limit Break Radio, we've been very critical, and we know Square Enix is really good at hype. They're good at hype at every fan fest. They're good like that 15, FF15 15 thing they did was super hype. But then the delivery is not always there. So, I mean, from what you're seeing so far, do you expect the delivery to be on point this time? I have no idea, but I really hope it was. <laughs> I think I'm in agreement with you there. All right, I think we're going to go head over to the gaming room, and I will check in with you all later. Limit Break Radio at the 2018 Final Fantasy Fan Fest here at the Rio, and I'm hanging out with Lore Master Ethis Asher. Hi, guys. What's up? How are we doing? Dude, Ethis, I got to ask you, so what did you think about what they announced so far for Shadowbringers? Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was so out of left field, wasn't it? The idea that we're going to be, like, uh, turncoding, you know what I mean? Uh, so... 
Watching the trailer, right, everyone's thinking it's got some kind of like Amdapori connection. You know what I mean? They're looking at the, the lion, then they're looking at the Kuribu, and they're like, alright, what's up with that? Um, why, what, what on earth does that have to do with the Garlands? What on earth does that have to do with this, you know, war against the Garlands? I'm sitting there thinking, well, the, the statues we see of Holone are derivative of the statues of the Kuribu, historically. Uh, could it not be that with the Scions out of commission, maybe Elidibus has convinced the Eorzean Alliance to summon the Twelve? And that the Twelve are, are decimating not only the Garlands, but everyone and everything else. And something the Warrior of Light's got to turn around and say, Hey, Orzean, sorry, you guys fucked up. We've got to clean up. We've got we to gotta put on the, the bad guy mask here for a couple of patches and, and clean this shit up. You done fucked up. So, one of the theories that I've heard going around, which I thought was really interesting, is that, you know, uh, Zodiac is the master of time. Mm-hmm. And in the specific scene that you're talking about, where we see Thancred with the, uh, with the gun blade, with the uh, mystery, mystery person in, uh, in, shrouded mm-hmm. in there, um, there's been a theory that because we see him without the eye patch, without mm-hmm. the, the injury to his face, mm-hmm. that there might be something going on with time there. Any thoughts? Mm-hmm. So we're thinking we might be seeing a younger Thancred, perhaps with like a, a, a young Minfilia, I think some people have been saying, and that we need to sort of make sure that, that she survives to, uh, you know, uh, maintain the integrity of the timeline or, you know, classic sort of time travel stories. Yeah, I, I think that's compelling. I think that's interesting. But the thing is, Thancred never needed the eye patch. He's just a hipster douchebag. <laughs> so I personally think we're seeing an older Thancred. And we're just seeing everything fall apart everywhere. I don't know who that girl is. Some people are saying maybe Minfili is coming back because Minfili had to give up her body, right? So if she comes back, she needs a new body. And people are like, okay, maybe there's some sort of messianic kind of thing where she's taking this like childlike body that we need to sort of protect and make sure she survives because uh, she's the, the she's sort of got the soul of Hyland within her. That's possible. I think it's just as likely that it's a new character we haven't seen before that has the Echo, or maybe a character that's uh, an inheritor of the, the Garland royal line or something that we need to protect. But um, yeah, there's some really fun, compelling theory. That's Honestly, that's, that's one of the greatest things about FanFest is when we get these trailers and everyone's all in the same space and just like shooting out these crazy, crazy theories and I, 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 it's so much fun, isn't it? Absolutely. I think that's probably my favorite part about uh, about FanFest. Speaking of which, one of the nice little Easter eggs that I caught as uh, Derplander is taking on who, <laughs> who we think might be Haloni, um, that... It, the very first outfit that Derplander is in is the 1.0 Bard outfit from the 1.0 trailer, and as he continues to progress, he's progressing almost as through through the different outfits through the different trailers. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really nice nod to the way that the game has progressed over time. Yeah. I didn't know if you thought that it had any additional significance. No, I've been hearing some people looking at it being like, okay, well maybe that's another time travel thing. Maybe it's hinting at us going back to, uh, you know, like the 1.0 period. But I think you're right that it was just a really nice composition and a really nice sort of nod to uh, the journey of Derplander from that very, very first cinematic trailer all the way through. And that was that was really, really cool. And the idea that everything that we've been and everything that we've been fighting for, we have to we have to leave behind because it's just not enough to defeat what's in front of us. 
or maybe that it's not that we've misunderstood what we've been doing this whole time. One of the things that I thought even in the run up to FanFest would be really cool is that, you know, this entire time we're trying to fight against the machinations of another calamity and yet we might be unknowingly putting the wheels of one into motion. And it seems like there there might be a little bit of credence to that idea given uh, given the trailer from uh, from FanFest. Yeah, well, I think that's absolutely right. We say we need to become the warrior of darkness. Well, the Warriors of Darkness came to our world for precisely that reason, is because what they thought they were doing in saving the world went way, way too far, tipped the scales out of balance, and they had to switch sides, uh, at least as far as they thought, to be able to correct that imbalance. Um, and we're doing exactly the same thing. Like, that's that's why I think that summoning the 12 is, is a really real possibility, because we're going the nuclear option against Garlemald. Uh, and it, it's just going to be taken way, way too far. And we're going to have this moment where we realize that everything we've been doing is, is actually just uh, putting things out of balance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last question. What was the most exciting announcement in your mind from, uh, final, uh, from uh, FanFest 2018? The most exciting announcement? Uh, look, it's got to be Blue Mage. It's such a radical piece of content. Um, that's one thing I really love about our dev team is that they're willing to take risks and when they fail, they fail and we pick up the pieces and try and build it into something better. Um, and uh, this, this is just so different from anything we've had before. It's really, really, like at the very least, it's going to help tide over that, that lull between 4.5 and 5.0. Um, and I think it's just going to be a super compelling piece of content. So yeah, I'd say Blue Mage is definitely the most exciting thing. Ethis Asher, lore master for Final Fantasy XIV, has been our guest here at the 2018 Fan Fest. Ethis, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Love you guys. Sate, Koji. Yep. Daitai, daitai, atarashii hanashii o shinake ikenai koto. Oatta ki ga suru nda kato. So, you really think that you've told everything that there is to tell? You really think? Isn't there one more thing? One more one more thing very important yes something very important ah, ah. Ah. there is one more thing alright I forgot yet So for Shadowbringers, we will be adding a new playable race that will probably be the last one. It's very difficult to add new race. But what is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah, why, why are you all clapping? <laughs> we didn't give you any hints. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
おかしいな<笑>なんかこっちを見ると盛り上がる<笑>まあどんな種族が追加されるのかはまだ話せません<笑>そおかしいな何も話してないのに盛り上がってくださるなんてね、yeah. 嬉しいです。It's, it's, to, you know, so、<笑>ネガヒアゲインズ、ミニカヒアゲインズ、コスチュームコンテスト、ジェストエンデッツ、ウォッソーアメイズン、ディレクトクラスメンシップ、ディスイヤー、イズベン、アブソルティアメイズン、アイアムスイングヒアウィッツ、アドーブル、アプノン、アラセイ、コスプレイヤー、キューチョメイヤーネームのサーバー Uh, Nymeria Lear, Sargatanis. And Brennan Kohello, also of Sargatanis. Hey, I'm from Sargatanis. That's what's up. Represent. Wow, awesome. You guys look amazing. So, I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your costumes. How long did it take you to make them, etc.? Um, a long time.、Uh, the last two months really ramped up though,、uh, but I started planning it back in June, I believe. And so, a good solid six months. How about you? Yeah, it's about the same. We started about the same time, and we're crunching for the last month or so solidly. The last couple of weeks have been pretty bad, but we're, we're here, we're alive, it's great. <laughs> well, they look amazing. How has your experience been doing the costume contest? I've always thought about entering, but I've never actually done it myself, so I'm just wondering what it's like being part of it, all the, the judging process, and then finally getting up on the stage. What's that like? Um, it's a little nerve wracking, but worth it because like, you're around a lot of very supportive like, cosplayers who are all in kind of the same situation, so everyone kind of looks out for each other.、Um, so it's really nerve wracking, but fun. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. We, our goal with this was not to win anything. We really just wanted to be on stage so our friends at home could see us on the live stream, you know, and just it's the one time everybody in the room will understand what you're doing on stage or what, you, what your character is. And so, me walking across the stage with firewood, <laughs> everybody got it. So, I mean, it was really just for the experience and to say that we did it. Well, you guys did absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I am here now with our second place cosplay winner, cosplaying Kefka of all things. Please, hello. You look amazing. Please tell me your character name and server. Thank you. My name,、uh, my character name is Sir David Bowie from Ultra Server. Yeah. That's amazing. You look awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about the process behind making this? Oh my gosh.、Uh, it was so much、uh, went into it. The first thing I did was I started with the collar、um, with the yellow and red and just piecing that together, putting some interfacing in between because I knew I couldn't make a good Kefka if I didn't have a good collar. <laughs> So that's kind of the focal point. And then、uh, this is a bunch of things I, I kind of knew I wanted, like the floating、um, uh, capes on my left shoulder. Yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Putting the wire in there. It's not incredibly comfortable, but、uh, it looks cool. And I, with the flowers and the floating capes, it kind of gives me like a little floaty appearance. And I'm all about that. So I don't walk, I just float everywhere I go. Looks, you definitely have the personality for the character too. Is that, was that something that helped influence you to choose Kefka? Or? Yeah, I think I, when I first got introduced into cosplay, I really wanted to do Kefka then,、uh, but I never really got around to it. And so、uh, having the chance to do a Kefka costume at a 14 convention was just like I knew. That was like my message from Heidel and above saying, here is your opportunity to mess with everyone and just have fun. And I couldn't pass that up, so I knew I had to do Kefka. The personality thing is just. Whatever costume I'm wearing, I can adapt to it pretty well. You must be quite the actor then. I was actually going to ask if you would cosplay Kefka outside of this or if this was just your first foray into Kefka. This is my very first time、uh, cosplaying Kefka, yeah. yeah. I've cosplayed similar characters though, so I feel like a little bit of previous experience, I think. Well, you look amazing. Congratulations. Thank you, and Limit Break Radio, still the best.
Thank you very much. And last but certainly not least, I am here with our first place grand prize cosplay champion, Magni. Please tell me your character name and server. No, I know you expect me to try to propose to you. It's not going <laughs> to happen this time. <laughs> well, you're doing amazing with being in personality and in character. It's been pretty awesome to watch you. It's my specialty. Thank you. Um, my character is Zenahmir. I'm on Balmung. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of making your costume? So, I do want to point out that my horns were not made by me. They were made by another contestant who's very talented. His name is X Shadow. He was the Dark Knight whose sword broke. He's amazing. If you ever need horns or aura tails, go to him, please. Anyway, um, other than that, the axe is... I, I obviously made it. I'm a developer by trade, so one thing I love about it, just really quick, is that the pattern of lava, it was completely random. It never repeats because I hate repeating patterns, so it's completely randomly generated. Um, it splits into six parts to travel. It's made out of foam and PVC plastic and took months <laughs> off and on. Uh, for the rest of the costume, I honestly, this is the first costume I, so I sewed solo, you know, I, I used to work with another cosplayer who was a very good seamstress, extremely good, and so I decided I really wanted to test myself by doing something with a lot of sewing, and I'm, I'm just really proud of that, even though... Well, you should be proud, it looks amazing, and you won first place, that's so amazing, and I think you had the character down, I was terrified, and I was all the way, in, like, in the middle of all the entire audience. Well, I appreciate it, you know, I, I, there were so many amazing cosplayers who I look up to so much that I knew all I had was my charisma and stage presence, so I sure as hell was going to use it. <laughs> and you did an amazing job. You definitely deserve it. Congratulations. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Please look forward to it. Please look forward Why, if it isn't the president and CEO of Square Enix. Well, yes, uh, this is Yosuke Matsuda here from Square Enix. Uh, thank you everybody for having me here. And for those watching the stream, thank you so much for tuning in. Are you sure you haven't forgotten to say just one more thing? I uh, know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Outrageous costume you wear. What is this? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Is this guy? Is this guy? Is this guy? No, no, no. We, we have more stuff planned. We have the letter from the producer live tomorrow. We have we have an order to do things in. We have the schedule. No, 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 wait, 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 don't, don't say new job, no, 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 no.
、えー、スタッフの皆さんにお願いしてこれをね見ていただこうと思って。You know what? Forget Yoshida. I've, I've prepared some.
All right, and, and so what did you think of the way that they've announced it? I mean, obviously, you know, when people were first talking about the idea of Blue Mage, they're like, it can't exist in the way it did in FF11, in FF in FF14, but uh, it seems like they've kind of forced it in there, but at the expense of potentially being viable in the endgame meta. What do you think about that? I have no idea what kind of job it's actually going to be. It doesn't seem like it would be strictly a DPS, because some monsters have healing spells, but it wouldn't be strictly a healer, and it clearly can't be just a tank. So, who knows? This may be weirder than, than what was it, the, uh, what does the Scholar and the Summoner come from? Uh, the, the Scholar and Summoner, they came from, uh, uh... Arcanist, that's Arcanist, right, right, right. Yeah, this could be even weirder than the Arcanist turning into the Scholar or the Summoner, because it's going to start at 50, and then they're going to bring it up patch by patch to each level cap, so I have no clue at all. Yeah, well, uh, Nero actually has, I think, the best theory about that, which is the idea that, yeah, this thing could be so powerful, because even back in the 11 days, it was extremely overpowered, that leveling it up maybe 5 or 10 levels at a time allows them to kind of balance and adjust it as it goes along. So you're saying they're developing this sort of in tandem as they continue to develop the game, is what you're saying? Yeah, they're kind of using uh, live servers as a PTR, if you will. Oh, okay. That always works out, yeah. <laughs> so, what's the thing that you're most looking forward to, either in 4.5 or in Shadowbringers? Mm, probably world hopping, being able to pop between servers. Now, granted, we can only do that limited within the data centers, but with them adding new data centers, uh, we might see some lightening of the load on the current ones that we have. So, yeah, I'd say I'd probably say world hopping for sure. All right, and then the last thing I want to talk about is, again, you know, you, you've been around with Limit Break Radio since the beginning, and this is it, man. This is the last episode, the last hurrah. You know, you have any, uh, any parting words you'd like to say to, uh, you know, your friends of over 13 years now? I desperately wanted to be able to have a shit-eating grin on my face and say, hey, I've got Puppet Master back before Limit Break Radio was gone. Unfortunately, I can't say pulling the strings. I'll just have to concede and say lol, pup. Well, there are still, you know, remember they had said multiple jobs would be announced. Uh, we've gotten one so far, though. Apparently Yoshi said that this, he doesn't consider this as being one of the Shadowbringer jobs. So there's still a chance that we could get maybe two more jobs announced at Paris or over in Japan. What do you think the likelihood of that is? Multiple technically only means more than one, and we see a gunblade, so that might be it. I may just have to relegate myself to a table dancer at best. All right, well, Davey, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, and uh, you know, we hope that you'll continue to follow uh, Limit Break Radio in whatever fashion it continues with Juxta and Nika. And also, if you haven't, make sure you check out Checkpoint XP. Uh, Checkpoint what now? Checkpoint XP. I'm messing with you. I know exactly what Checkpoint XP is. Yeah, of course. Dude, I've been a fan for a long time. It may not have always been for me, but I've always been happy for the success of the boys and girls over at Little Rick Radio. It's been fantastic to watch you guys travel from where you were to where you are now. So, I'll try to not be sappy and just say I love you. Yeah, okay, you're cool too. <laughs> Limit Break Radio at the 2018 Fan Fest in Nero here, and I am... It wouldn't be a Fan Fest. Would not be a Fan Fest if I didn't check in with everyone's favorite uh, favorite chat contributor, Carletta. How's it going, Carletta? It's going fantastic, and Nero. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of trying to wake up from uh, from uh, the after party last night. It was uh, it was a doozy. Thank you for coming out. Oh, I only had five hours of sleep, but 
I'm, I'm glad I did. I almost didn't because uh, I had a little snafu with concierge in the taxi, but uh, Ray, I forgot your gamer tag. I'm sorry, Ray. Um, helped me get a taxi, and we both went, and I had a fantastic time. Well, we were so glad to have you there. So let's talk about FanFest because we have seen some, uh, some massive announcements out here. Uh, first, of course, is Shadowbringers, uh, that opening cinematic. Looks like they're going to be taking the story dark. Are you uh, excited for that? Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. Uh, I remember from the last one with the uh, Warriors of Darkness that failed in their quest, and now we are going to be uh, the Warrior of Darkness. Will we fail our quest, or will we? I think it's really interesting what we've seen in that trailer so far. Um, one of the one of the coolest little uh, kind of uh, nods that I, I caught in there was that Derplander at the v very beginning of that. He's in his, his bard outfit from the 1.0 trailer, and he eventually ends up, you know, switching to all the different jobs that we've seen him through throughout the trailers. But I thought that that was such a cool, like, little nod to the way that the game has evolved over the years. It also looks like Derplander's not so Derplander anymore. Right? Like, he actually looks like kind of grizzled badass now. What's that all about? Well, I guess with all the um, scenes and scenarios he's went through, he's probably becoming maybe a little jaded. Maybe, maybe. And we're also fighting what looks like to be some sort of god. And I've even heard some uh, some theories out there that it looks like Halone. So maybe we're taking on the 12? That would be interesting because uh, if I remember, the, the, the 12 supposedly cannot get in be in Erosia because they have so much aether in them the, the the ground would just shake if I remember correctly from 1.0 but it will be interesting to see uh, uh, at least one of the 12 if it's Heloni then it's going to be one of the Ishgardian uh, go gods yeah, it's really uh, going to be uh, uh, very interesting to see. Now, the other big announcement, of course, that ever has everyone excited is the announcement of Blue Mage. Are you going to be trying out Blue Mage? Oh, hell yes. The reason why is because you get to start over from scratch. Well, I think that it, that is pretty exciting. Are you looking forward to farming monster spells? Yes, because I did it in 11. I can do it in 14. Excellent. Well, Carletta, uh, of course, this is Limit Break Radio's last fan fest. What's your favorite memory of the show? A juxter and his perfect drops. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, they will all be missed. All right, that's it for uh, for me here with Carletta out here at the 2018 Fan Fest. Carletta, thank you. I had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful time with LBR, and I'm looking forward to the future. Nika here again. I have found the amazing Anonymous. We all know he's basically a legend at this point. How are you doing? Tired, but good now. You're pretty much a legend, so I guess what I wanted to ask you is how is it, you know, how does it feel to kind of just go from where all of us plebs are as like a, a player to all of a sudden being hired and working for Square Enix? How has that experience been for you? No different. Um, like when we first started talking in the forums, it was like six of us around a campfire and Koji encouraging us to go look for things. 
and it doesn't feel like anything has really changed except there's just more people here. And one day I got an email that was just like, would you like to look this stuff over because you found so many of the bugs before? And I said yes, and then I was sitting in front of an Excel file, but it still feels exactly the same. Oh, that's interesting. I guess I didn't look at it that way. When you were doing it before, were you aware of how much you were bothering them by making those calls? Or, like, what, or were you just doing it just to be funny? Like, What was your purpose behind all of that? People were getting kind of like negative about it, like that they paid for this book and it's got errors in it and that they were being grumpy. And I thought the best thing that we could do is take it to the lore forum where there's always like a usual cordial atmosphere and turn it into something positive. Like just find them and joke about them and let them fix them. Like don't be a jackass about it. Okay, I see I've never thought of it that way. I don't really go on the official forums very much because most of the threats scare me. So I, I tend to stay away. So when I hear that, you know, such good can actually come out of the official forums, it's actually really reassuring to see that, you know, there's players on the official forums that have, you know, risen to such like amazing places. I don't think a lot of people think of the official forums as a place people are nice, but the lore forum is usually very nice. That's good to know. Maybe I'll check that out. So um, I'm just curious on your opinion, and since you're pretty big into the lore in general, then right? Usually. Yeah. Um, so I know that he said there's like 80% new content in the book that's not in the game. So I'm curious about your opinion on having a game with supplemental content like this. About having it like, how do you feel that? the lore is not in the game and that it requires a separate book to explain all of the lore? What is your opinion on that? It seems to be accidental at first because they want to answer the questions. When it comes to something that you, you're in the world and you see it and you think, I want to know more about that, there's always an answer. And that's what I really liked about the lore in this game is that you can always look for it and always find it. And this is the stuff that people wanted to know about, so they developed it and then they never found a place to put it, and people are still asking about it. So if, if they can put it in a book and everyone's happy, then everyone's happy. That is an amazing opinion. I, I agree, I think. Um, I really love having things like this. I actually missed when I think it was 1.0 when they used to release like stories about different things into like different like newsletters and things like that. Now they have the Tales from the Storm that they do sometimes, and those are really cool too, but I, I feel like that there's always been like a missing point with that, so it's really, I guess the lore books are a really nice addition, I think. Yeah, I, I buy lore books for most of the games I play, but usually it's like a collection of stuff from the game. And in this, it's there's a little mix of everything. Even if you think you know it, there's probably a fact in there you don't. And it's just, you can't spend all day playing and looking for a name back. Sometimes you just want to kick back and browse. That's a good point. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for asking. Limit Break Radio here at the 2018 Fan Festival at the Rio, and I'm hanging out with Bro Hamid. Bro Hamid, what up, though? How's it going? Dude, I am going pretty good, getting ready. I don't know what that means, going pretty good, but I'm I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I, I survived the party, so I'm at least able to form words, so it's better than 2014. I mean, I feel like everyone is kind of recovering from last night, and I don't know how Siri is still standing. Uh, if you've heard, that dude was out drinking till 4 a.m. I did not hear that. That's impressive. Oh, that dude's a madman. Did you hear what Skuro did? This year? Yeah. No, please don't tell. Skuro vomited in Kuki's car. Of course he did. What an asshole. Anyway, all right, so let's talk about a lot of these announcements that we've been seeing here. Uh, what has been your favorite announcement so far from FanFest? Um, probably Blue Mage, because ever since I picked up the game, I've loved magic classes. And Blue Mage 
it's different. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's unfortunate that it's a single-player focused thing in an MMO, but it looks like it's going to be something fun that I enjoy doing and will give me a reason to get on and grind and work towards something, which is more than I have right now. That's fair. So what do you think of 49 abilities that can be learned as the job drops? I mean, they had said at uh, the the keynote yesterday, there's going to be more abilities than I think you're ready for. 49 was actually a lot less than I was thinking in my own head. Are you are you cool with that number? Well, 49, this is just 2.0 content. You're thinking, uh, you know, we've got the overworld mobs, which... 2.0, there's not a whole lot of variety in overworld mob attacks. You've got the classics, you got Morbles, Cactars, iconic Final Fantasy stuff, and then you've got some bosses. Obviously, we're going to be getting one from every 2.0 Primal, so I think it's good to start out. Maybe we'll get, I don't know, 20, 30, for spanning 3.0, 4.0, and I'm satisfied with that because it's a lot to grind and there's RNG in it, which, again, I'm not completely opposed to. It's much different, you know, if, if you get an 80% chance to get a thousand needles, whereas 5% for Shiva's bow. That just, that makes sense. Sure, one's a primal, one's a mob that you can find anywhere on the overworld. And I think what I like about Blue Mage is that suddenly a lot of the overworld has value again, right? Like, a, one of my big complaints about Final Fantasy XIV is it's like, you log in, you queue for a dungeon, you go to the dungeon, you're back to where you started, and then you kind of, you can, like, log off again. Like, the overworld plays so little of a role, unless you're a gatherer specifically, that I would like to see it have more than just be a place for fates. And I think with Blue Mage, now that, you know, there's going to be specific mobs that are being hunted for abilities, I think that's going to give more relevance and, and weight to the overworld. Especially with the world visiting system. I remember uh, 2.0, I started in Adamantois, not a huge server, but I still remember I was leveling Weaver and I was around level 40. It was so fucking hard to get wool because that was before retainer ventures. You had to actually go out, maybe form a party if your friends were cool enough and hunt down those sheeps yourself, hoping you would get some wool. Now you can go to a smaller server. I mean, of course, everyone's gonna be hopping around, but there's more resources to go around. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's going to be one of the interesting things about the the world transfer system. I mean, there's one of two ways that that whole thing could go. It could really kind of spread the whole population around in a in kind of the way that they're looking for. But like the other way that it could end up kind of like people could really just end up congealing still around one server and it'd be really problematic. I'm on Balmung. I know about that. Yeah, see, exactly, right? Like, let's just say instead of like, oh, hey, Balmung's really congested, I'll just go play on another world. It's just like everyone's just trying to spam Balmung all the time. Hashtag exile Balmung, it worked. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the, the opening cinematic, because I think that that was also one of the highlights for me. Um, do you have any interesting prevailing lore theories about anything that we saw in that trailer? Well, first off, before I answer the lore question, one thing I really loved about this opening cinematic is that it was just that. It was an opening cinematic, reminiscent of 
like Final Fantasy X or XII, the first scene of the game, rather than what we've had so far are basically anime OPs. So that in of itself is very exciting because it makes me feel like there's going to be a much more heavy focus on the narrative. As for lore, I've heard the two prevailing theories. Um, there's going to be time travel because both things that we see are, are highly Amdapori. We've got the second boss from Amdapor Hard Mode and then what is possibly a Kiribu. But I also really like Ethis's theory that we might have to fight the 12 and that what we're fighting there is Halone. Yeah, I've heard that theory as well. And I think I like that that thematically for Final Fantasy because for so long one of the major themes of Final Fantasy has been killing your gods and now you know here's we've been worshipping the Twelve or having the Twelve as these deified beings for so long and now it's going to be our job to put them down I think that that sounds like a very quintessential Final Fantasy theme killing your god that's why in my opinion Final Fantasy X and Tactics are the best in the series I, 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 I'll fight you on tactics, but I won't fight you on 10. Anyway, Brohamit, man, thanks so much for doing this and for talking to us and for coming out to the party. Uh, this has been a blast, and uh, thanks so much, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure watching these past three years, and I'm definitely going to keep it up through Checkpoint. This is Kyle Landis coming to you from FanFest 2018 in Las Vegas, and I am joined by another one of Limit Break Radio's alumni fans, Shintasin. Shin, how's it going, man? Uh, going good. A little exhausted after last night's awesome after party, but hanging in there, hanging in. All right, well, before we get to the after party, because we are going to talk a little bit about that, too, I have to know, you know, coming here to uh, uh, FanFest 2018, what would, what do you think of the announcement? You know, what was your favorite? What, what, what kind of let you down the most? Was it uh, what you were expecting, a little bit more? Well, every FanFest I've been going... I mean, I've only went really to the last FanFest and this one, so this one was basically like a lot of the last FanFest. I kind of expected new expansion pack. I expected something about jobs. Not really much, so much about race. You know, I would see, like, you know, things for the next expansion, like, you know, with the screenshots, stuff like that. So, I mean... The concept that I came here and saw, I was expecting it. Did they present it really well? Yeah, I mean, they did, because they do that really well at every fan fest, and it really does get you hyped in it. Uh, I'm just more concerned about what's going to, you know, keep going on during the expansion pack to, like, just keep me, you know, engaged, because obviously with what I saw, I'm definitely engaged. I definitely want to do it, but I want to be able to continuously want to do it. So that's kind of what I was um, hoping that they would maybe change and, you know, elaborate on, like if maybe like they're going to change the content cycle a little bit but mm, I hate saying it looks I think the only, I think the disappointing thing is like since I didn't talk about it, it looks like the content cycle is going to say the exact same so that's that's unfortunately my big disappointing takeaway but everything else is you know good although we'll weird it out by the fact that the limited job aspect of the Blue Mage. That's kind of weird, but then again, I don't think I was going to play Blue Mage to begin with. Alright, alright, so, so now they did mention that there would be multiple jobs being released, and I believe the Yoshi P actually said that Blue Mage doesn't, he, to him, he doesn't count it as a Shadowbringer job because it's releasing in 4.5. So if we get another two jobs from Paris and Japan, what do you think they could possibly be? Well, I mean, we've all heard the leaks, and everyone's like, you know, we have those two jobs that are, you know, going to come out 
out, and I'm not even sure I should even talk about. What leaks? Hold on. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, some, like somebody out there, you know, on the internet has actually been very accurate on their leaks. Like, they actually predicted that Blue Mage would be coming out as, like, a precursor job. Like, because people were just kept on saying, like, oh, no, they, you know, they did when they did Ninja, they were like, it was so stressful. They were like, supposedly they didn't want to do it again, but... They never really mentioned they wanted to do it again. Like you know, she said, it was. They only, he only mentioned it was stressful. So, I think though that like doing it this way though maybe a little less stressful because I don't have to incorporate into raids or anything like that and worry about balancing. You know, with this additional job. So I think that's one way of like kind of sliding it in without ha them having to do so much work. But supposedly the next rumor is like uh, the other rumors are like a uh, dancer as healer and uh, the gun, you know, like the gun, a gun blade based uh, tank. Which honestly, I'm a, I'm a tank main, so I'm more interested in seeing what the tank job is. And if uh, Thancred wants to go ahead and do a job change, you know, I'll go ahead and uh, support him in that. <laughs> well, you know, one of the theories that I heard uh, specifically about that scene was, you know, Thancred doesn't have uh, uh, the damaged eye over, you know, his 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 face and whatnot, and it looks like he's running through what will eventually be the lost city of Amdapur. So people are theorizing that that scene is actually something that we might see through the Echo. It happened in the past, and the girl with him is actually Minfilia. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the things. The unfortunate thing is, like, I haven't played all the way up. In you know, through 4.4, so I don't know the exact case of the story itself, but I had a I had a feeling that this is going to be like a mixing of you know worlds kind of a thing, like especially since he become, has to become the warrior of darkness. Well, in, in Zodiar, which they said we'd learn more about, is supposed to be like the the master of space and time or something. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's what I think. I think it might be like a world transitional thing that we're gonna. That's in my. That's in only my thought. Like a world transitional thing that we're gonna do, um, experience, and that's because of that. So, yeah, maybe, like in this case, maybe, you know, it could be just like how, um, I guess you could say, a Realm, Rebo uh, Realm Reborn a ended where, like, people are, like, you know, upgrading their outfits or, you know, changing some things about what they do exactly. I'm not sure if it's really that or if we are experiencing new worlds. Or maybe Thancred's just super horny and saw Viera for the first time and was like, I must gaze at this with both eyes and not just one. So, you know, you, you never know. But I am actually kind of interested because I will, I will say one thing that does keep me around is the main story the story i think it's well written i don't think it's like the best story in the world but it's something that actually keeps me in there and, that, and keeps me engaged so i'm really interested in seeing how that works and i also want to see the exact way that the warrior of light becomes a warrior of darkness because uh dark knight you know fan favorite from final fantasy 11 so i now i gotta i gotta i gotta find out now yeah i think that's probably the big plot twist that everyone's waiting to hear from so all right you mentioned the uh the epic after party that we had the other day it was all over social media, all over Twitter. Uh, so, I mean, you know, as far as sending off Limit Break Radio, I mean, what was your favorite, uh, your favorite memory, your favorite moment from last night? Uh, let's see. Uh, I... I, uh, I usually play a lot of Overwatch with Skuro and uh, Dark Flux, so actually being able to go into an esports arena and basically yell between each other in real time was one good thing. Seeing like a lot of people that you know have been on the show called in, like uh, I actually you know helped Carletta get to the after party, so I was like it was kind of like 
it's like hanging out with a group of people one last time before you know like let's say graduating high school you have that big you have that big hangout before you go ahead and you have to go you know go about your life and do what you need to do it kind of it kind of brought memories back like that so like you know hanging out talking with people that you you know usually talk to because I mean the unfortunate thing is you never know if it's going to be the last time or if you know maybe there'll be another fan fest another expansion going forward and maybe this will happen again but I mean I'm confident I'll definitely see like people down the road somewhere in some place where all nerds go to conventions but it felt kind of nice to have basically almost like a reunion before the change. Oh, of course. And, you know, I mean, even though, uh, you know, some of our involvement with Limit Break Radio is ending, obviously a lot of those fans, a lot of people that you hung out with, you know, have made the transition over to Checkpoint XP and, you know, hanging out there. So no one's really going anywhere. But this is the end of an era for Limit Break Radio. And so, you know, give us one final message, some, some parting words for Limit Break Radio. Uh, let's see. You guys... You know what, I, I'll, uh, just to like uh, go into the past, like you guys actually, when I first went on there and asked a question, you guys basically liked the way that I talked and you, and that actually kind of sort of inspired me because it was like, you know, I got a good voice. Maybe I should actually try, you know, try to twitch thing. And I did. And I got back out there. And, I mean, I got out there and, you know, we're doing pretty good. Actually, me and my friends with the group stream. So it was more like it's more like inspirational, like see what you can do. Don't be afraid to try because you never know what will happen. And in case, and in this case, yeah, you guys move on to Checkpoint Radio. You guys are, you know, very, getting very successful and going out there. So it was not only nice to be pers- you know, personally inspired by you guys, but it's nice to actually see that while I'm also being inspired by you guys, that you guys are actually taking it to the next level and you know, not just staying the same and you, know, you guys are doing great things. So I would just say, you know, number one, thanks for all the memories. Thanks for the inspiration. And just never stop. So with this, let's bring a real end to the keynote address. And while we release a lot of information about Shadowbringers, we have over the next two days a lot of great information about 4.5 as well. So please have a lot of fun. Exciting stuff happening on the floor of the FF14 uh, Fan Fest this year. That was um, frankly the best audio I've ever listened to. <laughs> I enjoyed it immensely. I thought um, so. It, 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 I, I hope so, because as of recording this part of the show, we haven't done any of those interviews yet. Oh, so you guys so. are really setting yourselves up. You, you, 
Wait, it better wait, be good. Wait, so, so, so. Well, you show- did interviews. You did some interviews today, right? Didn't you? No, I went back to the room and slept, man. Yeah, it's, I'm on, it, I'm on like the problem. tail end of this plague thing. What about Nika? She had the handheld. She had a handheld. I don't. I have no idea. Uh, I don't have where access to. Where is Nika? Why are? Why am I here? Yeah, why aren't is, you Nika? Why is Nikalia? No. I mean, you got the weird hair. Yeah, I agree. That's and I'm the other half of Team Nikalia, but that hasn't been a thing forever. You guys broke up the band a while ago. The band just kind of disappeared. Is that a thing? Did I miss that? I mean, yeah. they're the ones well, taking up the mantle. Oh, so, they're the last two so, left. Yeah. That's her. How did you give her the first half of that? It just makes... Oh, why, I mean, why, why isn't why, it, it... can't be... Juxta Kayanian? Why not? Yeah. Juxta... 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 I don't hate Juxta. Yeah. Yeah. You need to take the reins on this, man. No, because see, if she's first, then she has to take the reins. But then she's going to drive it into the ground. And I wouldn't. <laughs> That's a fair point. But it would be hilarious. Well, it's going to be hilarious either way because I'm still involved. Well, yeah, maybe. So um, before we talk about uh, everything that we saw out at the keynote and out at FanFest uh, earlier today, uh, let's talk about just this kind of moment that we're sitting in as we are about to finish 13 years worth of work. Well, this is the nicest place we've ever broadcasted for. I'm glad we saved that for the very last did, episode. Did, did you guys ever think that within the same picture, Limit Break Radio's uh, uh, you know, nice banner right here would be up alongside something like HyperX? No. No, <laughs> no, I did not ever that's, think that's, that's, that's a, a thing. new feeling. That's a yeah. new feeling. Yeah, um, that's a thing. I, I mean, it, you know, it, it is so humbling to have done this show uh for as long as we did and to still have an audience at the end of it that <laughs> really know? is the most shocking <laughs> part sho- that is the after thing all that the blows shit that we've done yeah. exactly yes after all of the massive shit that we've talked we have not burned as many bridges as i thought we would mm-hmm, have at this mm-hmm. point yep the, the the number of people coming up and introducing themselves uh, is, is obviously not not necessarily a new feeling right but sure. again this is the biggest party we've put on there was a lot of people out here at FanFest. there were a lot of people who were coming to visit who didn't even necessarily get to come to FanFest, just coming to the party right and i've had a lot of people that'll that'll introduce themselves and i'm like what do i you know who do i know you as in game or 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 in the twitch chat or do i know you from checkpoint and and, and they're just like oh no 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 i just listened so so you wouldn't know me and it's it's so great to to be able to i think get this chance to talk to a contingent of fans that we normally don't have access to no you're totally right and that's one of the things that i've always loved about going out to fan fest is that you know like we obviously you know we have a great relationship with our audience we have you know the regulars in the twitch chat all the time and that's always so cool but it's it's moments like this where we get to come out here and and genuinely interact with all of the ff14 community mm-hmm. where you really actually get a sense of how many people listen without joining the chat room yeah mm-hmm. or you know because yeah you get a ton of that like people uh, who literally just come up and say oh, and uh and you are from the chat and they just go oh i've never spoken in chat before yeah. or i've never attended I, live i, I, I just I've i just download the show yeah That's right. right i've never been able to tune in Sh- or, shout out to sam and, and her boyfriend whose name i forgot <laughs> You know, of course you remembered her name. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, you really never true I mean, even even doing the show live and 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 having download numbers, you never really do get a sense of what a show like this means to someone, you know? Yeah, I, and 
not just to the people who listen, but to the people who do the show uh, as well. Uh, it is, it's, it's humbling to uh, just, you know, Robbie, you and I were out talking to fans earlier today and just everyone who comes up and they introduce yourself and, you know, I'm like, like Oh great. I'm a Scalia. And they're like, Y- yes I'm, yeah yeah I'm, no I'm I, I, I haven't introduced I myself to anyone as no it, it, it's i i know I that they know to. me i do because i feel awkward if i don't and then yeah, they it's say, weird when someone says hi i'm such and such and you say yeah, oh great i'm juxta and they're like yeah i know i'm like well, no, what, well do you, okay. what do you want me so to when do you shake their hand it's like all right and i know you as from the chat or from the game right okay yeah. then maybe maybe that maybe then you can like make some connections it's, it's actually been really kind of sweet and sad to 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 see him out interacting with people like like genuine happiness on his face right oh yeah it's so and much fun it's and so much drunk. fun and, and, and <laughs> a little bit the buzz is coming off it but so is. he said the saddest thing he's like this is the last time anyone's gonna recognize me as being famous so i have to get as much of it as i can oh. i'm taking all these selfies got the duck face got got videos you're duck facing oh what some year is it uh it's 2018 i'm bringing it back baby join us after the break where juxta shows us how to dab <laughs> oh, stop it um so yeah it, it i i cannot properly put into words what exactly this show has meant to me over 13 years you know mm. like it's it's shaped who i've been yeah yeah, know, sure. knowing you from back in college, absolutely. You oh, okay. Are, so I guess we're all just going to cry now it. instead of waiting until the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. we'll 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 double back on this. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll cry again we'll later. We'll cry back out. Back times, okay? Just got to get it all out. Got to right. get it all out. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, honestly, I, I think the thing that uh, that's the saddest for me, right? Because some of these people I talk to, and and checkpoint isn't everybody's cup of tea. I get that. That's totally. hard. You know, everyone's like, you know, I'm going to miss you guys and and, and and what you do and whatnot. And I realize it's not going to be the same. But there are some people, you know, who have genuinely tried checkpoint, and you know, it's not their thing. So for them, even though there is more of us to be had for them this is this is this it. is actually this is it. it and then i hope that you know a few months down the line you know maybe they'll get the itch to check it out and they'll come back and, and it won't you know they, they will be able to find something in it but uh and, and the maybe, idea that we're potentially losing some fans is uh that i think that's what hits home the most I, it bo- like like it bothers me more than it should yeah you know what i mean like i because because you're right robbie or uh, Kahlo, whatever whatever I, I don't know where we're what we're do the boundaries matter i don't anymore? know it doesn't wait i'm the sorry i'm sorry microphone don't use my real name <laughs> uh, like, like my mom. <laughs> uh yeah that's the one thing that i do miss oh, i mean the, this is nice and all like the studio's cool and all but i mean we don't have our drop yeah the drop board really uh you know you miss out on an element not having that but no i i, I I mean, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm. It bums me out and it frustrates me as a creative person, as someone who's trying to. You feel like you're letting someone down, yes, because we don't have something that that they like, right, 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 yeah. and it, and it's sort of ephemeral because it's hard for them to exactly put into words what's missing, and it's hard for us to to really like pin down what we would need to change to be able to appeal to them. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and maybe that's just, there isn't. Like, well, there that's, isn't that's that the middle thing. ground. For them, it might be the fact that it, you know, it was FF14 content or Final Fantasy themed content, which spoke yeah. to see, see, Or it could be thing. Juxta and Nika. Okay, the Juxta and Nika part, that I get. That, I, yeah. I refuse to believe that people don't want to listen to us just because we're not talking about FF15. Because most of the time, people come in in, in, in 14. And we don't, never talk about yeah. 15. And they we don't. Do. We mash it a lot. But, but they don't agree with our opinion. So it's not like they're coming to hear good things about ff14 well, sure. you know what i mean yeah. and so if it's like like so they they're still gonna get the disagreement 
from us. I mean, really, the only thing that's being toned down is like your saltiness. But at the same time, though, you know, one of the things that I heard from a lot of people, um, multiple people as I was out here was that, you know, I'm sorry to see you guys go. I haven't listened in a long time because it was it was like I could either enjoy the game or I could enjoy the show, but I couldn't do both. Do both. And, and it's and it's sort of like and that's true. That's true though. We get it. It's true though because you guys are ruining the game for it's me. It's one of one of those things. Stop talking truth. Once you see it, once it's been laid bare, it's really hard. To be able to work up the same level of enthusiasm. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's absolutely true. And, you know, we held steadfast to the concept of this show the entire time that it was on. I think think it's probably safe for us to finally pull back the curtain a little bit. Oh, oh, really? We really want to do this? I think we can do it. Okay. I recall recall a night about seven years ago. Six years ago, six or seven years ago, where we were sitting in the Black Lotus yep. talking, yep. and we were sitting around talking about Final Fantasy podcasts and what LBR was and whatnot, and we literally said, you know something? How come every show in Final Fantasy fourteen sounds exactly the same right now? Yep. Where is, where is the show that is willing to just be dicks <laughs> kind of about everything right. and be the bad guys in the community? And like... We've never been afraid to be that. Well, and, and it was also a means of survival, too, because coming back and starting it up, everybody was doing what we had already done in 11. How do we right. set ourselves apart? How do we get people to come back? How do we make a splash? Yeah. And it was by, you know, being becoming the Howard Stearns being the, of FF14. Being the bad guys. Being yeah. brutally honest. Brutally and, honest. And, it's and, not necessarily being about bad guys. And it we was hype up no, the no, game no, it was when about, it was hype. It was, it was about being bad guys because it was well, like... the Not being cons- afraid to be bad guys. Right. Well, the concept, okay, yes. the concept of Limit Break Radio when we brought it back for 14 was to do the NWO heel turn. Yeah. Because we were the only show save for maybe eighth right radio right to be uniquely put in a position to be able to do that right right we, we like, had the face audience yes, coming back from exactly, lbr 1.0 and we maintained that face audience the entire time we were there for 11 yeah and and to to come back and and switch it up it worked in the same but, way but it, that wrestling storylines were it was still about being honest because i don't want people to hear this and be like oh i knew that all this time all that saltiness was just a gag you know no, again no. juxta points out you know on our on our first heaven's war episode we were so hyped about that game so when we when we loved something we loved it but when when we didn't have square enix to fight against we found another foe and it was either guild work or reddit or um, reddit again reddit again (laughs) or the mods on reddit you know like whoever it had to be in general yeah reddit reddit was like our uh it was our punching and and at the end of the day or ourselves, or we would turn it in on ourselves and go inwards and two v two or whatever it happened. Now, to now be. you guys want to know what what was gags, and obviously you haven't seen this in a while because you guys started to call us on our bullshit. But whenever we would have huge meltdowns, oh yeah, uh, we, <laughs> every, every we got away with doing that three times. Was it three times? It was three times we got away with doing that. And on the third one, we had to sit in the in the green room afterwards and just be like, "So we can't, can't do, do this again. again. Never going to be able. No, yeah, we're yeah, never going to be able to pull that joke yeah. off again. And sure enough, we yeah. never were able to do it again. Um, um, something else that was always really fun for us to do, and and we. We have had in planning for a long time, and obviously, obviously now we'll never get a chance to do. But uh, you know, the Guardians is always a short bit that we did here and yeah. there. Oh, and, bring uh, back and, and we had in the can for a while, you know, trying trying to uh, to nail down uh, the Guardian News Network, yeah. GNN, yeah. which was going to be an entire episode worth of Guardian of Guardian stuff. And I mean, there uh, for those of you who are out there and enjoying the final episode here tonight, 
I want you to know what the original plan for the end of LBR was. Uh, Our original concept for ending the show. This is true. Was to do. 100% true. Very true. Last Sunday was to do a regular show, like always, and then just disappear full stop and never come back. To hype up the final show, right? Join us next week for, you know, the last show. It's going to be the biggest, baddest thing you've ever seen. Have all these awesome guests. And then when that show comes that day, we take everything down. We we turn off the website effectively. We 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 erase ourselves from the internet as best we can. That was... The original concept for how we were going to end this show, so but it would have been an amazing. It would troll. have. It, it would have been amazing. But but you know then what? we got this opportunity. How do you turn this down? You know, like uh, I I think we made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think we, of the two, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. that's a better way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, obviously, we're here at the uh, the HyperX Esports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas for this epic after party. Um, I don't know if we can get a shot uh, around the arena and uh, just some of the attendees that are starting to come in. Um, it, it's it's epic because the uh, the um, uh, fan fest is just kind of letting out like the piano concert. The just concert, yeah, up. I was wrapping up. Um, so we're we're getting uh, plenty of people filing in now, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's so exciting that you know we we get this opportunity to um, you know close out the show. In a, you know, first of all, you know, the first title sponsored esports arena in the nation. Yeah. And that happened today or yesterday. Uh, just, just like this weekend. Just this weekend. It's in, still wet. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, th- that that to me is a huge honor to be able to, you know, be here around something that mm-hmm. that big and monumental. I mean, that's a segment next week for Checkpoint. Right. Uh, oh, actually, oh. actually talking about the idea of how monumental this is our last one, uh, um, you know, Scalia, Callie, Joe, you're looking very good today. You're Thank dressed you. up nice and dapper. Thank I haven't you. seen a war. What what well, happened? Chris, what happened with you? <laughs> what? I, at least I'm repping Limit Break Radio. You know, I got a pin. You gave me a pin. I get. I got a pin too. Right, but, that, but this is our this is our last hurrah, and you come in. With- Why are you dressed like an intern? We made you a host. I have the shirt on, and you know what? I came into tonight wanting to get drunk, AF lit, fire emoji 100 100. <laughs> all right. And then you drag me back here, and you're like, "Oh, let's just like you know talk and be in front of a camera for like eight hours." And okay, like, did you do? okay. What, so, did you, think, did you think we were gonna do the thing where we like brought the game up and we're like live from Aorzia? Like, I thought I was think? gonna be super, super drunk, and I wouldn't remember anything. Okay, we've been You're planning this for months now. now. So, at what point did you miss that we were gonna be doing a show with all the content creators? That oh, includes boy. us. We create content. We, well, I mean, like, I, I, I guess I'd come in and be like, hey, I'm Juxta. Man, I'm so drunk. All right, peace out, yo. And I go get drunk more. <laughs> like, not this whole. He was planning the five minute cameo. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not sitting in front of, like, this. You came super to Vegas awesome. for a five minute cameo? <laughs> Who do you think you are, Stanley? Booze, actually. <laughs> wow. I you have like, booze like at people. home. But it's not free booze. <laughs> you we paid, paid for, for this. <laughs> I mean, and the flight. I mean, technically, hotel. we paid for this. Oh, sorry, I paid for my own flight and hotel. No, we gave him the money oh. to be able to do it. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I I place all of this blame on you guys because I don't know why you wouldn't just uh, wear LBR shirts. Why for didn't LBR? you wear? Why didn't you wear your um your your uh, onesie? 
Uh, oh the onesie would have been fine. Okay, a, Where that, is your dildo, by the way? It's, <laughs> okay, A, it's an action figure. <laughs> sure. And B, sure it, is. it got a lot of action, so <laughs> I, I assume Skrill still has it in unmenschenable places. I forgot that yeah, Skrill ended remember, up with it. It, 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 it ended up in his mouth at one yeah, point. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, the vividly. action figure was in Skrill. In fact, actually, yes, no, he, no, you're right. The last time that anyone had visual confirmation, it was indeed in Skrill. That's true. There's there's a video clip of it. Yeah. By the way, have we is limited his drinking potential yeah, tonight well if we had kept it in his mouth he may have not puked as much wouldn't have been able to put any alcohol down it i know that's yeah. true yeah. Hmm. he would yeah. find a well now all right uh, on, on on a real note though i i do feel sorry like like how does it feel right now knowing that this is your peak like, like you're, you're <laughs> peaking right now well right now it feels wonderful and amazing and it would be better if i could go back out there and be drunk <laughs> how, how are you gonna feel like monday you know when you're waking up to go deliver pizza dude you know what that's okay a i don't work monday and i actually had uh <laughs> like i don't work mondays but they schedule me for monday because of thanksgiving and this is a whole big deal because i have to have monday off so i can go to my doctor's appointment but they, they all we can't have three days notice but you didn't give me I'm any so days notice you, like, about okay, you know what <laughs> what were we talking about Exactly. What were we talking exactly. about? Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, of course, the final episode of Limit Break Radio. Um, we are closing it out in style here at the HyperX Esports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. Uh, we're kind of waiting for Nika to get here so that we can kind of talk about. Oh, God, we're waiting for Nika. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's a dangerous we're, proposition. We're, we're, so we're normal tap- show day as usual. We're tap dancing. F- Ah, she is waiting on her rideshare to get over here. Yeah, sure. What if? What if? Uh, uh, is it possible we, we can we can bring Kooky up here to talk a little bit? Is yeah, that, we is could that probably a, bring Kooky. Is that up. a thing? Hey, get up here. Kooky, come up here. Everyone loves Kooky. You put this whole thing together. Yeah, she this, sure did. This wouldn't even be five percent possible had it not been for you. There's like. I know there's like like look at her. She's got the headset. She's got her <laughs> she, phone. She's, she's professional. She's, she's still she, producing. Uh, she's actually achieved super producer status with the headset and everything. Ultra producer. Yeah. yeah. And this is because of the, this is because of our fans. Like, had it not been for them, yeah. you know, urging us to hire Kooky. Kooky is what one of the done? best stories that has come out of Limit Break Radio. It's true. Literally, I, she's a Limit she Break Radio start, miracle. Yeah, she gets her start. By sitting in the chat and posting links to things that we talk about. Yeah. And eventually the chat just goes hashtag hire Kooky I am for like three months. I am so glad that we had Kooky do that without us telling her to do that. <laughs> oh, that is definitely our decision. What, I give what, ourselves props. Uh, Kooky, what... Well, like, like, why? <laughs> like, uh, why, why did you decide? I, I don't think we've ever like, asked her this what, question What before. brought you to Limit Break Radio, and what made you decide, you know what, I'm a part of this? You guys are different and unique, of course. Why wouldn't I? I it's a nice way of saying that we're dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it wasn't. It wasn't about like she's like, hey guys, can I do this for you? You were literally just like, nah, I'm doing this no, now. No, there's like. 87 other people who's watching this Twitch right now. We are actually trying to set up a Twitch chat so you guys can see and interact. Oh, with oh nice. nice. Good. That, that would make great. tap dancing yeah. a lot easier. That would. 87 87 people already guys, right here for the final episode. Hey. We've got, trust me, we've got tons more people that'll be here hanging out here on the stream. Uh, Mr. Happy will be here. Oh, this Zeno is going to be a rodeo, be man. It, I, I mean, eventually when we, start, when we start tagging out people, this is going to be a whole big thing. So, mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is super exciting. Oh, there! Oh, we go. here it comes! Hey, hey, hey! Look at this! Hey! Look at that! Let's see oh. who. Wow! No dark mode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. I don't thank know who you, you so are, much, but thank Mike. you. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, Juxta strikes again. Hey. Juxta's big mouth finally gets mm-hmm. us in trouble. Oh, it only man. took 13 years. I'm sure my big mouth has gotten us into other kinds of trouble. Definitely. All right. Definitely. See, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it now, was Now, if, if this is one of the first times, by the way, that you're joining us for, for well, what is the last episode of, of, of Limit Break Radio, you yes. know, make sure you follow Where have us you here. been? <laughs> make sure you follow us here at Checkpoint XP, because if you do want more of us after tonight, this is where you get it. This is the only place to get it. Legally speaking, the only place you can get it. That, um, well said. Yes. So uh, um, for those that might not actually be familiar with Checkpoint XP and what we do on the show, uh, we are the nation's first syndicated show for esports and video games. And it, it's, it's actually worth noting, and I didn't even realize it until Christine posted about it on Twitter, that it was two years ago at our after party at FanFest that we first debuted checkpoint that's for our right fans. remember the uh, the mixtape playing yeah. the mixtape it's very true so it is you it's know weirdly it's, come full it's, circle it's full circle you know mm-hmm. like um we were so proud to be able to share that clip too you know that was after i mean about like three months worth of work that we had already put in on that before i mean that, we did six months off the air before we went on the air yeah 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 jolly rancher commander's comment first time watching the show you uh you peeps don't look anything like i imagined all these years uh listening in on itunes well, and even, <laughs> even if you watched on twitch if you haven't tuned in to checkpoint yeah we've we don't really ever have cameras on that's, that's fair just that's lbr fair. so yeah. i mean if you weren't a final encounter cast listener or uh yep. or a checkpoint listener yeah you wouldn't actually know what we look like mm-hmm. man final we're sorry to disappoint Final Encounter cast, that was a show that should, by all accounts, never have existed. Correct. I mean, it was. But again, as all things with us, it was it was our viewers that made it happen. Yeah. So uh, this is true. So when we started the Patreon, we were like, okay, we need some high end goals that we'll never meet. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, yes. But but I actually just got it because Limit Break Radio was sort of like is like the cutesy first form of a Pokemon evolution, right? And then Final Encounter cast is like that sort of weird, awkward middle form <laughs> where you're like, oh, man, why? What? Oh, uh, exactly. And then Checkpoint, of course, is our Blastoise. Yeah. yeah. You're saying Limit Break Radio is a cutesy first form of anything? It was Squirtle. Yeah. When it, when like, it was what? the 11 Grimer? Show. When it was the yeah, 11 Okay, show. yeah, that's yeah, fair. Absolutely was. I believe that. I mean, uh, you know, on the, on the second to last episode that we did, going back and listening to... What was that episode number seven of of the original Limit Break Radio? The one that we juxtaposed. Oh, the thirteen. Thirteen. Episode thirteen. Yep. How did I sound th- like that? I don't understand. <laughs> I still that still blows my mind. It, the only no, that was the like, only that thing was that makes sense. Is, <laughs> the only thing that makes sense is the mic, and it's so funny too. Because remember how we used to treat that mic like this is my mic because I'm a Nero and I'm the show host, and this <laughs> yeah. is the awesome mic that I get. And yeah. then years later, he's like motherfucker. <laughs> it came back to bite me. Sure it did. Honezord. <laughs> Somebody, uh, Chromo Strife says Checkpoint Radio over Checkpoint XP. They're the same thing. They, they, the they exact are, same really. thing. <laughs> the exact Literally same thing. the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Unless you just don't like the name, which eh, tough. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's truly amazing just how many people um have come out not just for you know not just for fan fest but for the party as well well and and seeing like uh when we were out there having a drink and someone walked by in a checkpoint shirt and i'm just like <laughs> who the we don't sell that <laughs> who's a checkpoint shirt it was dark flux yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, oh my god did you see dark flux here that's cool like yeah. Uh, like yeah people who, ter- who turned out 
watching on Twitter, seeing people say like talk about the after party with as much excitement as FanFest. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this is, like, the event that they're yeah, coming Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Zeno tweeted out, you know, that now the concert's wrapping up. He's heading over this way, and, and a bunch of the comments on there was, oh, there's an after party. Where's the after party at? Oh, like, honey. I got you. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, those people out there in the Twitterverse, uh, you ain't gonna get upstairs. Huh? No, yeah. you're gonna have to be down with the riffraff. That's right. RSVP'd. The peasants. Uh, it's the Fortnite players. <laughs> Unfortunate. But if yeah, I mean the, the I mean the VIP section has like 250 people scheduled to be in it. 278. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of very important people. Yeah. yeah. So, um if you're wondering how kind of the the show is going to be proceeding today, um we don't really know. We're making this up as we go. Yeah, the, the, pretty much. Uh, we have outlined every show we have ever done, be it Final Encounter Cast, Limit Break Radio or Checkpoint. There's no outline for today. There's nothing. Today, we're just going to go really easy. No outline, no prep work. Just, you know, go. Minimal effort. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, the amount of people that we have coming on, like, like, like the, 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 the banner that Kooky helped all the content creators put together, all those logos on there, like all those people are showing up. That, that's fair. This is the second easiest episode after episode 100 of Limit Break Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, one of, so one of my favorite things about Limit Break Radio and, um, one of the things that I, I really uh, think we should pride ourselves on with it is uh, there was no suggestion too stupid for Limit Break yes. Radio. There no, was, in fact, there the was, guideline that we went by, that that, that a Nero here went by, and, and this usually happened in the shower, he would come up with an idea and go, oh, that's stupid. We gotta do it. It's, to do it. <laughs> it's so stupid, we have to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's too for, stupid not to do. For yeah. years, uh, they, you know, any creative environment tries to have that policy of, like, there's no idea too dumb, let's just talk it out and see if it works. Right. And that is something that, as much as we have occasionally gotten at each other or gotten at each other's throats over something, you've always been able to say, like, I have this idea for a bit, can this work, and let's talk it out and mm-hmm. see if it works. And that, like... Like the idea of doing episode 100 where we just ditch Nico with a bunch, where we just, we just ask some people to guest host and just ditch him. Yeah. That was literally a bit that we came up with like two weeks before. You know what? One of my top 10, in fact, one of my top 10 favorite LBR moments came from that that day when all the donations were coming through and Joe Never Fails goes, Is this going to go on the entire time? <laughs> yeah, Joe. Yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, and 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 I mean, at, at, to your point earlier, Robbie. Uh, you know, I totally get how checkpoint is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea, right? I understand how not everyone sees exactly the same amount of um, kinetic energy, or it's you definitely know. different. For it is. Sure. It, it's well, it's different for for all of us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, even even going back to the 11 days, there was still no one was telling us what to do. No one was even giving us advice, good or bad. Well, and not even telling us what to do. We answered to nobody. That's true. We answered like, you know, at the end of the day, if we cross the line and it ended up ruining the show, we were all prepared for that to be the case. It had been like, all right. By the way, there were episodes of LBR where we sat down in the pre-show and kind of were like, all right, so if this goes badly, that's just it for us. By the way, <laughs> like this, we this, this needs to go over right. This will be the hill yep. we die on. So yep. th- there were definitely episodes like that, and that that is admittedly a freedom we don't have with Checkpoint. No, where it's like, okay, this is literally all of our livelihoods. Maybe we're not going to take that. Well, well Holick, because we do still take take risks. We but, do, but but the difference is with LBR, we just dove in and whatever came of it. We'll came deal with it then. Now, if there's something that we really want to cover, even if it feels like it might be a little bit dangerous or a little bit too provocative, we just have to sit down, and it's more it's more a question of 
how do we go about this? How do we right. go about this without <laughs> costing it our our, our yeah. salaries? Yeah. 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 Uh, Jolly Rancher Commander says, really going to miss the fake commercials. Those were the brainchild of Jug. That was, to be honest. Yeah. 95% of those I, were mine. I would those say, were, yeah. I, Papa Maybe Woody. Yeah. Papa, Papa Woody, Woody did, did one. one. Yep. And Kahlo did Kahlo one. did one. I think I well, did one too. Have I only done one? I think you, you've only done one. Oh, okay. Have you done one? I think I've done one. What did you do? I did the Infinity War one, which yeah. is one of our better ones. <laughs> Papa did uh, pull up pops yeah. for the diapers. Oh yeah, right. Frumpy Raccoon did one. Oh, that's, that's true. Right. Yeah, that's that but yeah, those have been pretty much you. Yeah, uh-huh. dude, that's stretching my length of my creativity. They were always good, and you have to oh, always. Do that. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's no, that's, no mm-hmm. let's not go that far. No. All right, well, they were Plus always they good we when I was there. <laughs> um, but 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 here's here's the thing about being cre- creative, Juxta. Even if you do put out some crap every now and then, you still got to keep doing it because you're not going to get to the gold nuggets if you don't dig through the dirt. Well, well yeah, you got to. And have, no one remembers the crappy ones. That's the good news. That's, yeah, that's fair. True. Everyone that's remembers fair. the funny ones, and you have to have crappy ones so that way it makes the good ones look that much better. That's true too. See, it's strategy. That was our strategy in putting you as a Post. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you make the good people look good by putting a crappy one in there. Yeah. Yeah. Of. I don't think that's that's I mean, that, that's we, not the same thing. When we bring you on as an intern for checkpoint, that's pretty much you're you're an enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. By which by the way, like like in all seriousness, because uh, because we've given it a few tries with some people, you know, we we've I don't want to say interviewed a few people, but there have been potential people that were like, how could we use them? Yeah. Nobody fills or I think gets that intern role or like yeah. that comedic timing. Well, like, nobody I'm is great at filling holes. Let me tell you. <laughs> you see um, what I mean, it, it, so thankfully no, I, nobody is juxta. Uh, I mean, honestly, if there's, if there's a, a way that we can get you in like a day, one day a week, that would, point. that would be awesome. Yep. It would be because you would you would make at least one or two national segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean the in, and just like having that intern role once again. Yeah, or, no, or, or that, you're you're off like character, well, which is thing. a staple, by the way, for for normal radios and morning shows. Everybody has you'd, that. You'd be back to the intern. Yeah, <sighs> but. Are you allowed to do penis jokes on Checkpoint? We are, well, no. Um, <laughs> well, we have, to be, like, we have to be very careful. Very careful. That's, that's 90% that is skirting of my line repertoire. Well, like you said, you have to stretch your creative talent. Foos, you you, uh, you got to try new stuff. There, like there's, a, there's a great bit that I hear, or a great drop that I hear on the radio from, I think it's from Kevin Harlan in the NFL, where literally he was calling Monday Night Football, and he goes, he starts to come, and then he pulls out, and I'm like, that's amazing because <laughs> football and they play it all the time. Wow. I'm like, that's really you can get away with that. Interesting. Well, it's context. It's yeah, really what it is. And believe me, I know all about swallowing. Oh, I'm not going to hear that drop anymore. That's sad. And believe me, I know all about swallowing. <laughs> We have uh, had some stupid bits over we had, the years. We had, we had some of the dumbest. I, I literally think about that all the time. Like, the FFFL. Oh, that oh, was the, the FFFL. We did not one but two seasons of that hot trash because of it, segment. it was a great filler, man. so good. Hey, we need to kill 15 minutes on the show? Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Square Enix didn't announce anything again this week? That's shocking. Here's more FFFL. God. Yeah, Square Enix took the lead on that, and they're like, "Okay, we can't have any more of that. Let's just push cash shop shit." Oh god, it does seem to be where we're at. You know, these days, talking about other uh, uh, great juxta moments, and and where where your latent, somehow uncanny brilliance shines through once every year. The uh, uh, who's tanking Titan? 
Uh, that doesn't really count. Now, now, I just stole that. Now, and, and here's Excuse what... me, parody. Here's what I've noticed about all of his good bits is that all of the good ones <laughs> are when he's parodying something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's... Nika Blart, Mall Tank. Hey, listen. Nika Blart was great. Listen, Weird Al Yankovic yeah, has been I famous have... for 30 years, man. That's the only reason I am any good at it is because I am a devout Weird Al cultist. That man has not aged in 30 years, he by the sure way. He, he looks he exactly the same. He un- well, I mean, like, That's what happens when you have money. You get to pay for unaging serum. <laughs> or just la- eye laser-, laser surgery. I mean, that could be it, too. Yeah. That- and he shaved the mustache. Anyway. <laughs> I love How did we Al. get to Weird Al? <laughs> Dude, look, people in the chat, Ash, David, Pinello, they loved the FFFL. Yeah, that was the best bit. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of fun. A lot of, like... For for a bit that literally amounted to, hey, why don't we just fantasy draft Final Fantasy characters and we'll let people vote on who would win in a fight on, what do we use, straw poll? Straw, straw poll the poll. first time and then Twitter the second yeah. time. Yeah. It's a lot harder to cheat on Twitter, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think we can officially announce that the one week that you and I faced off on straw poll, how many times did you reset your ip to vote uh that actually wasn't the way that i did it uh, uh i would basically just send messages to people on my facebook be like hey vote for this hey vote for this hey vote for this oh, vote for this i just reset my ip really, like 12 times really awkward by the way when i was the Kalo klux klan so thank you for that guys <laughs> first That's of all because right, you were asking first, first of all that there were I certain people on my shit. friends list that i couldn't send that to <laughs> And everyone else, I had to preface it with a really long paragraph. I had forgotten about that. I bit. forgot uh, about uh, that. The Holy real, crap. The real MVP, though, is Saskat, because he's always like, if you remind me earlier in the week and I'm at work, I have a bunch of computers that I can log in and vote oh, on. Oh, uh, there we go. That, But again, uh, you talk about a joke where we're like, hey, so we're going to name Kyle this. And it'll either be really funny or it might be the end of the show. It might, yeah, yeah that might be but the demise. We're just going to do we're it and see what happens. Yeah, let's, yeah. See what, let's see what happens. There was a period of time when we were I starting Checkpoint so where we had to be like, you know, I hope no one goes through our past with too, too uh, fine tooth the code. I don't know. I don't yeah. think there's anything there that we can't justify. That's, yeah, no, it was all done. Justify. It was uh, all done in the pursuit of humor. That's mm-hmm. all. That, I mean, and that was, that was like one of the core tenets of Limit Break Radio that I always really loved. Was that, you know, like we even if we didn't have information to be able to drive moments on the show, we had humor. We had. Right. And, you know, one one thing I heard about, too, is that we'd get the message a lot of times where we'd say something that was factually inaccurate and they'd be all over. And it's like, you know what? I'm not too worried about being right. I'm just worried about being entertaining. Yeah. If we well, say well, something that's well, factually plus- inaccurate occasionally, whatever. In, in in today's uh, political climate, like, you don't have to like, be right like, anymore. Like, really? Come on. <laughs> that, Come that's on. Fair. Hashtag alternative facts. By the way, someone just brought up racist roulette. Yeah. Another uh, another I, one where we were like, yeah, this could ruin us. When I when this I when I spoke earlier us. about no bit being too stupid, that was us sitting in the green room and I was going, hey, what if we did the wheel of intolerance where we assign typically racist stereotypes to different to, to races digital, in digital races that no one can, can we do that i think by. we can do that that's pretty dumb oh, let's yeah. do it oh uh, mm-hmm. we we did all sorts of just horrendously stupid shit and and all of it was like uh, again every time it was just in the pursuit of like well this is this kind of made me giggle like yeah, I yeah, yeah curious curious uh, uh, people in the uh, in the chat over at twitch.tv slash checkpoint xp uh throw some of your uh, your top favorite uh lbr moments oh, you know yeah. even as far back as 1.0 yeah. 
Yeah. Or as, as, or, as in Limit Break limit, Radio yeah. 1.0. The FF11 so days. days. Reminisce with us. Let's, uh, let's go down. I, I don't know. Do you remember the closet bit? I do. The <laughs> I ventilation shaft? I remember that. I, I think... Uh, so, well, do, do you remember what spurred that on? Do you remember how we came to the conclusion that we were going to do that? I remember that Irufalian's whole like bit was that he was growing mushrooms in the closet. Well, no. So, okay. When, when we were at Central, we had a... Uh, a room in the basement that we recorded in, and it was like a it was like a meeting room, right? Yeah. So they had conference room. Yeah, it was it was a conference room. So they had you know a big desk to set up on all our mics up on um, whiteboard to be able to write stuff. But you know it was a college campus, so there was uh, one year or one time where we went in there, and there was just this whole like um, like laundry sh- like basket, like one of the, that has like wheels on it. And it was just full of junk and like props. Props, yeah. Yeah, and props yeah. and stuff. And we were like, what can we do with this to try to like make it into something? And and I think that's what it was where like that moment where you hear us and it sounds like we're forcing open the door against trash. Like that's us <laughs> taking like I think it was a wiffle ball bat. Yeah. And just yep. stirring the junk around <laughs> in this thing. And 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 like it was all like it was always all about like how could how could we what can we do today yeah like yeah. what could we what could we do to like make a moment like so much of our so much of limit break radio was predicated on a single moment like mm-hmm. 10 pulling around right, in a right. single moment and then we would you know fill it in with like various like facts and stuff so yeah yeah Rude so, 33 uh, by the way asking in the chat how many fucking colors i have in my hair it's seven there's <laughs> seven there's seven wow my hair currently. someone seven. uh someone finally decided to show up though our last <laughs> episode ever and she's late which is typical uh-huh. typical uh-huh yeah all right. I had to fill in. Who's the lucky one who gets to tap out? I think it's I think it's this. You one. guys got to talk about FanFest. That's Have fun right. with that. I'm going to go drink. We still we've still got FanFest discussions to to Juxta really wants to drink. I, I I'm so not even remotely buzzed anymore. Aww. I'm so professional now. It's sad. So, I'm freaked out by this actually. It's yeah. Welcome to the big times, Nika. Oh, wow. These lights are bright. Mhm. Wow. Okay. Oh, there's a video. Yup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. We got the chat, ca- could, could got the chat please, room right here. Could you please act like a professional? Yeah. Just sure. once, Nika. Just one time. Sure. So, Nika <laughs> joins us now here at uh, the broadcast booth at the HyperX Esports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. As we just kind of, we're we're. Re- I like your Sabrina cosplay, by the way. Thank you. It's also two B. <laughs> we we started by reminiscing about the show uh, because we didn't have all of the FF14 talkers here yet right. so we were waiting <laughs> all of we, the me? we have been waiting <laughs> on you to be able to actually well, hi, talk about now. what was announced out at FanFest. but before we get to that what has been your favorite most memorable moment for LVR? yeah Put you on the spot LVR? right yeah, now it's coming to an end nika this yeah. is it oh gosh my favorite by, by, moment by the way can, can we get the can we get our card for her the one that we signed to give to her yeah, oh, yeah. we got yeah, yeah, we, we, we a little gotta special a card for you here. Card. Yeah, this is uh, um, uh, sort of this Mina Scalia's... the final postcard. Yeah, Mina Scalia's brainchild. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I almost cried when I saw the one with the card. Uh-huh. That one made me, like... <laughs> I had to stop. I almost cried on Norris's shoulder. <laughs> that was a thing. So, so your favorite moment of LBR that you're never going to get to experience ever again because it's over. Go. <laughs> Actually, 
awe moments? Though? I'm going to say doing the Christmas special because it's the one time I got to be in the studio after yeah. you know we moved away and from Juxta doing it. Cried. At and we was did. it that one? Yeah, that oh, was. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's the only yeah. time on the 14 show I've been able to be in studio with yeah. you guys. So I think, and I just think that was such a fun show with all the different skits and that's right, things we, we were doing. Was so we, stupid, it was we great. We had a garlic. There was a there was a garlic bit on there. I like saying Silent sang. Night or something. It's the only time I've ever got to <laughs> yep. be a garlic. We also had a Garlean bit we never actually had We to did. Do. We yeah. were talking yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. Still on the outline. I mean, yeah. we could do it. So. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like to see you guys attempt that. No, we can't. <laughs> that would be epic. I would love to see that. It's just juxta with like sock puppets. <laughs> oh, I could man. do all the voices. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about FanFest. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're in Vegas. It's why we all came out. I mean... You know, to say goodbye, that's part of it. But also to check out what was going on, uh, what's going to be coming up for Final Fantasy fourteen in the in the uh, next couple of years. All right. Well, the first thing right out of the way, right when the uh, you know the keynote started, Square Enix knows how to do a cutscene. Period. They always have. They've. Uh, they I, always have. I'll yeah. Never yeah. argue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I. To be fair, I was not the biggest fan of the Storm Blood cutscene. No. There's just got, so but many. But it got a lot of people interested because we didn't know who the girl in red was and why would we be fighting her. Um, so there was a lot that yeah, it, there was less. You thought about questions. it. There was still hype and questions. It was less yeah. speculation or questions about this one, but a lot more hype. Uh, excuse me, less less questions. Yeah. Why is oh, Stancred wielding a gun blade now? Because he's now a tank who's protecting that little. Girl. That's dumb. No, Stancred is a thief. Right, but we also were thinking life. like Gunblade things got to be a tank because like when it showed the trust people up there there are no tanks on that list and so i mean not that that's necessarily the official list but i feel like he's like protecting this girl and there was there's no t- like and if you're doing a solo duty some one of the embassies has to be a tank so thank you you would think you would think so uh, tons of tons of uh of info dropped today um let's start off with what led off the uh the day of course obviously the trailer um and and so much to talk about in that trailer. Um, I, I've heard some really really fascinating speculation about the figure that we're fighting, um, or that Derplander is fighting. Um, that that could possibly be Halone, and that because we're doing Warriors the, of Darkness. Oh, like the Karibo person? No. <laughs> oh. Like one of the twelve that we're going to actually have to fight the twelve, and I thought that that was like, if that's the way that I they're mean, going with it, that could be really interesting. They said we're going to find out everything behind the start of Hydaelyn and Zodiac, which are literally like the gods. Yeah. Did, did anyone find it interesting the 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 way that it starts? I was kind of walking. Obviously, he looks grizzly. He looks like he's been through some shit. And the way that they they flash back to to the last calamity, you know, the opening cutscene with, with Bahamut and stuff. It's like he's remembering right the way that yes. it's, it's he like was, a flashback he was having like memories all these of memories like fighting Zenos and fighting, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were definitely flashbacks one of the cool things that I noticed on one of my repeated viewings of the of the trailer as it was sort of just playing around the the um, you know the convention was that Derplander starts off in his 1.0 trailer outfit like when he's got the bow, yeah, when that's he's, straight when he's up. That's oh, yeah, straight that up from one point Yeah, and then as soon as that figure appears, you know, hits the first strike, he morphs into warrior version from two point um, and then 
even hits the Dragoon version Dragoon, there for a second. And then monk, goes to Samurai. Yeah, Monk samurai. and then Samurai. And Samurai. Uh-huh. And I just, I, I thought that that was a really, really cool nod. So flashy. I love it. To, to like <laughs> all of the different versions of Derplander that we've seen. Of the seen. Warrior of Light. And just basically it's a nod to all the different iterations of this game and kind of how it's evolved along the way, which is also really in- cool to see in like action battle form. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that that, you know, brings us to, to one of the most intriguing parts of the whole trailer. And obviously you guys were talking about Thancred and, you know, leading this uh, f- cloaked figure. We don't know if it's a girl, but it this like cloak, it looked like a girl, probably a girl. But there's also this Amano artwork of the warrior we w- we're going to assume the warrior of darkness it also kind of looks a little like Odin. Odin. it looked a lot it like, like Odin. Odin. I yeah it really did i was like is that me no, no. it's not <laughs> it's not me horns aren't big enough um but in in the saddle like basically in his lap there's like a white looks like a childlike like figure, the figure oh from, yeah yes. I was, that and so yeah. that's what i'm assuming that those two things are yeah got any theories my only like random crack theory I had was that since we're going to be going back to Heidelin, Minfilia has to make a reappearance. So what if she becomes not God anymore and is reborn? Because, becomes because, Minifilia. Because, or or oh, Heidelin God. is reborn. Or Heidelin. Because we know Thancred really cares about Minfilia, so he would be protecting her if it was some re- oh, rebirth that of makes Minfilia. Sense. That actually makes sense. So I was like, maybe she's shed from her goddess and has been like rebirthed. Like literally rebirthed. Literally rebirthed. That was the only like crack theory I came up with today. I have nothing else. <laughs> and that's why he has to go from being a thief into being a, a gunblade gun tank. <laughs> yeah, he's protecting her. I, know, there, there, I feel like there's there's uh, some some of these these twists, like the whole warrior of darkness thing. Like these are big big twists, but but this trailer is also a lot shorter than I think what we normally get, and so there's a. Well, there's always it's an extended really, version that will come well, later. Yeah, yeah, because because of right now, again, big giant twists that have lots of questions, but I don't feel like there's a whole lot there to really extract Mm-mm. answers from. Other than why do we? I said we must become the warriors of darkness. Right? Yeah. What's yeah. What, what? What's necessitating that? Exactly. What's driving that? What's you know, the because because that that twist is probably one of the biggest ones in FF14 history as of right now, right? So, probably. But the problem is, for me, and I'm, I'm going to have to be the cynic here for, for most of the night, guys, uh, as much as I did love that trailer, is that was a really great showing, but looking at Square Enix's track record and how they normally proceed with stuff like this, just because it's a great plot twist in theory, it might Does end up it, falling yeah. flat. Uh, you're, you're right. Um, I, I do have to wonder, though, if the Warriors of Darkness that we met in the transition from three to four point oh which could be another potential callback or link back to where minfilia went because she went back to help them in yeah the world. see i think i don't know how they're going to reconcile those two distinct parts of the plot here because you've got the garlean empire and everything that's going on with fighting them and that war and you've got the whole I think it has to do with the existential calamity. I'm thinking it has something to do with the calamity. Because have we, as warriors of light, tipped the balance too far in the, the direction light? of light? Mm. Maybe, and we're also the source world, which means that our balance is probably different, also, and, and more important, and definitely more important. And I feel like because we've got the Garleans who are working with the Asians and all of that ominous, like the calamity is coming, shit coming out of them, and then we've got from you know the the god side of it. I feel like. You know, I've, I've complained on the show a couple times recently about how we kind of met all the gods, learned about all the worlds, learned about the calamities, and then forgot about them. And I feel like this is kind of going to maybe bring them back together. 
Or because Stormblood's dual storyline worked out so well, they're going to have no. the Garlean plot, and then we're going to Stop have and then we'll, that part. We'll, and we'll then succeed we'll, in the first patch, and the next patch will go somewhere And else. then we're going to go into uh, the Warrior of Darkness's world and help there, oh, and then eventually no. we're going to recruit them to come back and help us fight in Garlewell and then win there. I hope not. That's the worst possible scenario. Please, Square Enix, don't do this dual storyline crap. It is the worst. It worked so well in Stormblood. No, it didn't. It, it didn't. didn't. Baku1212 in the chat says, open bar is sick. Thanks, LVR. No, thank you, Baku. We yes, appreciate you showing up. showing up. Can I like, see this somewhere else? I'm, I'm sure that we're on some of the monitors out mm-hmm. there. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Hi. Let us know if you're out there and you're uh, Bring me a I'm drink. Curious, actually. Just yeah, kidding. You can't come back. No, they can't. No, they can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 We're hoping secret, I'm hoping Kooky comes back with some water. I'm I'm parched. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, let's let's talk about Blue Mage here for a second. Ooh, limited mm. job. First of all, when I saw limited pop up, the immediate the thing that I immediately thought of was time. Limited time, and that it would eventually be a purchase. No, I thought it, I, I, <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> oh, there would have been I mean, so much. No. Vind- I mean, it would have sucked, but the vindication would have been great, guys. Yeah, no, but I mean, they've they've confirmed that there's going to be multiple mm. new jobs coming in with uh, Shadowbringers, and uh, that Blue Mage is actually going to be coming with 4.5. So a bit of a mirror of what we saw when they added Ninja. Ninja, Ninja. yeah, that's. Still, it's exciting, but it, also the, the cues are, are going to be. Well, then again, they only can go to fifty. So, like, right? No, no, the no. Leveling cues aren't going to be. That's right. Then. When when Blue Mage is added in, it's not actually going to shake up anything. It's not going to be the meta. The other jobs, mm-hmm. essentially. And then this is my biggest concern: is I feel like they chopped the legs around from underneath. I mean, we have a theory for it, but I feel like right now the fact that it caps at fifty and and the whole idea, obviously, you know, harkening back to FF11, what people loved about Blue Mage, being able to learn the moves, you know, actually after going out and finding them in in and finding ways to acquire them is cool. But right now, it just seems like it's a side quest or a mini game. Use this character to go learn moves that you can't actually use And then there's anything. a special blue duty. Like, it does feel like a mini game. Yeah. yeah. By yeah. the way, can we talk about what the blue looks like? Like, like what? <laughs> it's okay. It's got this dapper thing going on. It's like a throwback to the old school. It look. It reminds me of it's Tuxedo like, Mask. It persona. It's like in Persona. I thought Persona Boom. too. Oh, but nice. But it's like Final Fantasy V. By the way, so is, kind of is that your that. is that your character model they use? Because he he has like uh, it looks like he had the. Uh, that's kind of. I don't think so. No, that's that's is that just the mask? That's a mask. That's just the mask. Okay, it, it, it looked like it was just the, the oh, tattoo the, that oh, goes the across whole, the eye. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, that. yeah. No, I get I think, really mad when I see people. I wear think that. they're definitely saying it's a, a throwback to the old retro blue mages of like FF five, and he even yeah. said that some of the moves would be from fourteen and some would be from five. So that's the style of blue mage they're going, which. It's okay, but I feel like Red Mage already has that dapperness. Do we need both I, I, of them yeah, to have that? I agree. Yeah. And I really like the Middle Eastern style of Eleven's Blue Mages a lot. Yeah. And I really wish that ours was kind of based off of that. I, 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 you know, now that you say that, you know, that was one of the coolest parts about Blue Mage was how much they had tied it into Treasures of Aragon and, mm-hmm. and where that was. And I, I just, I feel like a lot of jobs in FF14 don't have that same identity. You know, with Dark Knight, it's not like it's a class that, it, I mean, yes, it comes from Ishgard, but it's like. Does it really? Uh, yeah, Dragoon exa- exactly. See, Dragoon has that, and I feel like Monk has an Alamegan identity. Dragoon has an Ishgardian yeah, identity. But, but like, there's only but a few jobs but that Square feel Enix that didn't take the opportunity to really play into the Monk I identity. They didn't capitalize Alamegan. on it. Yeah, no, all. I agree. Missed out on it. Uh, seriously. Terribly. Yeah. Terribly. The yeah. fact they did such a good job with Dragoon was probably just a fluke. 
Uh, I actually, I, th- I think because of the the dragons themselves and the fact that that the main character, you know, was Stinny in the way that he played, they they couldn't help but do it. I was so impressed that they didn't just make it a you know get your job to X level and it unlocks Y ability that you're actually having to learn the spells from the mobs from the mobs themselves. I didn't see that coming. Here's, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Here, here, here's the, here's the thing about that, and, and and I don't want to say it gives me any hope because by the end of the keynote, I was still there, just like, all right, yeah, Square Enix, whatever. I guess this is about it. But, but I think that they looked at the love that people had for Blue Mage, the expectations for it, and somewhere, someone on the team was like, we we can't just do that. We ha- if we're gonna do Blue Mage, we have to do it. Like they want it, yeah. Like, like we can't not give that to them. But then someone else said, "But that would disrupt the balance of the game." So let's which, just make it. Well, well which, five levels at a time. Which every patch brings a mini game. So this is a Nero's yeah. theory. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I have a theory that the reason that they decided to cap Blue Mage at fifty and saying that incrementally it would be updated till eventually it catches up is because this is the first job that Square Enix is adding to FF14 that doesn't strictly fit into the triangle meta that we, or just the way that they right. make jobs exactly mm-hmm. right so it doesn't it doesn't quite fit into the tank DPS healer kind of triangle that they've built for themselves thank you Super producer Kugi. Yeah. Um, and because of that, because you don't know how it's going to fit in with the other jobs, if you made it automatically like, yeah, level it to 80 and go, that would disrupt the end yeah, game. Yeah, they're, they're, they're using live service as a PTR, essentially, because no matter how many people they have on the development team, there are certain things or certain uses of abilities or certain combinations that, you know, having millions of people not 14 million but but millions of people (laughs) using it that you can't foresee right so by having it at level 50 and then eventually to 60 and 70 you can sort of very slowly very carefully gauge out those uses uses and and figure out how to deal with it you know i'm not even sure like this is the cynic in me i know i'm not even sure that blue mage will be a job that you can just like bring into like end game like i think they may ever Ever, even maybe? when it hits 80 like i think it might just always be a solo job a job that you can the beast master the of beast master, but yeah like but you could take beast masters into part i mean yeah you could but i'm thinking like because like if they really want to make blue mage like a solo job that you have to do all this stuff to get like these job or these abilities from monsters i think they're gonna make it so blue mage can do everything and if blue mage can do everything then that would disrupt the balance of an end game raid so that, i'm, and, and I'm I think, thinking they may never let you guys have it in like a real duty or even a real i mean it's, it's, it's not limited for a reason it's limited in what it can keep and up li- for limited like <laughs> solo then, why, job. then why make it and add it at that because point people it, want it but, and and they're all about the that, fan service. But at that point, you're not you're not making an MMO anymore. I would say, I wonder, you're making a partitioned game that has online elements. Yeah, I mean, yeah you are. I mean, it's you guys hit, uh, hit the nail on the head. It's basically a mini game. It's basically like a Lords of a Mini. It's like a gold saucer thing, but they just putting like giving you job abilities and letting you go do solo duties for specifically for that blue mage so so what do you think would be more damaging to their credibility overall if it ends up panning out that way 
or had they taken Blue Mage and made it fit into the rigidity of the triad? I think people would not have liked Blue Mage if they had done that. Yeah. Because they would be like... But they would have eventually accepted it. They would have accepted it, just like Red Mage. Probably. Whereas, if if he's right, I'm not saying that, that, that he is, but if he ends up being right, it'll be like Lords of Vermilion, where it is a constant stain. And always a reminder. It's hard to say, because if they had done it the other way, it would have been like, you learn one ability, every job quest, where in the job quest, you go out and fight monsters and learn the ability. But it wouldn't have actually been, you know, like, authentic. Um, So it's hard to say. I mean, just look at, like, all, like, the new, like like uh, UI graphical updates they had with like with the new ability learn thing like no other job has that true and I correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't actually watch the keynote but I think Yoshi said that it was like a solo job or at least well I don't know you know it's, it's weird that they felt the need to point out that blue would have a solo duty because technically, all jobs as you're leveling them up, you have your solo. Yeah, but you it's, have your but solo it's just for stuff. Yeah, but why would you put a single solo at, at like level cap or whatever? Like, like what's going to be the reasoning for going and doing it over and over and over again? I have no idea. I mean, they I mean, said I, they're going to tell us more tomorrow at the live one. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, I also we'll noted that they said it's the first limited job, as in they plan on possibly adding more limited mm. jobs later. I don't like that idea. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't I'm know. Already, if, I'm already leery about the idea of a limited job for I don't for fourteen. On, and, 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 unless it obviously just ends up being super awesome and everyone loves the hell out of it, I think that that you're well, just looking into the awesome, way that he on. said it weird. If it's super awesome and everyone loves it, do they then make it a usable job with end game in parties and stuff? No, like it, that? It, 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 they they have to take balance into account, even if people do love playing it you still have to keep balance in mind but but i mean the the way that they said the first limited job i don't think they meant it as in the first of many just that this is a a a term that you guys have never heard so obviously it could also mean if it works well they will add more in the future but what other job that that could be blue mage shut the fuck that doesn't even make sense that is that has the diversity of blue magic i mean mean, the only only thing i could think of would be red mage and red mage is in the game i mean some (laughs) Something I would say something like Beastmaster because Beastmaster cannot yes. work in the our game either the way that it is where you can charm other monsters that could be another solo type of thing. And you know what? Uh, uh, the way that they did, I think it was Hunter and Octopath Traveler. Whereas when when you tame a beast, you basically get it as an ability, yeah, and then you can call it X amount of times before it goes away. That mm-hmm. type of thing, like again, as like a solo sort of duty, where you go out and you spend time taming you know different creatures or different monsters that have a set type of ability and then depending on what kind of content you're doing or what sort of actually would be a lot like the way that hunter operates in world of warcraft how each pet kind of fits into a different category oh yeah yeah, right yeah and then they would basically just choose it from their stable or whatnot yeah i mean i it's definitely gonna be interesting i i find it really fascinating that our first like solo aimed job or um you know uh, it is not a pet class. Yeah. Because that's what I would have thought that they would have put time and uh, development energy into figuring out is how do we make a pet class that's usable. Mm-hmm. But again, Blue Mage and Blue Magic has traditionally been just like covering a wide range of spells. Utility, damage, healing, even tanking in Final Fantasy XI. Like how, yeah. how could you do justice to that job in the traditional trinity that 14 I, I mean you i don't think you can but i don't i also don't think that you can design your end game content so rigidly that it can't support something like blue mage in there as well you know what i mean like i i'm hoping my hope and and again you know i, I don't hold out a lot of it but my hope <laughs> is that 
Square Enix will take the time as it's incrementally increased from 50 to 80 to figure out where it mm-hmm. uh, or or how it I hope so fits in with everything else. If they take the cop out and take it to 80 and they go, yeah, it still does everything. Well, you realize it's if they do like five level increments, that would take six patches for it to get to 80, which goes unless they do it on like minor patches. It's not maybe. even going to get to 80 by the end of Shadowbringer. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, no, well, Nika, you're ex- you're just pl- assuming that we're going to have five major patches and Shadowbringers. I mean, what would I mean, lead you to to think that, Nika? Three expansions that have that. Yeah. Uh, Dark Flux had actually uh, floated the idea that Blue could end up being the first hybrid uh, uh, job where when you're about to go into a duty, you would, depending on what oh, abilities you, just, oh, you put in, oh. you would operate as a tank as a DPS or as a healer, it's obviously not something you would change mid-battle right. because the idea of, of hybrids being OP in the game is the idea that you can do any of it anytime you wanted. Right. And then why wouldn't you just take in all, all blue, blue mages, mages, right? That means Square Enix would have to design three jobs, three jobs within, within blue mages. Especially yeah. if they wanted to make it Square work Enix in the meta that now, way. hold on, because they did say that you're going to be going out and learning these abilities and there are way more abilities than, than, we you, would expect. than you would actually expect of it. So, maybe. Could be. Maybe. Look, they've surprised us before, not often. When? They, it's they, happened. They, they have. They have. It, it just, was a thing. The, I mean, the fact yeah. that you can learn moves from primals, to me, Yeah, that Shiva one was volume. really cool. Yeah, like, I mean, hell, I kind of wouldn't mind to be able to do that Shiva, uh, you know, diamond arrow dust. blast. The like, that bow, thing is so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually yeah. really excited for Blue Mage. Are you? Yeah. You think you're going to try it out? I'm probably definitely going to try it out, because it's new. I mean, yeah. I'll try it's, it out it's exciting. Like, you're actually going to... It is literally the most different thing, the most unique thing that I think FF14 has had. Yeah, added. it is it's actually different. new content. Now, right. temper yourself, right. because but we said very similar things about Eureka. <laughs> and again, I mean, yeah, because Animos was promised. So that's the thing, too, is that maybe Blue Mage is promising at first, and then they keep releasing other limited jobs, and they all just... Well, and and I think that there's also, you know, I, I in terms of things other than Dungeons Raid and Alliance Raid, I did not hear much of anything that's going to be added with Shadow Sierra. That's that, gonna be that different. doesn't count. That does not. That's a race. That's not a thing to do. Uh, 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 shared world server. That's Being able to go to different before the expansion. Ser- so let's actually take a minute to talk about that because I, I my think it's smart. It's smart on their part, uh, maybe from the server side. I am frustrated because basically what you're doing is you're able to port into somebody else's overworld. Yeah, you yeah. you just visit a different server. Is what it is. But there is jack shit to do in the overworld. But I think come over here and do quests. You'll still you'll still be able to obviously duty to duty up with them. Yes, to to that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that you have they need more to do in the overworld for this to be successful. I agree. But the thing is, is that already even even when Square Enix talked about it, they were like, "Yeah, come over to somebody else's server and." Do hunts, right. or if a server is congested, the the, the reason, only the thing reason there is this is maps, and I will say, like I've got a cro- my static, my end game raid static is a cross world static, and the, so a lot of times you're like, oh, we do Saturday night maps, you want to come, no, and like, what, nobody can. Come. What they should That's have done, the only thing you can do. Look, right now. when they announced this, what they should have said was, look, this is something that MMOs come standard with, and we should it should have been in the game a long time ago. You should have been able to just be with your friends without server transferring. It's here now. Instead of trying to sell it as this big new feature, do maps with people. Do MSQs with people. No, here it is. We're so sorry it took so long. Shardless. Is it that difficult? Like, I feel like there have been enough 
large-scale MMOs that have been able to figure out the shardless thing, you're, the uh, player population is not big enough to be able to justify having separated servers. Uh, it's just it's one of those things where I think that it, it, it this makes Square Enix look more out of touch than it makes them look really good. I agree. There I go, just mirroring somebody else's opinion again. Damn, <laughs> failing podcast. Good job. Actually, we have to look towards what the true end game is. Glamour, and specifically house glamour. So, and being able to go to someone else's world, you can see their glamour. And speaking of glamour, their house. I'm assuming That's I'm assuming why this is thing, because that it's when a you're social game. on a visiting server, you can't trade and sell things on other servers. Oh, I never because thought that about would that. Screw up economy. Yeah, it would. So I mean, so because wait, hold, hold, hold on, wait, FF14, what economy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, but like, they is kind it going to fuck up my tombstones? <laughs> I just, I just feel like there are some servers where I will look something up, and it's like way more expensive on our server than another server. So right. there is a little bit for the really. There's an economy for the glamour items. There really is. Maybe like the ones that are like millions of guild. They're different on each server, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't well, think what they were would. The other, the other three. Uh, oh, trusts the trust system. Ripping that right out of FF11. It's okay. cool though. It's fine. No, I think is it I fine? Think, no, no, I don't, no. This is I definitely just, not fine because Square Enix, with the solo job Blue Mage and now solo but trust, so like, many just people. Keep, we need a new data center. I <laughs> don't look. I don't think you're going to be able to take trust. At least not right away. I don't think you're going to be able to take trust into dungeons or raids or do duties. I don't think you're going to be able to use you, them to supplement other players. That, yeah, that's are what it says. Sh- that you can, he says you can use the uh, the party. You can party with people if you want, but if you don't want to party with people you can use the trust that's basically what he said i don't know that you're gonna be able to like like, like, like if you're like i need I to do I, I need to do the new extreme primal this uh, what i don't think you're gonna be able to take a trust no, no it's no. like no. if you want to do a dungeon by yourself right. yeah i don't even know if it's dungeons by yourself no i think dungeon i think i mean the, the ai is smart enough to probably be able to do dungeons could probably do some multiplayer rate i mean how is this any different from squadrons way. I don't know. And yet. squadrons, they specifically like. Are they even still at this point caught up? Like, like you're still just doing Old. 2.0 content, right? I yeah. Think, I yeah. Think they're at 60 dungeons. Okay. Regardless, the point is, you're still not doing real content. And I use that term "real content" very lightly. <laughs> you're still not doing current real con- content. Current content. Right. So it's literally just Relevant. for funsies. So I've got I'm, I'm, I've got two more things that I want to talk about before uh, we do our first uh, handoff here. Um, both of them, I think, are intensely stupid. And the first one is New Game Plus. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, Square Enix, what are you doing? Who is asking I'm, I'm, this? I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassing. Square Enix, I'm talking to you right now, okay? What are you even doing? You give a jump potion, you sell people jump potions so that they don't have to do the story, and then you go, oh, but you could go back and do the story if you want. Which, by the way, you we have already- a little bit of consistency here. Not just that, but is there an incentive for me as someone who has sat through that storyline once to go back and do it again? Can I get tomes instead of XP? It's not for you. It's not which, 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 by the way, you can experience the story again by either going to your in-room or starting a new character. It's for solo duties. It's New Game Plus, so you keep your levels. And so I honestly, 
will probably do it. No, okay. Because. Oh, what? Because. What? Let me explain. You're fired, Nika. <laughs> because there's so much of the 2.0 story that I don't remember. Go watch the end cutscene. Don't make an I, alt. I did make an alt. But the thing is, is that I have to walk Everywhere. Oh, boom. And oh it drives God. me nuts. So, no, so like, I probably, it's not something I'm going to like log on and be so excited to do, but when I don't have anything else to do, I'll probably do it. But I feel like. No, what you're going to do when there's nothing for you to do is you're going to go play a different game in AFK in the Gold Saucer. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. Um, that sounds But like what that. I, what I think this system would make the most sense if we also could get the 1.0 content. See, that would I was expecting 1.0 classic. And then, then, then you could have 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, you know, that would make sense. Because so many, so many players that are active now never got even a feel. I mean, I did, and I still like. I feel like I missed so much of it yeah. because I didn't realize it was ending, so I didn't really take it all in. And I feel like mm. people talk about this. I don't even know if I did tell the brand quest, and everyone's like, "They were the best." I'm like, maybe I did them. Like, yeah. I can't even remember. I want to go back and like do all of it. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. And then uh, the they, I don't even thing. think they have the stuff for it anymore. I think they talked about that. And yeah. then the other intensely dumb thing that I want to talk uh, about. Is the fact that they're going to be combining TP and MP into one resource man? Oh, I forgot about that. Which, as a Dark Knight, makes me friggin' furious. Yeah, that's going to be hard. I, like that, it, I don't think it's going to be as hard as you think. No, it is. It's yeah. all, it's all, it's all, they're basically it's, just Dark Knight is a TP it. and MP job. Okay, now it's it just a, now it's just an MP job. You yep. just have one less resource you, to manage. Does that's Dark Knight it. ever run out of TP? Not really. Okay, Tanks so, run out of TP in, in, in long fights where there's so no is Goad going to replace MP now? I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm I'm holding off judgment on this till I see. Uh, uh, I like to talk about another immensely stupid thing, uh, which is this idea of crafter and gatherer. Oh, God, end game. I like it. Okay, Why? no, no, no. It, look, look, it's fine, right? The whole domain restoration thing, being able to turn stuff, is fine. Yeah, crafters and gatherers like their things, but this this whole this whole end game for crafter and gather it's it's still just going to be the exact same thing you're already doing yeah yeah the fact that it's probably. end game content for you like what does that actually mean i think it just means content only crafters and gatherers can they already have that though scripts the fact that they're trying scripts. to pass this off mm, with these buzzwords like though. high end end game content. But this is why I think it's because scripts are literally just to buy gear or buy master books for your character. The reason they're calling this end game is because you have to come together with other crafters on your server to build it up as a server, I believe. So how is this so, different from Dome and Enclave? Do Dome and Enclave is literally just turning in the trash that you get off a mob. Right, which is exactly what you're going to do after you craft it. So this the, the is idea, Dome and Enclave for crafters and gatherers. But yeah. harder. It's probably high level Because stuff. it's high level crafting and stuff. stuff. But it is, still it is still just literally crafting and turning yeah. stuff in. I mean, and then maybe probably. at the end it'll open up the Ishgard housing. I, I mean, it, it might... Like, I mean, he hinted at he that. He did. Yeah, right. It, okay, yay. It, it is kind of... I, like I like the concept of crafters and gatherers building together towards rehabbing the city. I think that's cool. You know, it makes the idea of what they did with Mordona a little bit more interactive. And I like that. I, I, for as little as I've done Dome and Enclave, I like the concept of it. So I, I like the idea of what they're doing here. I don't know what it's going to be like in execution. I, I just don't. I don't know if they're going to have the crafting and gathering population to, you know, want to be able to fill that up or make it relevant. I, I just don't know. Mm, yeah. It'll be interesting. It will be. All right. Well, I think that covers most of the big announcements from out at the keynote. And uh, I think that actually is going to uh, wrap up our our little limit break radio portion 
of uh, what we're doing here today. And we're going to do our first tag out. So cool. this is going to be actually, like, oh, what? oh okay. Oh. So what's, what's the plan? Actually, right now we have a guest. Oh, Aaron Edge. Come on. Oh, over. Aaron Edge. Juxta, why don't you leave? Yeah, bye. Go bye, bye, Juxta. Hey, he's my favorite one. Yeah, leave. Yeah. Go away. No. <laughs> Thank you for a second, I guess. Okay. Hi. I don't know what... Uh, we, Mike, usually, we usually talk into the mic. Yeah, I don't know what Mike stuff mic. is. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just talk into the big foamy part okay, right here. Cool. So That's Aaron awesome. Edge, uh, listeners will uh, will know from uh, Final Encountercast. Yeah, uh, will will recognize that name as uh, someone who I told. I, I, you you had hoped you, you had hoped his parents would drive they off. They did cliff. die. Oh actually. yeah, that they, they drove died off, they in drove a horrible off a cliff. crash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, After contracting Hulk AIDS, was was that the? No, that no, was. That was I don't know. That, that was okay. It all blurs together. That was Dark Star. I'm pretty sure. Mm, it all blurs together. No, that was yeah. still someone else. Mm-hmm. Was someone else. Yeah. So what's up? Hey, um, you're you're on the show now, I, man. I showed up with the only intention into showing up on this show to this week. Oh, really? It's my birthday this weekend. Happy well, happy birthday. birthday. Uh, it's also the anniversary of my parents' death. Uh, <laughs> rest exciting. in peace. Um, you not tell if you're serious or joking. This is a problem. <laughs> well, you know, that's I also mean, what Juxta said when I was telling him about the keynote address you today. You just kind of have to... Um, I think Blue Mage is silly, actually. I know you, I know you said you were kind of into that, but uh, the Blue Mage thing is silly to me. But I wanted to show up because... I think it's really important what you guys are doing, actually. Oh, I told you. him earlier I had to eat some crow. He tooted I, my horn, guys. It felt I've nice. Never, I've never really been a fan of, of Robbie. Um, <laughs> he does look like the yellow angry bird, if you look. Uh, this is Cannot pretty shitty. Unsee. Yeah. No, you can't. You, <laughs> you, you, you do have shitty bangs underneath that wig, by the I, way. I'm growing them but, out, actually. They're like anyway, this long now. That's like, they're still, they're still shitty. They're still guys. shitty. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a shitty haircut according to Anero. No, sure. yeah, you do. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, if it's buzzed on the sides yeah, and in yeah, the yeah. back, I mean. Well, I mean, you're I mean, you're a little too old for fashion stuff. I, so, I get you know. it. But I have my dad's haircut. Kyle was literally Googling angry, yellow angry bird. He is. He actually is. That is you. Yeah. That looks exactly yeah, that's, that's yeah, like you. That's fair. Um, I don't see it. Uh, yeah, that's him. They, they, they for can't, sure. They can't see yeah. it. Yeah, they yeah. Can't see They're it. twins. It's he, twins. He has it's a, a triangle sure. head. It's a I, picture I was of thinking, you. I was, if you showed me a picture of yellow angry bird, I'd be like, oh, it's Robbie. Yeah, I was thinking Robbie. about that while I was sitting on the stage talking to Kuki while she was barely crying. And she was crying because you guys did... Something fucking crazy. Something that you guys will was do. Was this your dream thing? No, no, no. You guys have done something that a lot of people that will listen to Limit Break Radio that will never do. You guys followed your dreams. And I know for sure it was specifically a dream of yours. Mm-hmm. Creating a radio show. Yeah. And well, nobody would give them a job otherwise. It, <laughs> <laughs> that may be so, but that mirrors something that I similarly did with my life and my career that I have now, which I had no business doing in the first place, but I have it now. That's fantastic. Congratulations. And, and you guys have it now. Yep. And this guy right here, I gave this guy a lot of praise earlier, even though I've never really liked Robbie as a person. That's just... <laughs> A thing that happens between people sometimes, but I do like the fact that Robbie decided to give up a lot of stuff to pursue his dream, and and there is nothing more in 
in life that you can do than try to pursue your dream. And Robbie did it. And this guy did it. And you did it. And maybe not so Nika or other people, but still. Hey, you, I uh, my dream. Listen, I'm doing though, exactly what I want to be doing you, in my life. You're a teacher, and that's amazing. Thank you. I mean, everything you guys have done is amazing. And, and, and I know that I've been labeled the antagonist of limit break radio before but that's, but i've that's always fun, been though that's the i've fun. i've always been a fan of you guys just like nika's pointed out before i mean if and if if it was if if i had actually thought that like there was like any animosity i would have never appeared on your show no, I, you know and you you, you had were on my shitty yeah. show I, you were actually the last episode because i didn't know who else i could go to <laughs> uh, bigger than you but but i tried it it, it's hard work. It you is. guys do hard actual work every single day for the show. And it is crazy that there are people out there that will actually um, think less of you for trying to do it. And and that's just a that's just an insecurity thing. You know, it's funny. It, you know, I have not so far gotten any real serious pushback like you guys fucking sold out, man. You know, like <laughs> there's a couple of people who said that. I, at first, I was kind right? dude. I was kind Not of expecting really. it. Like at some point I was expecting someone to be like, well, what, what was all that shit with the Patreon then? Like what you owe those. Yeah, people. you owe those. Yeah, people. we haven't had no, of no, that, no, right? no. We, let me let me say something that's, from a friend. Aspect I, real I, quick. I, I what I hope that is honestly and I mean this genuinely what I hope that is, is that people feel like we fulfilled that they got their money's worth. Yeah, that, that we fulfilled what we had set out Our to obligations do. obligations to them. Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. You, you guys had always given this goal of one day we don't want to have to ask for your yes. support. Right. And you guys fulfilled that. Right. Pretty, actually, pretty quickly uh, in terms of Patreons. I mean, you guys could have rode that for a long time. But you guys had a very specific thing. And at first, you know, I had seen it where you guys weren't taking... Uh, advertisements mm-hmm. type of stuff, which was silly to me because I was like, I mean, fucking random people do like Harry's Shave Club type of things, and you guys definitely could have done that with your download numbers, right? For sure, there's no way you guys couldn't have gotten those those advertisement that advertisement money. But that's right? that's that's the key of the hill for for podcast advertising, right? Yeah, like exactly, it, it's you're you know you've got all of these amazing podcasts out there like Mark Marin and you know Joe Rogan, and they're all fighting for that fucking Gillette sponsorship yes. or that fucking span, stamps.com sponsorship. And like when you when you really lay that out, when you because someone had tweeted me. Um, and I wish I could remember. I think his name's Coke Logic. He's it, w- it was me. Old, it, it, it was, was it was me, yeah. it was an, he's an old uh, fan of Opie and Anthony, and he follows like the whole podcast sphere. And he said, "Listen, man, when you realize that the pinnacle of what everyone is fighting for is goddamn Gillette, oh. like that's such a low bar. Like, why can can?" Can Xerox come in and like sponsor someone? Like, like, why is it that we're like fighting for Bomba sponsorships or like, you know what I mean? Or like, um, Loot Crate. Gotta get like, that green, man. So, loot Crate is somewhat relevant. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of But I mean, like, they sponsored so many podcasts at one point. Yeah. That it's like, it, it was, it, it became an economic decision. Like, even if all of our audience is incredibly generous. And even if we're trying to work the advertising contacts, I don't really see much of a future here. 
you know? And yeah, because that only goes so far. It really does, yeah. All of those people that you've talked about have something supplementing that income exactly. other than the yes, advertisements. Thank you, thank nobody you. Nobody else 100% true. out there, or, or nobody that you're talking about has, is just... Is just a professional it's, it's just podcaster. Pro- podcasting, yeah, right, right? Exactly. So, I mean, you guys definitely went the the right route. You specifically, Nero, wanted a certain thing, and you fought for it, and and you brought people like Robbie along, and you brought people like Chris along, and I'm getting a little emotional already because I've watched you guys for the last couple of years do this shit, right? And it's literally amazing i mean because you guys took a dream right that you wanted and you did it and there's a lot of people out there that will watch this and say fuck those guys because they <laughs> fucking they 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 sold out they they went to a big company and they sold out and they did this and they did that what are you doing with your life right now are you taking a risk because i don't think you are if you're working at fucking mcdonald's or Walmart behind a cashier register and not taking any responsibility to your future behind yourself and trying to go in an artistic direction or even some... I'm a surveyor now. I never thought in a million fucking years I'd be a surveyor because I went to school to paint cars. That's the fucking polar opposite of what surveying is. And I did it. And I fucking love surveying. And these people (laughs) love making radio shows. And that's what it's all about. What are you going to do with your life if you don't think that you're going to have a career where you love something? I'm sure Nika loves teaching kids. I do. And as Chris creepy as that is, loves pizza. <laughs> Chris loves eating pizza, he really, so he really fucking loves delivers pizza. pizza. And you guys so make fucking I think you have radio a long show. Lost calling of being a motivational speaker yeah maybe yeah i'm a little too far into serving at this point <laughs> but but i wanted to catch the last couple shows of you guys and i didn't i wasn't able to i was well I luckily you got you, the you, last you, you well, still you're here them. you're you're a Physically part of the last here. one and, yeah and I, our history I, I wanted to be here i paid Thank this you. the whatever money i should have paid more chris told me i should have paid more no, um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but I had to be here because thank you because I was there a part of the very first episode of Final Encountercast. Yep. And even though right. that is the worst fucking episode or the worst show title ever in history, it is. Mark me on that. It that. is. All right, Aaron. Aaron, I'm, I'm, all this stuff you're saying is really go, go, you know super awesome, cool stuff. But I think super producer is. Right I think super producer is giving us the uh, is giving us the signal. Cookie okay. says you got to go, man. Okay, I'm so sorry. Fuck off. Bye. Thanks. No, no, no. Hey, 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 you hey, still hey, suck. Hey, we do appreciate b- you before out. before you go. Uh, plug your uh, your Twitch channel and stuff. Oh, I'm cast plays on Twitch. I don't really stream a lot, but I probably will since I got a... Well, now you got, here, yeah, now, now <laughs> you got, got the LBR bomb. I, I, I tried to do a show. It's really hard work for those of you fuckwads that don't think it's hard work out there. It is hard work. He knows. I tried to do it with him. It sucked, kind of. He was the best no, it part was of the show. It was interesting. Um, but yeah, cast plays, Twitch. Thanks. All right. Bye. Robbie, See I still later. hate you, but yep. you're fucking respectable. Yep. Bye. Later. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron Edge, everyone, from uh, Final Encounter Cast fame. <laughs> oh, Final Encounter Cast. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are actually going to do our first tag out. Are we doing our first tag out here? Yes, we are. We have Maelstrom Radio here. All right. Maelstrom Radio. Over. Yeah, come on over. We'll. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah you, you slide out, Robbie. Yeah. Yep. 
Guys, appreciate hey. you coming out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Take a seat. Hello. So how's it going, guys? Try not to kill myself. Yeah, get get real get real nice and close in on the mics. All right. Yeah. We can so, do this. love them. So guys, what did you think about FanFest? Uh, well, <laughs> I uh, we did our show uh, a while back predicting FanFest, and uh, I remember uh, Saferot from The Crucible came up to me after everything and said, I don't know how you motherfuckers predicted all that shit, but I'm really <laughs> mad you did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we predicted everything. It, mm, so so what, did, what did you get right? I'm, I'm curious what, what you nailed. At least by the teaser trailer. We predicted Calamity. Okay. We predicted Garlemald, yeah, but that think, was obvious. I think we had kind of come to the... Come yeah, to that the, conclusion, too. Yeah. And Garlemald was, like, teased by Yoshi, like, at the last fan fest. He's like, yeah, maybe in 5 I know we'll go to Garlemald. And we're like, yeah. hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing I think no one's thinking about, and Anonymous kind of backed me up on it, and uh, we all know Anonymous. He's legitimate. Oh, yeah. Oh, fun story. I just found out I knew him in FF11. So, really? Yeah, he told yeah, me really? that today, oh, and nice. I just, like, blew my mind. Anyway, small world. Uh, Anonymous, yeah. I said, well, it, it's funny that Thancred looks younger, doesn't have the long hair. <laughs> Cutscene. He's very, very no, clean kind of cut. Like, Isn't it weird that he looks like a young Thancred? And he's like, well, he is. Zodiac is the master of time and space. Oh. He's like, he's like, didn't you guys, like, predict time travel? I was like, Isn't that strange? <laughs> huh. I, we didn't think of that. I, that I did not. Oh, he's also so that could got be a both of his eyes. Yeah, yeah. that's is no longer. Oh. He's got both of his eyes. You know, so and that someone, could be Vinfilia. I could be right. Someone, someone yeah. actually had 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 mentioned that to me, where they were like, "What's that fuckery with his eyes? Like, where did yeah. his eye go?" And I'm like, hmm. "Oh yeah, he did have his eye back." <laughs> and then I was just like, "Move right past it. Blew right past." God damn! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, we're assholes. Uh, okay. Interesting. Well, my, um, yeah. Turn, so, so you're turn. thinking that the 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 shrouded figure is Menphilia then? It, 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 well, remember that because that was that was, she he was his he, she was her, her protector, protector growing up. Yes, mm-hmm. and it would make sense. Also, the 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 key art at the end that specific like concept drawing. Yeah, with uh, the, the warrior of darkness and then the the smaller the, child of the, light. Yes. It was, she was drawn in pure light. Yeah. And Menphili was taken by uh, Heidelin. Right. Right. And she guy. also had the echo. And I feel like the echo was less known when she was a child. And, you mm-hmm. know, she's like this one special child with this gift. You've got to protect her. And, yep. You know, so. So it would be interesting if we're going back in time. I mean, or that's an alternate hmm. timeline because Tancred's a, at least a gun blade because he has a gun strapped to his back with the blade. Yeah. I, I mean, thematically, that also kind of works with what we saw the Derplander kind of go through because when we see him, you know, and it took me the second time watching through to go, oh shit, he's in his 1.0 Bard trailer getup. Like, that's amazing. Like, that that's a, a great attention to detail. But, like, it never really occurred to me that that could be some kind of time something happening. And one of the things I was just thinking of too, like one of the things they announced with this new expansion is that they're doing this whole new game plus where you're going back and revisiting old areas. Sure. So they oh, what if they tie that way. into the lore? Exactly. They need a way to explain <laughs> this. And if we're getting this whole time travel piece, you can now travel back. back exactly. And, and re-experience it Oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> I mean, because that, that is a legitimately a good, a good point, idea. Right? No, good that's a very point, good yeah. idea. Um, I hope God. I hope Square Enix has the presence of mind to pull that off, <laughs> because like one of the New Game Plus is one of those things that's kind of sticking out like a like a sore thumb at yeah. this point. Yeah. 
they have a history of doing weird things that other games don't or but haven't see, again, tried it's yet. Something like it's, different in fourteen. I'm all for it at this point. Anything different, right? Exactly. I agree completely. <laughs> Please, yeah. We need something else. new. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, it's also interesting that uh, they're doing something that uh, like some old school MMOs have done, and not like Eureka, but at least the end game crafting and like gathering is something that a lot of older older MMOs focused on. Was all right. Let's give our crafting and gathering people like legitimacy, right? And it even though yeah, you are legitimate. The people that main crafting and gathering, like we know you run the 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 gill on all servers. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> they uh, even though I don't do it, I mean I do it for some money but not no, a lot don't. yeah i don't <laughs> uh, we uh it is interesting that you know the holy sea of ishgard is going to be rebuilt by the ca- crafters and gatherers that also gives individuality back to servers because if your crafters and gatherers say fuck this i'm not doing it then you don't but get you can just server hop and go help another server. but you can that's but true. then your server is never going to get the ability to live in ishgard that's true that, that's true that's true and i you know that was something that ff11 did really well that never got ported over to FF14, where you had things like um, not besieged. What was the thing? Campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you in had in the past. Yeah, it was campaign. Where you had where you had campaign, and it was like you had the entire server working together towards one goal, whether it was unlocking Fey Lux or whether it was, you know. My favorite was having that stone in El Zabi or whatever it was. And if you didn't have it, you couldn't use the fucking teleporter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everybody was like, fuck, we need to go get this stupid stone back. And so you team up with teams to sneak through the, and the, and the beastmen, like strongholds were difficult to get through. And I feel like servers really worked together to pull that off too. Yeah, absolutely. Hi. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I am tapping out. Our there. lovely producer here. I get here. to tag out. Oh, am I staying or am I tagging? No, nope. get to hang out. Oh, you I were, can. Hang you out. were late, well, so you okay. I'll stay and hang out. Yeah. All right, perfect. I, unless you guys want to record an episode, then yeah. If you do, I'll yeah, leave. Just, guys, just tell me to fuck off, and I'll peace out. You're welcome. Yeah. No, okay. So, yeah, you guys get, get to, someone to, to choose. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. There's someone like uh, Brahmit. Sure, Brahmit can come in. We'll do a quick episode of Maelstrom Radio. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll be here until he gets here. Perfect. All right, cool. Come tell me out. <laughs> I don't know, and I came here. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Nika. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Hi. We didn't get to oh, see you. Thanks for coming to the sweet party. Uh, of course. I'm oh, so glad we were able us. to pull this off. This is awesome. Yeah, this is really great. It's awesome. Like yes. we have to be How professional do you feel right now? I mean, you can see like the, the you, videos. Oh, yeah, there's cameras. You've seen our show. And this is like the tablet is more professional than our normal show. <laughs> I know, this is, yeah, we are live. That, like that's the thing. Like yeah, we're, we're like, live. This is the Twitch chat. You can see ourselves over there, and yeah. How's it going? It's pretty cool, right? So, yeah, no, no. And everybody was like, wait a minute. Like, you guys are live from the esports arena? Live from the esports arena yeah, so. in Luxor, Las Vegas. Yeah. It would have been helpful to actually tell people where they were. Like, yeah. You told everyone that we're going live, but you didn't tell them where to actually watch. So. Oh, it's on Checkpoint. Yeah, it's at so. Checkpoint but Everyone Radio. watching here has wow. already knows that no, they're no, watching. No, no, we're hosting. We're currently hosting Checkpoint Radio. Well, so that's the best way to do it. Yeah. It is. I didn't realize because I don't set up our Twitch. So. Well, good. good uh, I, I handle all the that. work. He just shows it's true. <laughs> Dylan does all the muscle. Oh, that's what they tell me. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm kind of disbelieving. You need to really get close to me. Oh, oh yeah, you need, yeah, you need to get you into need to the like, mic. It's, your, the it's mic. part of your soul. Yeah. You need to get into My soul is black. Like just the like the mic. Yeah, just like the mic. <laughs> Hi, Twitch oh. chat, by the way. Uh, no, so like, while we get Brahmin in here. Uh, 
<laughs> we, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the the keynote. The keynote was really done. Out of all the keynotes we've seen in the past, like this was done really well. It was a lot more cut fun. Scene was so good. The cut Both scene, of them yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The blue mage reveal was fantastic. I love that. I'm actually impressed that we were we didn't really talk about this. That the actual CEO of Square Enix came down here. Uh, oh, we were yeah. talking about this earlier too. Yeah. Like, goes to show like how important 14 is to the see no well. what we were thinking is that actually he's here to see how well 14's doing overseas Ooh. to base the budget around and kind <laughs> of like get a feel from what 14's actually doing and yeah. get like eyes on that's kind of what our theory was floating around the audience I feel like we had a pretty good reception to like both the trailer and the blue major reveal. I agree. that was very very I positive agree. I don't know I guess like I thought the reason he was here is like it was like one of those go big or go home moments. It, it, you know it was. They, they were like pulling out like so much. Like I mean, they so much cheese, just, so much cheese. Like no, yeah. we have to follow an order. Too bad I'm the big boss guy and I've got a yeah. video. You know, it was cheesy, but it was well done. So it was. I think I was like a lot more skeptical than them. I was like, you know, they revealed so much and they put so much in there. It's like. You know, we know we're losing people, so let's just but try to are, pull out okay, all the stops. But see, they say that, but then they say we have so many people, we need another data center in both right. NA and EU. And I'm trying to figure, like, I log onto my server. If I'm not on between 7 and 9 p.m. Eastern, if I'm on at any other time of the day, there's, like, three people online. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out where, like, obviously at the expansion launch and at patch launches, the congestion is there. Mm -hmm. But on any random essay, like, if I go and log in right now, there's not many people online. And so I'm just trying to figure out they're going to start shuffling worlds around into different data centers and all this, you know, people are going to like, I'm really worried about my cross server static being split oh, yeah. up and then trying to figure out if we're right. going to transfer servers. Cause I mean, I don't know. It's, it's worrisome. And then, but he says, but we need it because the congestion and it's just too populated. I'm just like, really? Actually, when they said server reorder, I thought I was going to like server merges. That's what I thought. Right, exactly, I thought yeah. server merges, no. not server expansion. See, I kind of thought in a different direction, like, cause I play on Babung. I'm sorry. Oh, oh of course. Sorry. See, yeah. You have like, the one server that has people on it. Yeah. A no, and that like, should be a data center. Yeah. No, and yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my goodness, they're going to finally build the Balmung quarantine zone. <laughs> I mean, you're already being told you're not allowed to do your quests on Balmung anymore, so go to other yeah. servers and do them. Yeah. No, and that was actually when they talked about like the world reorganization. I'm like, oh no, they're going to finally split up Balmung. And I mean, all the people who I was sitting with actually for the keynote, they're all from Balmung. So when he was encouraging us to transfer, like, <laughs> No. <laughs> but, see, but, but even still, you don't even have to transfer. Just hop to another world and queue up over there. Yeah. Right. Just to spread out the congestion a little. Yeah, no. And I mean, I totally get that. And I think actually... It's a smart it works, move on their end. It would be great because, I mean, I remember playing Stormblood when it released on Balmung and it was... <laughs> A cluster. It wasn't good on the other servers either. No, no. And I remember like when everything was crashing. Balmung, like, I'm assuming. They were like, worse. damn it, Balmung. I can't imagine the line for Robon on Balmung. We actually tried to Wait. form a queue. So, like, a lot of servers tried. Yeah. 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 By the um, time I got to it, I was just spam clicking and, you know, yeah. it took forever, but. And then no. Pippin, Pippin came along. He was like, haha, <laughs> round two. <laughs> Phase Little did two. you know. <laughs> yeah. This whole time. Like but, father, like son. No, I mean, just with all of the reveals, it. I don't know. It feels like even though that they say that, yeah, we have a lot of players and we're trying to expand, it seems like that they're trying to win back people. Um, there was so many complaints as far as not being more experimental. And so, you know, they're throwing Vera at us. They're throwing Blue Mage at us. Um, and I say, like, with the way they're doing the limited job, however that's going to work, that seems interesting. The... I have to be honest, though, it just didn't seem like it was anything new. It's like, oh, yay, we're going to get nine dungeons. You got new like game the plus. same yeah. thing, <laughs> new different game plus. place. New, new, new game, game plus. plus. It's oh, got wait, new in the name. Wait, your new content new. is old content. <laughs> Woo! But it's got new in the name. Yeah. New. See, I'm oh, just yeah. really hoping, like, from what I saw in that 
opening trailer, like we all know Square Enix is really good at hype and trailers, mm-hmm. but like oh, yeah. they definitely had that darker feel. And I know that as I feel like FF14's populace is generally an older player base. We like mm-hmm. the dark stories. Like ta- Tamtar right. Hard Mode is like everyone's favorite dungeon story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And we want more of it. And they like started it with like all the as or not the as the scions dying and like Nanomo. But then we saw what happened there, right? We're like, yeah. yes, this dark story is amazing. Yeah, right. But on the other side, oh, people are waving. Um, anyway, it, but then on the other side of it, they, you know, they, they kind of like took all of it back. And so I'm hoping, you know, Square Enix is so good at hype and so not good at follow through. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they actually follow through with the dark story that I feel like this is going to bring. I'm just, I'm skeptical. I, I agree. We were talking about this earlier 100%. I really hope that they can pull it off because it would be amazing if they could. But I'm going to wait until I actually see what they deliver. Yeah. yeah. It's encouraging, though, that they're going to give us some of the stuff that they talked about in uh, 4.5. True. So it's yes. like, yeah, we know we've yeah, strung you along. The server thing is coming 4.5 to work out kings. I was actually really surprised. That yeah. yeah. And, and that's actually seems like a big risk Blue Mage, though, there was that leaker that, I mean, everything he leaked about these fan mm-hmm. announcements was accurate. So it makes me wonder who the hell is leaking. Right the down to the name. <laughs> right down to the name. Anyway. But, all right. Bro, Hamid right. is here. I'm tapping out. I'll be around. Right. I'll be back later. We're going to record. Right. All right. We're going to do an episode. Thank we'll you. We'll do a quick episode of Elf from Radio. Right. Welcome, Brahmat. I'm going to bring four more people to just tag you all out. Sure. Sure. Sounds awesome. good. Hello. Hey, guys. Woohoo. 20 30, yeah. Should be fine. All right. Uh, so I should start this like I normally do. Pay attention to Twitch chat because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we got Twitch chat. All right. Don't worry. Welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Slatus. With me, as always, this host is from the West Coast now. It's Shin. Of course, we have our lovely producer, Dylan, with us. And, of course, the Rufio of the Crucible, Brohamet. Hi, I'm Brohamet. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Maelstrom Radio is live here at the Esports Arena, of course, in lovely Las Vegas. We are here. We just did day one of FanFest. We found out all the news. We just talked about a little bit of it. Brohamet. They've heard a little bit from us already, but can we can we get your... What did you expect? Did you get what you wanted out of the keynote? Okay, so Square Enix has become very predictable in their announcements. Yoshi teaches a shirt. Oh my god, it's a job. It wasn't a job <gasps> this time. There's a level cap increase? So did you think Beastmaster was the shirt? <laughs> oh man, I was actually... Double. Yeah, that would be... I was so surprised that they not only announced Blue Mage, but uh-huh. they're bringing it in for 4.5. And yes, some people, safe, are We're bitching you. <laughs> that it only safe goes right up to level 50 <laughs> and it's not useful. But you know what? It'll get there in time as long as it's fun mm-hmm. and they're building the foundation of something that's new and different i'm i'm all for a level 50 job even if we have to level it from one to 50 i will be willing to do that because this is the first time in years that there's something happening where you can break the mold can, mm. can, how excited are you that this the content for blue mage is going to be specifically created for it like it's not going to be msq it's going to have its own i'm i am so intrigued because I'm just I'm starving for change sorry close is just in, in the chat here I thought safe would be have been more pissed off that student Estinian that eh, sorry that an Estinian cosplay won a prize <laughs> I don't know if we've told him about that yet see unfortunately we'll safe <laughs> is feeling sick so he could not make yeah. it here but if he were we would all be sure 
to ask him his thoughts on Ishgard reconstruction because we know that he would have something productive to contribute to the we, discussion. We only I get- actually asked him earlier. Uh-oh. Whereas about Ishgard, he was like, I'm really glad because in all of the <clears throat> bleep who uh, bother me all day will be there <laughs> leaving me alone. <laughs> I, I I know that we're kind of allowed to curse to earn them out, but you know mm-hmm. there was there was a yeah you're just gonna leave it. There. Oh, was it a long like it was multiple expletives? It was expressive. We'll put it that way. I mean, you know, safe. Yeah, he's a, he can be very he's, creative. He's a poet. He was actually very calm though. He's like, yeah, I'm glad I all that. Oh no, you know what? He got, he went to that fever state where he's just like, <laughs> you know, when you're beyond angry and it's not red anymore, it's just gray. <laughs> <laughs> he went past the point of anger. He stopped seeing red. He was just gray, and he just like he was just like, walking. Around. He's like ascending a new level of nirvana. Oh yeah, like yeah, he was just like walking around the whole arena the whole time. He's like Stanian's yeah. here. I'm not even mad anymore. I just maybe he just thought Stanian was like a hallucination. Maybe the one thing that actually I did really love, um, and it not only with Blue Mage, um, but actually speaking to the Ishgard reconstruction, is the yeah. fact that it's more than. Bam, here it is. Congratulations. Have fun. Move your houses. Do the whole run for new housing clusterfuck. Um, the ultimate PvP. The ultimate. They need to make that PvP. That would be new content right there. <laughs> housing PvP. That's, you know, that's, that's our new eSport. That's how you revitalize, you revitalize both crafting and PvP by making crafting into PvP. Yes. So Fortnite? <laughs> I don't know. You said we, it, could we, put, we could put Fortnite into Final Fantasy. I mean, That's true. You can construct in Fortnite. When are we getting our battle royale mode? Yeah. That, oh we my need God. that. Everyone else is doing it. But yeah. the thing well, is, well, that's 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 Frontline's fucking uh, slaughter. Uh, uh, not that we don't talk about other MMOs, but Ashes of Creation is releasing a battle royale for their MMO this summer to start working out kinks. Uh huh. The thing is, is that with Blue Mage and with Oso Ishgard housing, if that's exactly what they were talking about, they implied, yeah. they oh, didn't say heavy it. heavy implications. There's heavy implications, just like the whole bunny. Um, but the fact that you're actually working towards it, it's not just being handed to you. And I think that's actually what a lot of players have wanted more than anything else. I think that is kind of the new content. They've been so used to just handing us stuff. It's like, hey, we gave you a thing. Why are you not happy? It's, it's we didn't earn the thing. It's super important. And, and I think a lot of new MMO players may not know this, but it's super, super important to remember that MMOs should be your server, the players you're working with, working towards an end game goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather, it be the, the end, uh, end raid boss or in lo- like a, an old school Warcraft and old school EQ used to work together to unlock raids and like start that sort you of stuff. You had much smaller communities mm-hmm. in those games. And though. you did. But if we're going to start reorganizing our servers and start doing this, like being able to hop over, mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see that, hey, listen, if we're going to start breaking people apart and managing and balancing these things, maybe it is time to start implementing that stuff, even though it should have been here from the get go. I know now we're, you know, better later than never. Well, on the other hand, too, like, we're talking about these small, like, tight-knit communities and and representation on your server and stuff, but with bringing the ability to do, like, the world transfers... Mm -hmm. uh, The visits. Yeah, well, yeah, the world visiting. Like, we don't have that same sort of community. Like, you can hop between to a different server, and no one might know you. I'm I'm actually intrigued a little bit by the uh, terminology of visit. Like, well, is there a set amount of time that you can stay on a guest server? Like, are you right. allowed to stay? Like, are you allowed to go from Gilgamesh to Mateus for up to a week max before you go back home, or are you just permanently there? And also, hashtag exile Baumung. <laughs> are we starting that already? We have we have someone from Baumung here. Yeah, me. Oh right, both and- of you. Are- <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, hi. Dylan, Dylan, how are you? To be fair, we probably should exile him. How, how many people? How many people yeah. just left chat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, hi, chat. Uh, no, uh, the uh, 
So we got Blue Mage. We get, we're getting a 4.5. It's going to be a new uh, set of skills we're going to learn from each class. We saw Shiva. We're going to get the bow. Um, we see that in 4.5, we're also going to get the cross server, start testing out to work out the kinks. Right. Now, uh, can, can we play a little game of speculation? We know there's going to be multiple job classes. For, and mm-hmm. now uh, we can start. We, I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt that we'll count Blue Mage as one of those 5.0 jobs, even though it's coming in 4.5. Now, I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they said multiple classes in 5.0. That means we'll I be getting two. And Blue Mage was announced for 4.5 explicitly. He said it is not for 5.0. Okay, so, so we're I, multiple. I believe that we're going to get at least two for 5.0. And I agree. I think it's probably we're getting two classes now in the, addition to Blue Mage. Then the question is are we getting a tank and a healer i hope so well we have something that i've been that i've been hearing about blue mage uh talking about what other people is that it might not fit into the trinity and that that would be a good that excites me like you can pick and choose your monster abilities and you can spec to be either a tank a healer or a dps all right so, so with that with that being said, oh, so you're meaning that the blue mage can like a blue mage's abilities. You can pick and choose, put them on your hot bar, and that determines whether or not you're going to be playing as a tank, so as a healer, it's or a taking the, It's taking the multi-class system that we have right now, where we swap out the job zones and letting a blue mage build its own job. Exactly. Yeah. Based on what, like you know, because you they were talking about really so spec, like, many abilities that you could learn as a blue mage, yeah. it would not make sense for you to have a list of twenty-one moves right. and be locked to one role. And, and we kind of yeah. talked about this before. Like we were talking earlier about like how the blue mage might work, and uh, even Yoshida was saying that. Um, there might be more abilities than you even expect to have, and we can see we can unlock it from all of these creatures. So what if the Blue Mage actually had hundreds of abilities, or at least dozens of abilities, and they could pick and choose what their current set of abilities is? I would and I think l- that fits in well with what you were saying. Like, hey, these abilities are DPS. These are tank. These are healer. You choose your archetype, and then you can choose what abilities you want from that archetype. I would honestly absolutely love if there were hidden abilities from something like oh, a hunt. That would be amazing. That would be exciting. Yeah. I would that hate would it, good. but it would be amazing. Well, and it kind of goes back to the whole well, thing. Like Previously, again, they just hand stuff to us. If you want to know how to do something, just look in the patch notes. So. Chat thinks you're onto something, Brahmin. Oh, yeah. Yay! I had a good idea! <laughs> Woohoo! All right, I think, think or soon. I'm guessing we're gonna be uh, soon. They're gonna call ta- time on us. Yeah, so we're gonna get time. So, don't worry about me. Oh, okay. oh we got time. Yeah, <laughs> all right, fine. I'm just showing off the dicks. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, we, we just got <laughs> a little impressive. bit worried because two shitheads walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> One thing actually, I also am really interested in is the fact that. I think with the expansion, I definitely expected them to either go with Ashians as far as the story or mm. Garleans. But the fact that we're doing both, I found to be really intriguing. And actually, Have excuse you, my I, language. Are you caught up to 4.4? Uh, not really. I, I, I'm sorry. I've, I've been can I Can I spoil 4.4 a little? Yeah, go ahead. Can we, so, can we, you want to ask chat? Chat, can we spoil? Oh, oh yeah, chat. <laughs> uh, but I feel like we just had the 5.0 announcement. Like, There's a lot of stuff that we learned about in 5.0 like especially it was you know there's so much uh, time travel <laughs> oh yeah Different. no they didn't say time, the time travel, travel but there's good time would be time interesting travel. but ethis uh-huh. what he's really hoping for uh-huh. is that um the monsters that we saw fighting in the trailer obviously they're very amdaporian designed so yeah. the, mm-hmm. the the one the thancred is fighting that's the second boss of amdapor heart mode yeah mm-hmm. um and the thing that the Warrior of Light's facing, it does look like a Kiribu, but it also very much re- resembles Halone. 
Mm-hmm. And he would very much like if throughout the course of the expansion we were that we fight the twelve with Moose on this as well, and I think with Ethis as well a little bit. And yeah, that would be amazing. That would be so Some interesting because it's 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 just it's sacrilegious. It's turning what we know that what we've been told throughout the whole course of the game on its head. And then also, I would find it the most hilarious thing that we're fighting twelve. But we get to a fight where it's Ralgar, and the first phase of the fight is Rama, and then he has a transformation scene like Suzaku, mm-hmm. and then we get to see this big buff shirtless wizard, and then we get to do DDR again. Mm. Sure, is that what we're doing <laughs> with a buff shirtless wizard DDR? That's Suzaku. I mean, I like the party. <laughs> Get in touch with your wizard. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm surprised it took us that long to get there. Honestly. I mean, we don't have a soundboard here, so yeah, yeah we can't use our soundboard. Um, sadly. But sorry, getting back to what you were saying, that do you mind if I spoil 4.4? Go for it. Okay, so um, the Asians pretty much set up and run Garlemald. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm weird. Yeah, that. so like they are Garlemald. Yeah, literally, the leader of it is an Asian. But the fact that I think they're gonna, they, it seems like that they're planning on resolving both storylines. Like, right, I could like, see them like yeah. solving and, and then still like Ashen still being part of it, but mm. it's still then bleeding over into the next expansion after 5.0. True. And we Whatever know that, that Yoshida's is. got plans for 6.0 yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'll it, be interesting. I just, I, as far as like the entire announcement, I don't know. I kind of felt like ooh. they shot their waddle a bit. Kane is typing in chat from uh, just outside and said, or the 12 are Asians. I would be down that, that would honestly be very interesting. That would be really, really crazy. I don't know how I would react to that. But I, yeah, I mean, uh, that, eh, I really like the, the angle that more like oh. the 12 are the primals of the, oh. of the spoken races. Uh, another one person here was saying 12 Asians, the 12, maybe they're Heidelin's version of Asians. That it's, that's possible. It's yeah. Yeah. Possibility. Really I mean, there is the, uh, uh, Ishgard, one of the uh, Heavensward dungeons where we fight a statue of Helone. Uh, I don't remember the name of the dungeon, but we do. We end up fighting a statue of Helone. And it, it's the same model of the... the no, you're, you're, you're thinking of Amdapur hard mode. You're thinking of the Kiribu right. at the very end. Is that yeah. a Kiribu? That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. not exactly a statue of Helone. That is a an Amdapuri guardian given life by white magic. It yeah. just happens to look like Helone because it's a knightly woman with a sword and a shield. And the thing about Helone is yeah. that she's iconic for having either a sword or a lance and a buckler. Yep. Well, and one of the things that, like, in, in the lore in the past, like, one of the things that they actually pulled back as far as on white mages is the fact that with Andavori, um, white, white magic got out of control and there had to be another balance, which but, is where... Yeah, we had it with both the red, or the, sorry, the white magic and the black magic. Yeah, I mean, that happened on both sides. So we've, I, I can definitely see that as far as, you know, why the warrior of light would ne- need to become the warrior of darkness because right. you can't have one thing get out of control. And that was kind of hinged in 4.4 too. Like we saw mm-hmm. like maybe we've done too much good yeah. up until this point. And we have, we've literally, our entire storyline is focusing on us defeating Zodiac. But the goal really isn't for us to defeat Zodiac. It's to make sure that everything stays in that balance. Yeah. So that light and dark are not too powerful. What do you guys think about the, about the child? So we were actually talking with this, uh, about this just before you came in. Um, you, want me, you want me to go for it? Yeah, please go ahead. All right. Very good at so, this. So, um, like I like we 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 were talking about a previous episode of Maelstrom Radio. We discussed that uh, this is going to be the time travel expansion, yeah. Um, which is fine. Like I know a lot of people. Ooh, time travel scary. No, no, it's fine. I, I've seen Back to the Future. It works out okay. 
Um, so with that being said, if you pay attention to Thancred, Thancred's got no beard. He doesn't have the long hair. He's protecting a small child. He did this for Menphilia. It's just, I think it's an alternate timeline. Because if you start thinking back, even to this current ex- uh, patch where we started doing the, the round table and we were doing the discussion, we started hearing a voice saying, you know, uh, what was it, C- complete the bridge to open the gate or something like that. Like, and all of a sudden, like, our, our science started dropping like flies all of a sudden. They're good at that. Yeah. And uh, listen, if they know how to do one thing, dying is really... <laughs> it's, and it's, coming it's, it's back. It's tradition so. at this point. Um, it would, it would buy, it kind of be interesting to see that, like, our, you know, we're going to an alternate timeline where things shit hit the fan like too much white light had hit and they, you know it's kind of like a to correct everything we have to kind of do this but it, it would explain why people are going missing and dropping into comas um and why they're not like they're they're living but wherever they're at they're they're there um we have the echo we know we transcend we hear a voice um there's a possibility that we can be pulled our echo can pull ourselves out of ourselves and put us in other selves well, I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I was looking through on Twitter earlier, and I saw the collector's edition of Mono box art. Mm-hmm. And if you look closely, you'll see that the Warrior of Darkness, you know, of course, he's basically riding Sleipnir, it looks like, mm-hmm. but he's also creating, cradling that young girl in his arm. Right. Yeah, and I- so I feel like that's going to be a central part of the story. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and just before he came in as well, like that, thinking of like that's us kind of thing, and we have that Menphilia sort of child of light sort mm. of idea mm-hmm. um and also um, we were talking before with uh, could also be like a minfilia heidelin hybrid as well one Maybe. thing that um sorry to cut you off but one thing that i've noticed very heavily about dark knight stories and lore mm-hmm. is that more often than not the power of a dark knight comes from protecting a child yeah mm-hmm. when you think okay. about the origin of dark knights there was an ishgardian knight who saw a priest diddling a child so he just like ran his sword through killed that guy and that was the first dark knight mm-hmm. now you get to sidurgu and riel and the you know it was it was kind of stupid when you go to the churning mist but his power came from his love and wanting to protect this child yep and if this is in fact the dark knight expansion it only makes sense with everything that we've been set up that this power of darkness this strong emotion this vitriol used for the greater good is going to be focused on this one central child that will be the key to unlocking everything exactly usually when we think darkness we usually associate it with evil or something like that like there's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be evil in that sense we could have darkness without the evil right like yeah as we see darkness can just be like you know anger angst just this this pent-up frustration right it's it's about how you use it. You can still have a Dark Knight for justice. That's that's what they are. Right. They are using the you know the look down, discarded emotions upon society to correct what they feel is wrong. And and you might be onto something with how well the Dark Knight storyline was written in mm-hmm. in Stormblood. It would almost go down that path of protecting a child and and finding souls and protecting the the like taking from the loved ones you, that passed on in the abyss. It would be a great start point for mm-hmm. the new expansion especially for the storyline it's not even like really protecting the light it's just more protecting innocence yeah. really yeah right. there's one question in chat here um, asking is our podcast weekly uh, we do actually record weekly we're currently on a hiatus for another two weeks I believe yep. as we do some preparation uh, but we do normally record weekly 
Um, uh, and you so can, yep. And uh, we're about to swap out, so yeah, uh, you can check us at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Uh, of course, uh, I want to thank Brohamet from The Crucible at www.thecrucible.ffxiv.com, right, correct? Thecrucibleffxiv.com. All right. We are at uh, thecrucibleffxiv on Tumblr, just plain old at crucibleffxiv on Twitter. I've been very active today with my selfies and shit posting and everything. And then we're also at twitch.tv slash thecrucibleffxiv. There you go. Uh, I want to thank, of course, our producer Dylan for being on the show. Hey, thank you. <laughs> and of course, my co-host Shin. And of course, thank you. I'm Flatus, and we're live from Vegas. We're about to get out of here, but I want you to make sure that you follow us at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Maelstrom underscore radio and follow us on Facebook at Maelstrom Radio. And of course, our website, maelstromradio.com for all your fantastic Final Fantasy and gaming news. Thank you all, and we're going to get out of here to enjoy some more fun in Vegas. See you all tomorrow live from further... Bye. <laughs> the Hashtag Bye. exile bombing. Thank you, guys. Bye. We'll definitely send you the audio. Okay, All right, guys. So who we have next is Radio. Come on over. Aetherite Radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so just set it over there. Water. Good. Okay. Wherever you want to position yourself. Come on over, buddy. Beautiful. Is it like the perfect angle for me to not be able to see it? (laughs) What's going on? What's up, everybody? (laughs) Awesome. Are you gonna like come and give us like a like a five minute or something like a? Yeah, I think yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. I know. Sounds like you broke it. Oh my gosh. We don't know. I'm literally trying to get close to the mic. We don't know. We don't know how chairs work here over at Gamer Escape. That makes sense. Fine. I'm, okay. I don't even know what to do. I'm going to have to just get down. I can't do anything. What's up, Bash Saber? How you guys doing? <laughs> I, see, I see a Klaus in the chat. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, Hello. There we go. I figured out how to unlock the chair tonight, everybody. Nice. <laughs> I, so, did, I did it the cheater way and so just what got is up it and moved still the Welcome to our super, like, I don't know what... There we go. We're good. Hi, everybody. Ryan's breaking everything right now. Um, <laughs> go welcome to a super weird... Uh, episode of Aetherite Radio. Uh, I'm Fusion X, oh. and we got Bryn, Charles. I'm sorry, I can't always do this. I always mix up the. Bro- You're like here in person. Too, I know it's it weird, easier. right? We have Bryn, we have Aldino, we have Zanidra. Um, so we got uh, some like super hot scoops. Do you want? Do you have the, the I list? Do. Yeah. I do have the list. So um, about 45 minutes ago, uh, there was a press conference that wrapped up uh, after day one of FanFest here, um, and so we have all of the amazingly. He's amazing questions. Don't. They're great. Um, Look at his very like. These are so bad. So the write the write up is is on Gamerscape. This is like super breaking news. So I thought it'd be fun, yeah, <laughs> to go through and just. I'm glad that we we didn't list the outlets that asked this because some of these are so so bad. Well, he's yeah. like, um, who asked the question? I go, you don't want to know. No, stop being mean to yeah. the other. Let me let me, let me go right let, me, let me go through. I'm gonna pick a few. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Where was the one? Players are running cybersex brothels in 14. Does Square Enix have a position on this? Mm. <laughs> uh, Yoshida says that uh, his general response is that there is a user agreement that everybody agrees to before playing. Users that break that will be dealt with, including account bans and other issues like that should be reported to the GMs so they can be investigated. I love that Like just now like somebody's asking this. Oh, my God. It's just like... <sighs> is it a problem? 
It's a thing. It's a I thing. get that it's a it's thing. It's a thing. But a thing and a problem are two different things. Yeah, completely. I don't know. Just don't go there. People, people, people in the chat saying I'm super salty. I'm like, look, I'm not salty. I just I know how to ask good questions. <laughs> it's fine. We can we can we can pass it around a little yeah, bit yeah. if you want. That's fine. Um, pass. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, right? <laughs> you, you have you have a press conference like this, and especially I was surprised they did it. Um, mm. They did one in Frankfurt uh, last FanFest circuit, yeah. and it made sense because that was the last FanFest. But at the end of the first FanFest, it's like okay, we announced all this cool stuff. We can't talk about anything else yeah. until Paris and Tokyo, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna have all these people coming in like, so tell us more about these <laughs> other jobs, about- and it's like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I've honestly kind of regulated, you know, it's like, let's stop calling them Q&As and let's just think of them as pitch meetings, people. Like, like as a, as a community, project, yeah. as a community, ask a question in the form of an idea that you're pitching. And it, <laughs> as a community, we can decide if we reject it or not. But that's literally all I want. I would love it if we could just get like, if there's like a fish in the game with like fossilized yeah. bone armor oh my God. that oh my God. eats Lalafell Kings. Like that would be. And we should call it. That would be the great. Vegetarian. The vegetarian. Honestly, that oh was the best. That was so good. That, that was so good. Do you we guys... have peaches yet? Do we have peaches? Oh, that was a question at some point. Oh, yeah. It was. They're coming at some point. I don't know if we do. We have no. peach confetti. Okay. Uh, so if... The story behind all of this, this stuff that we are not really explaining very well yeah. is... Uh, We're during, all over the place, yeah. During yeah. the lore <laughs> panel, uh, Koji decided or, or let us know that he, there was going to be a new type of fish based off an old type of fish, mm. and he, he was going to... Use our opinions to make the description for this. Yeah, they, fish. they basically they handed a mic around and it was like, okay, we need to come up with the descriptors for this fish. Um, we need to come up with what this fish has done to be like the king, yeah. king Leoplerodon. Oh. Because what? a Leoplerodon was already the king. With the name of it, which is great. Like, I love the vegetarian name because it, it's like people started talking about how it like ate Lalafells and then they yeah. played further on it. They're like, we'll call it the vegetarian because, you know, potatoes. Potatoes, yeah. Ah. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, okay. I don't know yeah. if you got. Yeah, yeah I didn't all go. So yeah, I was not oh, there. So all, great. Kind of um, if you guys, I, I meant to. I meant to pitch it to Koji. With, uh, so the Lalafell that he's eaten, he didn't eat the bones. He saved the bones, and that's how he forged his armor. Oh, they're fossilized bones, though. Yeah, but you could, It was you a long time forge, ago. Yeah, you <clears throat> forged I mean, the fair. armor yeah. out of the bones, and the that's armor fair. itself would fossilize. Became fossilized. That's sure. So we can sit here and we can kind of, I guess. Uh, be salty about some of the questions that were asked and i guess the question that i would uh, you know round table if you guys have one and if you don't you know or chat does like what would be a question that you would have asked if, if you were there or could you know it's like so think about that we can we, we can go over some more of the questions that mm. were asked but you know it's like there's a lot of things that it's like gosh like where's my party level sink yeah <sighs> Yoshi said it. I asked him it two years ago. He, to be happy I don't. Today? I don't know if I'm more surprised that that's the I'm one. I'm excited about the trust. About Xbox yeah. again. No. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. See, asking a about dumb. Xbox is a dumb question because they're going to tell us if it's ever coming to the system. Yeah. Let's not burn a question on it because you know I mean, the answer is going to be. Yeah. We want to be on as many platforms Please as look possible. Forward to it. You know, and, and we're working constantly with <laughs> well, Nintendo, Sony, idea. blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you want it on Xbox? Like hi. Yeah. Brian, like, I like. <laughs> I all ask consoles. this every time. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think then you need to eat your mic a little bit. Hello, can you hear me? It's, it's delicious. Just oh, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, like what was the other question? When when did you decide to create the fan fest and announce Shadowbringers? I wish they said get out. Probably yeah. like two years ago, and then another two years ago after that, because it's been like the same exact schedule, like all the Some stuff in the game. You know what's really good about like these list of questions, though. And uh, again, check it out on gamerscape.com. Plug, plug, plug. Nice plug. plug. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but is that we've finally moved beyond the 
oh wow 1.0 to 2.0 like the failure to the rebirth like it's literally like that's not the story that's not right. the messaging that's ever being like, you know it, no but at the same time one of my one of my favorite parts about that Shadowbringers trailer is it starts off and you have the warrior of light as and he's archer. wearing that yeah, 1.0 intro Some video armor. He's an archer. He's an archer. Yeah, it might have been me. We're like this. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it got it had me going too because then they, they talked about new game plus. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that's weird. And they keep talking about like yeah, you know, like you could but start back like from for. the beginning. Yeah, like like yeah, they're like oh the beginning like <laughs> so you can make and music they, they, they keep like yeah. like he kept pushing like the beginning. I'm like you are not going oh. where I think, and they didn't. Yeah, but right. like man, like well, for a second they almost had me. When we celebrate your eighth year anniversary with your five year, there's no war in bossing. Say there's no one What are you talking about? Right. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you guys haven't watched uh, watched the, the lore panel, definitely oh, make sure to check it out. So there's good. some really cool it's stuff in there. Um, the highlight. It's mm-hmm. it's so funny. Mm-hmm. We'll be we'll be bringing on uh, some more people uh, here shortly, but um, I wanted to, I want to take a second here and just give a giant shout out to Anonymous. Yes, um, if you guys haven't seen the lore panel, if you if you haven't seen the tweets, if you haven't heard mm-hmm. about it yet, um, he was actually brought on by Koji to work on uh, like fact checking and error checking this uh, lore book Encyclopedia Two. Um, so he was up on the on the stage mm-hmm. for a brief second, uh, and that's that's freaking awesome. Like seriously, so proud of so proud of you, man. Um, Congrats! So he'll be on uh, with with Essis, Ethis and the mm-hmm. and the and the ladies from Musecast here uh, after us. But yeah, I just want to. That's so cool. It's awesome. So yeah. cool. Um, it, was, it was such a, a moment because you've been sitting on that news and he has not. Shared I've known. It I've known and I was about here it. Just like. Oh wait, something's happening. I just, like, I just, I I'm like, I'm like, like yeah, anonymous is great. I'm like, yeah. everybody should look forward to the lore panel. It should be really fun. I'm not gonna tell you. Um, we'll also have a uh, a interview with Koji that we'll be posting too uh, in the next few days. So keep an eye out, gamerscape.com. They're rabid about tackling him. Yes. I'm very sorry, Koji. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad for 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 Moose. Like he pulled him on stage. He's like, yeah, and we got all the bugs and they're like no we found a bug and then he like pushes him off the stage it's great <laughs> get out of here I have a nice like in motion picture of like him like looking like he's getting pushed off of oh, man. it's good it's good cool. stuff okay, okay. so we're, we're, what's what's the hot takes we, we, we saw I mean probably in my opinion the coolest cinematic oh, that sure. we've seen today I mean look like I still get a little roused when I watch the Heavensward one Heavensward's great, but Heavensward's <sighs> Mr. also Dragoon. a part of this. I mean, yeah, I mean that's but why. it's also a when part of this. Like it's not up. we don't it's none of that. Like all of that is is brought into this, and, and just it's like, true. There are if, if you you know I didn't notice it when the, during the first play because the, the sound was blaring, but mm-hmm. at the back of the hall you could hear snippets of all the other trailer music. That yeah, they were playing mm-hmm. Heavensward music, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's really it's awesome, and I love. It's a weird trailer altogether because you have. It, it looks like basically just all the freaking bosses from Amdapur are like, yeah. we're back because <laughs> we're here. Light and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but still, a Warrior of Light is a caster win. When is that going to happen? Couldn't he have been a black mage? That, was, you know, that, that was that was my biggest question, right? Because we've had this pattern with these these opening trailers, mm-hmm. and it's like, so what job is what yeah, job is the like going to be in five point uh, yeah. Everything, and he's going to break the mechanics, and he's going to job change <laughs> mid fight. That was super uh, cool, though. Like <laughs> it it's cool. it's very cool to it was see cool, it. But like in, a in the video, back of my you know? head, my first thought was like, you can't do that during combat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lose. Well, that's uh, not how that works. We don't know. You could once upon a time. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, you have true. you have Thancred in the trailer. Who yeah. uh, I I will admit, first glance, I thought he was a machinist. 
because yeah, they have okay. they do have that they one wheel that's got that kind of like <laughs> yeah. blade on it. Yeah, but no, he's I, I may or may not. He's know got a gunblade that is the new job. Uh, whatever, whatever it ends up What's being. Be? And then we got Blue Mage. Blue Mage is Blue Mage. Uh, not Straight un up. not oh. unexpected, right? But they're handling Straight it. Straight up, here's what it is. Blue yeah. Mother yeah. Half right. Mage, baby. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because <laughs> yeah. they're gonna have um you you're gonna learn yeah. stuff. You gotta, you gotta go out and fight mobs, and it's you know we've always had this idea of. Like yes, obviously Blue Mage is coming. Yeah, um, but it's going to be you learn abilities through your job quests. Like yeah. you have to it's go and fight a Mulborough, and then yeah. you learn Bad Breath. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the case at all. Um, they're capped at fifty. It's coming in patch four point five, and there's an instance so for soon. only Blue Mages. It's mm -hmm. really weird. Um, this is going to be uh, a, they call it a limited job, mm -hmm. and um, it means it doesn't rely on a subclass. There's no subclasses for Blue Mage. Right. Uh, right. Which it doesn't is, mean it's for a limited time. It doesn't mean it's going to be limited <laughs> no, yeah. in comparison. For a limited time, limited if you buy time a box only. of whatever. I think of it as like a public test realm for exactly. a job. Exactly. But like, hey, good, Charles. Oh, no, no. The thing that they said was it's not based on any class, and it was the first of its kind that wasn't based on any class, and that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what I was thinking is, did they mean that it doesn't have a role? And that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, Maybe. it doesn't have a role, and it can switch. Blue Mage, it's such a weird thing, and it's mm -hmm. it's another one of those things where everybody's like, Square needs to break the mold. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, yes. they, Maybe they just did. They try to do that, but then we get, like, DM and Eureka, and mm -hmm. people are like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and then now we have Blue Mage, which is the whole job is, like, a, a weird mm -hmm. niche thing. It's also the first uh, degree of horizontal progression that we've had introduced it's to true. the system. Yeah. Yeah. Because A, you have the vertical level and gear, mm -hmm. but then the fact is that you're going to go hunt for, and the quote was that, more skills than we really are thinking about. Yeah, like, so exactly. in my mind, I'm like, 100 skills. It's like, yeah. is it 200? Is it 100 yeah. How many? Like, and it's like, all, you know, that in and of itself no, just is add like, up three bars, however many that is. Like <laughs> right, and so the, immediately yeah. I go, man, th this is going to be the most... It could be like the, the worst case scenario, like other oh, oh, sex. But at, yeah. the, at the core of it, mm -hmm. like there is such an interesting thing because like people want, uh, I, I say sub jobs. Sub jobs is a uh, skill tree. Yeah. I think people, skill tree is like, oh, we want some choice, player agency, right? Yeah. Uh, well, this in and of itself is, it, it literally could be that because no matter what, like, unless, who knows what they're changing with 5.0. Like, you're yeah. not going to put 100 skills on any hot bar no. or e no. controller by any stretch of the imagination. But at, at the same time, like it's it's Blue Mage, right? Like, and that's 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 mm -hmm. always been the thing that we've gone back to when we've discussed it. It's if you want traditional Blue Mage, there's a certain way you have to do yeah. it, yes. and it's. But there's always been that other thing of there's that adaptation you need to do to make yeah. it meld with how 14 works because and it's, we have the holy trinity we have tank healer dps and mm -hmm. blue mage is technically kind of in between of all of them yes and if they're gonna pull a an 11 where you have points well, you know it's it's, things, it's, it's yeah. a it's a weird thing and it's also not i i don't think it's going to be something that people are going to be bringing into raids i don't i yeah. think it's going to be a weird like i'm going to solo heaven on high mm -hmm. i'm going to jump on blue mage because yeah um i mean you look at it like it's coming for for four point five, which is awesome, yeah. yes, um, as well as the the world visit world thing, which yes. we haven't talked about yet, so but awesome. we'll we'll mention it if you haven't seen it yet. I don't know if we'll get to it or not. Um, but it's the cap, the level cap for Blue Mage is fifty. Yep, You're and they're like they'll raise it like throughout five which mm -hmm. means five mm -hmm. hits. Not raised. yeah, it might be like fifty five or sixty, but you're not going to be running content nope. with it. Uh, you know, and it's it's that's weird to me. Yeah, it's it's and really I don't know, strange. I don't know what to make of it. Do you think yeah. they're going to start it at thirty or one? I hope mm. one. Yeah, that's a good you know, question, too. The way, the way he talked about it um, was like, you know, if you're level one and you're starting off, you don't have any spells. Yeah. Right. Um, so maybe they do start it off one and you just have to. 
beat yeah. squirrels with a cane in the shroud for a couple hours. Yeah, and I'm, I don't. With a cane. <laughs> I'm uh, not sure if they didn't want to destabilize the, you know, the current meta, the current meta, or if it was that they need more time to make the abilities that you will get through Stormblood. You know, and, it could be a mix you know, of that, but also yeah. I think the the other really important thing right now mm-hmm. is. Um, seeing how drastic the combat changes were between yes. 3.0 and 4.0. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to introduce a job in 4.5 and then have to rework it in 5.0. That's true. Being at 50, they don't have to worry about the 50 plus skills right now. Plus, yeah. the new jobs when they come out with Shadowbringers will probably be 50. Just flat. They might be. Oh, it is. Probably, yeah. yeah. At, the, at the least, the 50, yeah. 50 is really where the game gets good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody, anybody right. watching this for some reason and don't Thinking about getting in, fifty is like get to fifty. Takes a bit, but that's fine. Yeah. So what? What depends on where you go. Those uh, XP buffs they give you for going. There you to go. That's true. MT servers mm-hmm. are really right. good. Yeah. So lots of really cool stuff overall. Um, and and we could talk. And and I, I want to get everybody's thought real quick. Yeah. Um, something you wish they would have announced that they didn't. What did you want to see this morning at the keynote? Don't look at me first. Oh, I know, I know right now. <laughs> go. Split summoner and scholar, please. One day. <laughs> Could you just tell me that you're doing that? We need it to happen. Please. That's that's the thing that I've yeah. been waiting that, for this whole time. Delete class. Let's go. Yeah, Let's just like, split them. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, just split, split them. Just split, just split them, the, please. Just the one job. Have uh, some surgery. Yeah, just come on, please. Sure that's person. it. That's really uh, it. For lack of a better, like uh, I guess, turter phrase, is that I'd like to see... Uh, it'd be either considered the Mythic Plus or the uh, or the Torment system brought into mm-hmm. dungeons. Oh, we're getting nine new dungeons, six of which we're going to run through, and then two or three we're going to yeah, do on repeat be, until yeah, we're burned out on us. Like, no, like, we got to look at, like, the like what is this going to put us into, 80 or 90 dungeons overall in this game? Something like that, you yeah. Know, and it's that yeah. we got to get to a system that um, basically says... That. It doesn't have to be all of them at the same time, but like just take any of the any of the stuff, yeah. make it relevant, mm-hmm. make it challenging. Let the dungeon when we beat it, let it level up like torment. Like just let the the content continue to level up, and you mm. like all this technologically exists because you have the uh, heaven on high modifiers. Mm-hmm. Like all it is is that they need to create content that scales and it's dynamic so that they don't have yeah. to because they can never keep up with the demand that that we the community have. They can never make content fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. And good enough that we won't consume, and, and then we were like, "Where's and the next thing?" Yeah. So you let the content. We need some dynamic difficulty. Content needs. I'm, to I'm in that. That's that's my thing too. It's yeah. um, like there are so many dungeons in this game, and zero reason to go back to like 98 percent of them. Right. Yeah. Um, like, why can't I run Sestasha on? Level like, seventy, level eighty now. Yeah, yeah like like, like just scale up the HP. Like keep mm-hmm. like everything can, else can be fine. Just scale the HP up higher, yeah, and that's you have exciting. like a whole new thing. Yeah. Like it's diversity in the the fact that our roulettes are two dungeons, like the expert roulette, mm-hmm. which like you only need to do that at a minimum to get cap. Mm-hmm. Like it don't care who you are. Five it, times. It just gets frustrating. Five times, yeah. I think is right. Yeah. All right, Zanidra. Okay. You're up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want a dancer. So why didn't they tell me about dancer? No. Um. They might have. <laughs> yeah, they right? could have. It's true. Somewhere. It's true. What they said was all of them were well, at least one of them was in the the teaser trailer. Yeah. I think yes. we all know which one it was. Though. Yeah. Um. Gunblader. We don't know what to call it though. Gunblader. Yeah. Gunblader. Yeah. Gunblader. <laughs> What I don't know. Gun, 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 gun Blader 2099. Uh, seed. <laughs> I, I go with Seed. Soldier <laughs> yeah. Seed. Okay. Ooh, I have yeah. a real thing. It's quickly escaping my brain. Um. Oh, and this is, you know what, this is kind of a piddly thing too, but when he did come out with the bow and everything mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. of the trailer, I was mm-hmm. like, is it Bard's time? <laughs> no. No. You n- no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nope. 
Nope. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, hmm. it's not even over yet. I'm still just kind of like, tell me things. I'm yeah. just, I'm just excited. I, I, I will say, uh, you know, having, ah, having, you know what? Okay. This yeah. is my, okay. This is my third year coming here. Yeah. This is the first year I've made it to the keynote. Yeah, that's true. Yes. You literally <laughs> got here. Yeah. I, I sleep till noon and, and last time we will not speak of last time. No, 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 no. But third, what they say is true. Third Gosh. time's a charm. Wow. <laughs> I, I will say I, I am so surprised and appreciative after, you know, this is my third as well. Mm-hmm. I've made all the keynotes. Yeah. Um, we finally got a damn job reveal in NA, and it was that yes. wasn't yes. that wasn't a T-shirt. It was so good. And the, and the night we still had a super like, T-shirt thing, but no, we, it yeah. wasn't a job. But the T-shirt wasn't, but it a wasn't job. the it was job. The it was really cute. Somebody pointed out to me, it's a racing shirt. It's yeah. a race shirt. Yes, yeah, it's a race. race. It's a race, <laughs> and it's a race. Oh, oh, Koji's like grinning somewhere. Oh, yeah. you know it oh, for you having know like it. thought I of that. So well, so we were sitting there, we're all like in our little area, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, he's got a bug's money. I go, oh, Vieira confirmed. Yeah, we're freaking sure. Yeah, and he's exactly. like, he won't turn around. I'm like, oh my gosh, people can't see the freaking bug's bunny on his, on yeah, his, on his chest. Yeah, I had noticed it. I really hadn't. It hadn't occurred to me only because they square six to their patterns sure. so yeah. much and so hard and i'm like it's got to be a job i don't know what the hell job would use a bunny but i'm yeah. sure they'll get to it right <laughs> that was the biggest Ninja. concern Ninja, that yeah. i was actually when i was sitting here watching the opening keynote so trailer check well the trailer's mm-hmm. great but then they, it was just they were literally checking boxes yeah and that's been the kind of the some of the complaint in the community it's like Literally, like, oh, oh, we're gonna like get some zones. So we got dungeons. Beast we got men. oh, we got beasts oh. in the trials, like, and people are cheering them. Like, yeah, like, the they're like, they're like, we heard you want some more Evilies. Here's a beastman race from Evilies. Yes, I mean, it, they, that's okay. Already, with they me. teased that so much. <laughs> they teased it with you know, like the trial. They teased it in the story. They teased, like, yeah. and mm. they, you know, it's like that. <laughs> they teased it in the lore. One, book. one of yeah. my one of my one of my favorite comments that I've seen today is, "Why aren't Viera in the lore book too?" Because they're not out yet. Well, they're in there. Are there's they? there's they're some mentioned. yeah. There's some like breakdown of the races in some zone. It says five percent Viera. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's, it's just that's, funny. that's my yeah. bad. It yeah, all, you know, no, I only got my tiny. hands on it yesterday. Yeah, I haven't exactly. read the whole thing. Yet. No, it's tiny. I just saw it on Twitter like <laughs> not too long ago. Just like but, yeah, it's like I saw. I saw that's as, probably as the, the only like, one reading through. Like he was trying to like study up for oh, yeah. for their little bit after this. Yeah. It, was, it was funny. He's got a well worn and earmarked copy. All right, yeah, he's got pen marks in it. Twenty four hours highlighting things. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff that. I flipped through. Oh, man. Um, so you know, having good. been having done one they talk about all of the uh, the saints for the the guild leaves. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we we won't That's we won't awesome. go in and yes. we'll save we'll save some stuff. Yeah. That's actually yeah. one of the things the that was like really here. like like despite all one problems, like that was such an interesting idea driving into the like these saints and the mm. stories and yeah. like it was like and there were so many of them written. Yeah. And now we know what they are. About what they are anymore. I mean my I have a business card holder that's yeah. that's yeah. the consistency leave from one point phone background. That's awesome. A billion years, yeah. so my phone yeah. would look like a leaf. Yeah. Um, favorite part of the of the keynote? I mean, mm. I, we, we've talked about a lot of things that we've liked, uh, but what was your absolute, your one thing? Mm. I loved that um, <laughs> the uh, the CEO comes out in the blue mage. And <laughs> pours, you know, it's all like it, yeah, they're such a good showman. But that was because I'm I'm completely with you, Fusion. At the core of it, like we never have gotten a job reveal. Nope. Yeah, never. No. Oh, we got a shirt. Okay, we you know. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like, right. I actually, yeah. actually went back and I bought that Scarlet Witch shirt. 
Oh yeah, I actually have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know we've really sit here and they're like always say like, well, you guys are first, and the thing you get is the first taste of the trailer. Well, and I'm you know really everybody like, gets. Yeah. Yes, just the fact. But that at the same time, I'm like you know it's it's cool if like NA goes second and we get a job. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm Whatever. fine with we'll that. I would l- really yeah. like that. And so we got it. We got details. We're getting more details to tomorrow. Yeah, um, I really yeah. they need they need to gamble and make the money to fund the rest of the expansion. It's not the feature that I'm most excited about, but it's literally like I think the moment the keynote where. I was like, I felt heard as a part of the community. Sure. Trust. Yeah. Uh, trust is my favorite. Full, full disclosure, Klaus in the chat saying uh, that he got the shirt too. I saw him get it. And then like, he'd like posted a link or said where he got it from. And then that's how I got it. <laughs> so thanks Klaus. Um, I think, yeah, my, my favorite thing, I, I everything looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that I like the most and I, and I'm most appreciative of because I know this must have taken the the server team forever. Is the idea of the the world visits? Oh, yes, it's amazing. Um, and to, 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 like this feels like a start because imagine if it was just a matter of just me inviting you and your world yeah, visiting. Yeah, like step A. Let's get yeah. this. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where I mean they've they've slowly been doing more and more mm-hmm. with with world and connectivity. I mean we're still yeah. we're still waiting for the the big data center moving thing. I don't know if that'll happen anytime soon, but. Um, yeah, and, and we're getting new data centers, so yep. I feel yeah. bad because I feel like maybe Balmung and Gilgamesh won't you be know the it. same data center after <laughs> they restructure that. There's no way possible. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, which, is, just, which is weird because it's like I have pe- I know people on yeah, Aether, exactly. but they're either on Balmung or on Aether. So it's like even after this, like, yeah. damn. Yeah, I you know I took a look at the like un- unofficial, of course, super unofficial census, and it's like Aether has like five with like ten thousand or more from that census, of course, mm. which is high very high and it's got five of them yeah it's like yeah it's going to be split up i don't know how but yeah yeah we'll have to I figure it out did a little bit of white knighting today and then felt guilty mm. <laughs> so we were like i don't know how i feel about this world transfer stuff what if they transfer away my friends and like they told you exactly what they're that's gonna not how that do works. No, no, that's not, not how gonna, that works no, well, no. Actually, they're fun. like oh i have friends on this other server that's in uh, our oh well then yeah that's my that yeah. might be happening no, actually yeah. but, but they're also going to give you a free, free world transfer if, if you want the, 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 the real complicated the real the real the logistics yeah the real yeah. i mean the real kick in the pants is when they do any of this um is housing that's yeah that's what it's going to come down to house. it's going to be that's housing really and if if you're like a super role player like retain your yeah. names like you know it's not going to make you lose your house if you if, move, if you want to move, if you actually oh, transfer, okay, okay, yeah, because okay, yeah. because okay. they were split apart yeah. and you want to right. transfer, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's that's always been my thing. It's like I have people on other servers, but like yeah. I like my house. I have a medium house, right? And the goblet is the one with like the pool in front. I love that house. I will fight everyone. I mean, I, I mean, when I mean, and, and look, like <laughs> and yes, I'd also like to play with friends, but it's a sweet house. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Charles, you you bring up a really uh, key point talking mm-hmm. about Ishgard house. Yeah. That it's tied. It in was kind of hinted. subtly hinted at. Yeah, yeah. tied into endgame crafting and gathering. Yeah, which that was cool. cool. I, you know, we we had gotten um, there was an interview, um, and I, I can't remember where it came from, mm-hmm. but there was talk about um, something was coming for Ishgard, and um, it was I, the way it was asked or whatever. A lot of people yeah. were thinking, "Oh, we're going to go back and we're going to rebuild yeah, it," which is awesome. Stories, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like I would, I, I'd love to have a reason to go back to the older towns. Yeah, um, I hope that in doing this maybe they they do something where all the towns can be a central hub because that's one of the things i've loved the dome and reconstruction a lot yeah. of people think it's silly i love it like i think it's fascinating it's that like cool, yeah. you finish the first quest and it's like 
well, check out these NPCs. They and like they're making paper, mm-hmm. and like it sounds so stupid, and a lot of people think it's stupid, but I think it's like that's like in it. so cool. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah art, it's as opposed so to cool. The, the I, city just kind of grows on its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really hope Ishgard is like server focused, so it's like the yes. crafters and gatherers of this server yeah. are at this point. Well, you so know, everyone's phased to this point. Yes, yes. But also no, because I mean, you have that yeah. thing where, um. It changes and then it changes for everybody and no one you know if, you if can, i come into the game late you can't i'm never gonna see that progression yeah it's true i mean maybe it might be part of new game plus like you could go see that first story of yeah. it i don't i don't know that they would ever be able to reset it for a whole server or anything but maybe you can <clears> see it <throat> as it was i don't know what do you guys think about new game plus hmm. it's weird right yeah. they announced it i'm like this is still an mmo yeah right? i guess it's cool that having been said, um, I think one of the, the the core reasons they did it um, a while ago. Yeah, what's that? Blue Mage Blue. is a. I mean, maybe you can go back. To um, you can go stuff. back. You can but, meet up you know, with a yeah, monster. Yeah, no, that that's a valid not point. Get your um, butt I, I remember years ago, probably now, um, people were asking about being able to replay the phased fights, yeah, the phased instances yeah. fights, mm-hmm. and this would probably be the way to do yeah, that. Because exactly. I mean, there was so many of them that it's it was hard for them to basically find all the flags and make a list to, mm-hmm. to there's gonna be those. a music video contest in the next two years i guarantee you. oh well yeah now that you can get back yeah. and get every single like micro cutscene that you want yeah yep. yeah yeah for sure somebody's gonna be recording all of it i hope <laughs> 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 we need it chronicled you know yeah. there's some stuff in 1.0 that you can never find again we gotta right. chronicle this if we have new game plus for sure so um i think are we are we done here We'll give a couple. Yeah, we'll 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 do an outro here. Cool. Um, sure. <laughs> so if we'll just walk off. Goodbye. <laughs> we're done. We're out of here. I'll I'll this out. I'm not going to drop this mic. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> so if you guys don't know who we are, we are A3 Radio. We are Gamer Escape's Final Fantasy 14 podcast. Um, if you don't know Gamer Escape, um, maybe move out of your parents' basement or that cave wow. that you're living wow. in. Ouch. Ouch. Aggressive. So, oh, so wow. harsh. Salty. <laughs> so harsh. Salty. If you if don't you know. If you type in something, FFXIV. If you literally, like, literally Google anything. We're on that page. Um, <laughs> we're on your search like, results. Humble brag. Flex um, we got. We do have <laughs> that. Uh, we are usually like first, first yeah, it's second, true. third. It's true. it's true. Yeah, we're up there. Um, Depends. On we're the not thing. normally this salty. It's just people. Like, people shouting pet oh, food yeah. alpha in the chat. I love you. Oh <laughs> man, you no way. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can check us out. We do have the the write up from the uh, press conference Q and A from mm-hmm. FanFest. Yeah, there's nothing great in it, but if you if you want to, there's not. <laughs> there really isn't right now. There really isn't. We gotta have a better and let us know in the comments of the articles because I mean at least at least we got like Blitzball out of like the one from Frankfurt a couple years ago. Blitzball, you're just ready to. No, it was actually a decent question with an insightful answer. This was just like yeah. Whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> check that out, gamerscape.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at gamerscape and at a threat radio. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash gamerscape. More pit food off a chat. You guys are awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Final Fantasy 11, go play it, people. It's really good right now. Cheers. <laughs> All right. We are out, guys. Uh, we got some more stuff coming up next. I hope you enjoy it. Have a good night and uh, enjoy the rest of uh, FanFest weekend here. Goodbye. 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 I have to get down. <laughs> Don't break down. Get time. down. Don't break the it's chair. It's a bomb. Ah. This is what I Listen, do when I, I yell. I didn't break the chair. It was locked. It be in the Oh, yeah. I'm coming back. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back.
We're waiting for people. What's up? What's up, chat? You guys, you guys got some questions for us? We'll answer questions or something. We'll do a quick QA. While, uh, while they're wrangling up people. I thought they had everybody, but they didn't. <laughs> uh, I was like, get off the stage. And then I have bright, like, I have bright lights in my face. I can't see anything over there. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, if you guys have any questions uh, about uh, about us, about Gamerscape, Aetherite Radio, about uh, FanFest, throw them our way oh, here. Thank you, Black. And give Black us Pino. something to talk about to stall for time. Uh, I'm going to say, though, um, I'm really interested from a trust perspective because as somebody who's experienced it, it's not a system that replaces humans. It's a system that removes downtime. I am really worried about trust only yeah. because I know why it was implemented in 11 right. uh, because nobody was playing 11. It's not, we're not at that point with 14. Right. And that's, not but, at all. but like, I don't think that that should be the, the fear. I think if you look at it, like my hope is it, my, and again, I'm an optimistic to a fault, but my hope is that if from a mathematical standpoint, we've always complained that the open world itself is not dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like literally cause they have to balance it. Whether you're a black mage or white mage, a warrior or whatever like you you need to be able to like get through the world mm-hmm. uh, with the trust system it gives us the ability to say the balance is going to come from the fact that we can say that you're going to have at least four people with you you know or yeah. you know four-man party that means the world can be inherently more dangerous because we know you're going to have a tank and a healer I'm like and, breaking this thing <laughs> stand back and so if that's what this means i think this is a real positive because essentially if we want to play together we just kick out the robot and the robot's not yeah. going to feel anything unless we give it too much dagum ai i'm almost i'm almost cursing yeah don't make these ro- the they game, freaking dick the game, freaking the robots Solo friendly. I don't well, know the, if we need trust. The, yet. the I, I would say from a, just a conversational or discussion topic is Final Fantasy fourteen a single player game, and I would say yeah it is. It has an MMO, but it's a single player game. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, people are shaking their heads. Oh, come up here. Come up here. We're waiting for other people. Like, do, whatever, jump on This up. is what I call a discussion topic. We'll do We'll do a super awkward I made, like, I, I, I drop a gauntlet. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> may, tell me why 14 is we, not a single-player game. We got real dev. Real I'm not. I'm real dev. Yeah, these guys are weird. Oh Watch out. Yeah. Uh, oh ask, it, ask him where Steak that, is. Uh, he's not here. He doesn't, he doesn't play 14 anymore. Um, but you'll be happy so to know if, if, you, if you're a hardcore PFA uh, fan. Uh, Squig is here. We, we saw Squig. Uh, she's doing well. So, um. Brian, do you? Hey, do well, I own again? Are we raid? Are we still one down? You raid? Do I raid? Mm. Yes. Not sad. We're, we're still missing. Mm. So for you, it's kind of a single player game, is Uh-oh. it? Well, I still play with friends. Mm. <laughs> right, but the raid scene isn't the single player game that I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Do you play and do you do these fights as a single player? No. Like you, any story fight, you bring a friend with you. No, I don't bring a friend, but I'm playing with other people. But you, but you queue up but by you yourself. But you cannot mm. like, oh. and 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 well, well, you do you do extremes though, like in mm-hmm. Duty stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, robotic like, stream do that stuff. is I just a single and, player fight. Mm-hmm. I just queue up in like right. you know, for dungeons do, or whatever, mm-hmm. and no one ever says right. a word, and it's raids. like I'm playing a single right. game. Right. So, so it's interesting, isn't it, that our experiences are so different? It's almost like Final Fantasy XIV is a game that facilitates however you want to play. Yeah, which is the point that you're trying to make. I'm just saying that. There is, I said it's a single player game mm-hmm. that sits on top of an MMO. Mm-hmm. Which and that, and for some up. people, it's an MMO that sits on top of a single player game. Yeah. No, I, I, can, I will accept that, absolutely. I, I, I think that in so many of these discussions about the nature and the structure of, of this game and so many other games, so many people fail to uh, take responsibility for the, the player experience. Oh, yeah. And don't seem yeah. to uh, necessarily understand that, like, uh, a, a good part of your, your experience of a game and your. Uh, enjoyment of the game, the way you play a game, the way you perceive a game, 
is really what you as a player bring to the table. Your investment. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not just sitting there being passively spoon-fed an right. experience. It's, right? a, it's yeah. like if you're in a classroom and uh, you're like, I'm not learning anything. Like, mm-hmm. are you listening to the teacher? Like, yeah. are you doing your homework? Yeah. You know, yeah. et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think to say that Final Fantasy XIV is any kind of game in particular is uh, reductionist, I suppose. Okay, so what's your take on the trust system? What's my take on the trust system? The trust system... The trust system is allied NPCs. Mm-hmm. But... It's like a slightly it, more advanced AI pet skin. system. Is it, is it a more advanced AI system? <laughs> we're assuming. Worry about. Like, we're like assuming. We, we, Presumably. We've been, we've been doing, <laughs> you know, the, the, the allied... Uh, I've always told us squads. Squads. Yeah, squads. Yeah. Thank you. The squads. Yeah, we've been doing the squads, right? I mean, and have we though? Like, I, I have. I, I mean, I have been for the, the, for the sake of it. I hate the that minimum. system. I'm, I just uh, my, my, my first reaction was, how is this going to be different from squads? Yeah. Is it going to be different from squads, or is it just going to be squads and is it, is it, squad, is it, is but your squad is, members well, are just Tola and Thancred? But is yeah. squads still going to exist over here that we just ignore, and yeah. it's a system that's now Probably. forgotten, or is it just like is this an evolution? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I think we could think of it that way in the way that you know Eureka is an evolution of Diadem. Right, right. Maybe squads is a, a way of kind of testing the waters, and this That's is what, what is. they were always planning on doing, something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but is it is it going to be better than squads, or am I still going to be tearing my hair out? I, I feel like it'll but be same at Thank you, right? and Ustola. It's yeah. interesting, because coming from Eleven and, and playing with the trust system there, the battle system is obviously much slower. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that, that slowness mm-hmm. allows for a lot of leeway when it comes to AI. Mm-hmm. If you then compare it to 14 and like mm-hmm. Eureka because Eureka is the, probably the best the closest example of that kind of mindset mm-hmm. in, in this game uh, combat is way faster it is it, and to the point where as a healer I should not be the party leader because I'm either going to find a party member or someone in my party is going to die it's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. how fast things can happen so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this AI because so, well, I feel like we might have been training the system they, yes. they did say I, re- I believe I recall that uh, the the system with the trust characters you could use them individually so you could go with three of your buddies yeah. who don't want to risk picking up a rando yeah and this is where like the super what, weird RP stuff starts thing, right? where you can like pretend to like romance somebody like I'm just gonna like take they take... already do that no but like yeah. you can like literally take Yistola out and like go somewhere <laughs> please no so is the, is the uh, are, are y'all ready to st- discuss lore we're still, we we're still waiting on one. one. Okay, I just didn't want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And we're still like, waiting on one. Um, yeah. We had, let me see here. Dragon King Slash asked, uh, what do you think they'll announce for Final Fantasy XI in December? Oh, man. Uh, if, if anything else, is probably going to We'll switch like me. totally like crazed out. Uh, like, so we'll go if, from if 14 to 11. I, honestly, <laughs> like, if, if they pull a, a Diablo Immortal, that's really going to hurt me because it's that uh, I just don't play mobile games. It's just not what I wish I could. That's like, fair. it's just maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. It's just like, no, my phone. I don't want it when I when I'm not at work. Um, so as far as it goes, if Final Fantasy 11 mobile <clears throat> is finally shown off, if, as long as it can run on something other than my phone, get an emulator. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Like if I can do yeah. the emulator, that's going to be perfect. Uh, but it's like, honestly, at the core of it, if it could run on my switch, that would be the ideal thing for me that would yeah. be the ideal I, I thing think, for me. i think at this point the problem is they're all like way too committed oh yeah to, i mean at this point you're, you're i would love committed. it's supposed to be being done in unreal which is like yeah. you could put that on pc like super easy if you wanted and, to and it's not that it has to happen day one i mean all they need to say is that it's coming to mobile and we're 
considering yeah. other platforms. They don't just, even have to commit to it. They just, that's what I would like to give see. Me, want them to lie to you? Give, <laughs> well, it's not a lie. Any business is going to look to see if there's a demand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any business looks to see well, if there's a demand. And, and I think part of it, too, when they announced it, like, what, three years ago now? Four years ago now? I forget when they announced it. It's been a while. Um, and we've it's been we've pretty seen quiet a, since then. We, and we, yeah, yeah, Final uh, Fantasy XI's surging. The bulk of our... I mean, it's surging right now. Yeah. I mean, the, the bulk yeah. of our, our mobile information has come from, like, random, like, Nexon job post listings. Like, that's not how you release information about a game. <laughs> um, I, I hope we see mobile. It's on our schedule. Um, <laughs> we know that, like, you know, Yoshida said in an interview, I, I want to say it was Dual Shockers, yeah. um, that there was something coming up to kind of liven up Eleven. Um, and that PR wouldn't be involved. Um, I'm mm. hoping it's more than just this, like this refriender website that they just launched. Yeah, which it's it super it's cute. It's it cute. It's cute. neat. But you also don't log in it's to definitely. verify that the account you say you are is no. you, and you can't uh, register multiple characters. Seems seems so extremely useless at this. Point. It's it's a bit limited in, in areas, and there's like zero security. And they it. have um just like a a different thing that you could log on via Play Online. You have no idea what I'm talking about. It's no. very similar, except it's not an app. It was for the computer for 11. I think so. I don't remember what it's called. They are, so it's, it's already there. All they had to do was push mm. it onto your phone. I do seem to recall they had a system yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You could talk to people and learn. Oh, where you log on the website to send messages. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that when I was in school. Aww. I, should, I was like paying attention to class. I'm like, yo, you want to like go farm Sky later? <laughs> so, this, uh, what's, your, what's your hot take on uh, Blue Mage and the fact of this concept of quote-unquote limited? Ooh. Ooh. I mean... We got to be anticipating with a backlash on this. I, mm-hmm. I think the conundrum would have been we can uh, create a job that is a healer or a tank or a DPS that is called Blue Mage mm-hmm. and that looks like Blue Mage and has some Blue Mage animations, but it's not going to feel like Blue Mage that, that people want, the nostalgia that people have for Blue Mage. This, this is a difficulty that Yoshida's talked about in uh, developing a lot of jobs like he was always really, really worried about the way Red Mage would yeah. play and whether that was going to meet people's expectations. And I think that they've probably been looking at Blue Mage um, since at least a Realm Reborn and just How? walking around. In they need to find the right way to implement it. Exactly. And, 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 yeah. they did. and, 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 and <laughs> they've had to make this decision, I think, between compromising uh, Blue Mage as a concept yeah. and turning it into something that's not a Blue Mage but just looks like a Blue you Mage. You just call it, yeah. Yeah. Or keeping it segregated. Um, from the rest of the content that would be impossible to balance around like what an actual like proper blue mage would would play like and would feel like and it seems like they've 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 gone with the latter Mm. um, and it seems like they're going to try to implement the more successful kinds of side content you know like eureka like palace of the dead and they're going to uh basically spin a new angle on that and be like okay hey maybe we can have jobs that that just operate there in that space Mm -hmm. where things like you know balancing doesn't really matter but people are going to be frustrated because there are people that mains blue mage and and have had uh, this nostalgia for blue mage and get excited at first and think well hang on i can't raid on blue mage right Mm -hmm. i can't raid with my friends on blue mage i can't i can't go and do hardcore content on blue mage or even or even casual content well so you just can't balance it with around like a party composition right so are are we going to end up having a rule where you can queue for stuff as blue mage provided the whole party is blue mages. Mm. And you have eight blue mages. Or uh, do right. like, a, what's the, the unsynced party? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, just having like a party full of blue mages, but one's tanking and one's healing, one's doing DPS. They've all got just like different skill sets. Right. There's um, nothing saying that 
they can, won't eventually get it to the point where it can be joined with the other parties, though. Well, it would just be so absurdly difficult to balance and take such a ridiculous yeah. amount. Of I, I think the nice thing about Blue Mage, though, is one of the things that you know is, is a constant request with the community uh, for this game is they want to see something new, they want to see something different, mm -hmm. and they've done this a couple of times, and we've had mm -hmm. certain areas mm -hmm. like DM mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and and Eureka, mm -hmm. and I think that. Especially with, with Eureka, it's one of those things where, yes, it's different, but they also kind of, I don't want to say like force you into it, right? But mm. if you want a relic, you have yeah, to do Eureka. Do it. But it's yeah. still um, not required. And, and with, with Blue Mage, it's that, that thing where, yeah, it's kind of weird and, and outside of the norm, but like, there's like a million other jobs you can play. Mm. Yeah. At least two. If nothing else, right? it just seems like an interesting test ground. All right. So we, we do have right, everybody or, here. It's time to talk about some lore, oh, so yes. we're gonna head out here, thank guys. You, guys. Thank and we will, you. we will see you later. Good chat, lads. <laughs> good day. You can stay here. Yeah, you can just get comfortable. Enjoy your seat. Oh, okay. Uh, this will be entertaining. You, why the people, uh, everybody else comes up on to the counter. <laughs> oh my! So as Brian says, we um, uh, there's been a lot of lore implications today, and uh, those of you who know me, you know I like to kind of spend at least a couple of days. Uh, avoiding talking about things and implications because I like to digest things. But uh, little did I know, we've got someone here who's been digesting it for... A, 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 how, how many times have you read that manuscript? Um, probably four or five since I got it, but... Just four or five? Yeah. I, I don't believe you. I also don't believe you. <laughs> four, four or five? You want to add like a one and two zeros to that? No, I've been up to my like eyeballs and RL stuff, so... Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it started in August. It feels wow. good to be able to talk about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it feels so good to talk about it? Yeah. All right. Like, so I even, even when I went to talk to Koji when we first got to Vegas, mm -hmm. I was just like, hey, um, if people have the lore book now, are we allowed to talk about anything? He's like, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Like, just to be safe. Well, let's, let's clarify that uh, in a moment. But first, we've got the lovely ladies from Musecast here. Hello. Remix Thank you for having us. And Amy. Um, I'm I'm Ethis Asher. If you don't know me, I I uh, I'm not dead. Hi, what's up? I'm a little bit jet lagged. Some kind of hippie Australian. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> and we have the the one and only uh, anonymous with How's us. Going? If you can believe that, the real lore expert. <laughs> not not just the this. We're just the second-hand people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you're on yeah. YouTube more. Yeah, no. <laughs> you definitely brought a lot more people to the cons, I? I think. Oh, well, I try. <laughs> um, so, Anonymous uh, has been, how would you put it, proofing? Yeah, just editing, general editing. Proofing and helping with, with the editing for uh, the Encyclopedia Eorzea Volume 2. And uh, he's been under NDA for a long time about that. And it's been keeping him up at night. And we can finally talk about it, um, which is good because, like, I've been trying to... I've gotten maybe halfway through, and I was kind of stressing about this because I've known that I was going to do this for a couple of days, and I've really known that Moose already has it all internalized for a couple of hours. Thanks for that. Did you find it? Did you find any errors yet? Not yet. Not yet. I, not yet. I am going stage. to... Oh, if I find any. I oh. did see somebody call oh. it an error, but I don't yeah, remember exactly I need to, what it was. Yeah, I need to go back and double-check on it. Yeah, like... um. There might be a couple. There so might be a couple listings. That some, some, yes. some might say that in a way, uh, Moose is almost like it creator. Accidentally, incidentally, 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 like it creator. The idea that the lore is like this monolithic thing that makes mm -hmm. sense and is coherent. It's like it's all 
Koji and Oda, mm-hmm. like just putting together mm-hmm. all of the discrepancies and incoherencies that were in the original source documents mm-hmm. and building something very stable out of it. And you know, I was talking about the misspelling that you got called out on. Oh, <laughs> 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 what? Yeah. Yeah, the misspelling. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it creator. It creator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just missed it again. You, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It, Moose it takes creator. Too. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, so uh, yeah, you've got it all internalized. Can you can you talk about the 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 process a little bit? Like, it's it's fascinating me personally. I assume it's not a proprietary process, so mm-hmm. sure. Um, it's like an Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and. Everything that is like in a, a section mm-hmm. is in a cell. Mm-hmm. So it's actually really hard to proof. Mm-hmm. And they give you one massive Excel spreadsheet and they're like, okay, you have three weeks to get through all of this. Mm-hmm. And the only way I was able, able to really do it was like copy everything to a Microsoft Word document and like have it read it to me. That sounds excruciating. It really does. <laughs> oh God, the high tech world of it Square was, Enix. It was a lot of hours, but it was fun. Uh, How long did it end up taking you overall? I didn't measure. I, I I monitored the hours for the first two or three days, and then one day I fell asleep doing it and got up and did it for like six more hours. And I was just like, whatever, just whenever I'm not sleeping, I'm going to work on it until he's done. It's not right. like you can count the number of hours that you've volunteered outside of this already. No. We were just yeah. talking about to contribute outside, to like, lore. Like if, if Moose had so been doing what does it matter? The, the hours that you were paid. Every, every claim that was made, I tried to fact check somewhere along the line but little did I know they do the same thing they have a lot of internal stuff that they do a lot of the same checks with mm-hmm. so the chances that we were going to miss the same things were mm. high you're just better at it mm. demonstrably better I'm less tired you're demonstrably better slightly at it. less tired right. so okay. it's like less that's my edge <laughs> <laughs> my edge was I got to go to sleep when my eyes but it wasn't your day job yeah right yeah. okay mm. it's a less tired other level Mm-hmm. Of review. Mm-hmm. It, they were definitely running on fumes. Like it's so much respect to them seeing what they go through on their right. end. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're all like they're all working, you know, in localization or in you know the writing teams and all that. Right. So it's just uh, the the fact that this gets done, the amount of like excessive overtime that has to be done to to you know put put these in our hands it's just it's mind-blowing it's fantastic and they're like doing it on top of their regular job yeah exactly yeah and you can just tell some days that they're just like i need to give this my all mm. and i don't have all to yeah. give yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's just i'm very very impressed that they're able to put it together within mm-hmm. another i mean under the same five month crunch that they had before that's insane that is that is yeah, yeah that's incredible so um what's your favorite uh, new new piece of information that we got because I know like as you as you're going through all this stuff like they they say that eighty percent of it is new or or you know I guess underused material but in reality like there's probably you know a, a lot of things that you see that haven't been put in game but you're like yeah no I already worked that out but th- were there any like serious curveballs for you I really just like that he pulled the lambs of Dalamid back in because I asked Otisan one day like mm-hmm. just to clear it up like mm-hmm. when we go in and we clear them out of M to Porky part I think it was mm-hmm. is that it the lambs are gone we're done mm-hmm. with this whole story mm-hmm. arc and Oda's like yeah they're gone mm-hmm. and Koji's just like no they're not gone <laughs> <laughs> and Oda's like well if they're not gone you have to write them more stories like I will write them more yeah, stories yeah alright let's do it and this is he finally got around to it and mm-hmm. it's like I expected some small little hook mm-hmm. that they were able to keep going on mm-hmm. and instead they tie it to the Zela and now there's yeah. this whole other thing that might be happening. Yeah, we've got like, this idea of like this this global kind of timeless lunar cult that just keeps like 
you know, evolving and, and, and readapting like over the over the centuries and potentially over the millennia. And like you say, now we've got like this this sort of Nama version of the lambs of Talmud. Where do, where do you think that could that could possibly go? Because really I never thought of Nama. As, I mean, it as, depends on how much time we spend in the step, mm. or if we meet start meeting them beyond the step. I would live in the step. I yeah, wonder if we're planning on going back to the step anytime soon. Like I know in the last patch we did, mm -hmm. obviously. But are we? Will we end up going back in 5.0? Do you think there will be anything like that? It's all speculation at this point, of course. I thought I had a good grip on what was coming in 5.0 <laughs> until this morning. I know nothing, dude. <laughs> I know so nothing. I would have, oh. I would have never thought they would embrace this side of the world lore because it was like we. I was. I've said this probably ten times today. Mm. We knew it was possible. We knew mm. it was a thematic consistency. There's mm. this idea of balance, but mm. I always felt that Elizabeth was using it against mm. us. And that we would totally. never embrace it to that degree. And now it's the main story. What am I supposed to do with this? It's interesting. I have no idea where we're going. Like when you when you're talking about lore and you're and you're speculating, there's always um, there's the things that you think are possible, and there's you know maybe a dozen of those, and then there's the thing that you want, which is always the least likely of those things, and you never want to say it aloud. And I feel like this is kind of one of those scenarios, isn't it? Where it's like, yeah, we, we knew that this sort of thing was possible, but we never thought it was likely. And it's my um, whole it, is it plot awesome? I think it's awesome. I think it's I fantastic. do too, because like, yeah. because I didn't expect it, I think yeah. it's awesome. Because yeah. I felt like I had a grip on it and it was gonna, like Stormblood went by pretty quick because mm -hmm. I felt like I had mostly a good grip on it. Some yes. things shocked me, but I had mostly a good grip on it. But I yeah. feel like it went by quick and it mm -hmm. wasn't huge. Mm -hmm. And even just seeing this trailer, I'm like, okay, this is huge. Huge. This is not just a good story. This is not just good gameplay. This is something I have no idea what's going on. Well, let's talk about the trailer then. So, uh, Remix, what was your first reaction to the trailer? They're, they put in more voice acting. That was my first reaction. That, it was I a different approach. Normally yeah. we see, for example, the, the Stormblood trailer or the Heavensward trailer. There's nothing in there. It's just mm -hmm. you know all music and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I loved the new approach. Just mm. coming at it from a voice acting angle, I mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm. But in terms of you know what was going on, mm -hmm. at first I thought you know oh we have you know your warrior of light mm -hmm. they're an archer no no they aren't an archer are they a warrior what's going on and then all of a sudden we see this dark knight and I'm like oh oh my oh. goodness I love that they brought back they're that 1.0 outfit with the bow mm -hmm. I do like that he's the warrior of light he can be whatever he wants to be. It's true. Yeah. Can we have the paladin warrior of light? No. <laughs> no. Everything except the paladin. No. Why would he be a paladin? We can be a warrior. <laughs> so there's sort of two directions that mm -hmm. 5.9 is supposed to be going in. There's the supernatural direction of the Asians and the light dark and the Heidelin zodiac uh, dichotomy. Mm -hmm. And then there's the like, we're going to Garlemald and mm -hmm. we're going to go fuck shit up on Garlemald. Am I like, am I like to curse on this? You just did. No so one's going to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Too late. Why, why yeah. have been tackled from off screen that's, by now? You're good. That's two very different directions. And that seems like something that hasn't been done before. Though, of course, in retrospect, Stormblood was expected to be the Alamigo expansion. Then it ended up being the, a little bit of Alamigo and lots and lots of Doma expansion. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm still a little, and by a little, I mean massively salty about that. Uh, I don't <laughs> about that. So, so. I mean, I get, I get the idea that like, mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who are just gung-ho about Doma. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. What about the people who care about Alamigo? They don't even get to go to their city. I know. I yeah. felt really sad about that. That's a, a good dungeon. point. 
So I, the way I kind of feel about this, right, is uh, in Stormblood, like, Arnvold first start showing up in the MSQ, and so many people are like, who the fuck is this guy? Whereas, you know, us, they're a little bit more invested. They're like, yes, finally, Arnvold! Yeah. Come here! Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel like this expansion has kind of been a bit the same. It's like, people think there's nothing happening in Alamigo, and well, there is. It's just less salient, you know, because everyone's thirsty for here. And it didn't help. That, <laughs> and it didn't help that a lot of the zones were kind of empty. Like when we when we go in, we clear out like mm. forty or fifty people, mm. and then we don't see all the people that we saved. Mm. And like mm. you just have to kind of put yourself in the moment and try to. It's create, still a shithole. Fill the gap. Saying. Yeah. It's very much a fill in the gap. Whereas, for example, with Doma, you get the enclave. You get to see the people who you helped. Yeah. And you get to learn about that. Yeah. And so yes. Well, I we did get a little bit of that with Alamega, like oh, with the sultry and. But it's it's not so much as like the. It's not as, as big of an extent mm-hmm. as it is for the Far East. Mm-hmm. For the Far East, you see a lot more of it. Yeah, totally. And it, you actually, you kind of see it in the lore book, too, the amount of, like, just text on the Far East versus the amount well, of, like, Alamigo. we're a bunch of weebs. Like, what do you... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do you want? We're a bunch of weeb trash. Like, they know that, we know that. <laughs> Still, I, we, we just have so many questions about what's going on in Alamigo. Like, I didn't know, for example, that Raubon is now the head of state. Mm, well, I mean, is he? Yeah, that's it what his entry of, says. Everybody looks it does? Yeah. Head of state. I, he is I the mean, head of state. Mm. Um, I don't think that's technically inaccurate or accurate. I mean, it, no. it, I have a professional... I brought the book, just in case. Yeah, right? yeah, like if Raubon says... The res- if the resistance is the government, yeah, yeah. and they put him at the head of the resistance, yeah. it's kind of de facto. Yeah, but it's it's a sort of like transitional period for them. Yeah. It is. It is. I think they have like a, a bit more of a difficult time transitioning than like mm-hmm. Doma does. Mm-hmm. But just because they have a difficult time doesn't mean we don't want to see this difficulty. We don't want to experience it alongside them. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like let let us experience the difficulty. Well, we still I don't got care. four point five. Yeah, we've got one more opportunity for the Empire. I feel bad. Chat chat noticed <laughs> that <laughs> the, uh, the back. chat noticed yeah. that the iPod had fallen down until someone came in and propped it up. Like <laughs> they don't know we're here. Uh, we love you, chat. We're sorry. We love I, you, chat. Unfortunately, I can't read what's going on in the. Yeah, I can't read you from here either, chat. I'm sorry. We're both blind. <laughs> yeah, I'm blind. I I I lost my. Uh, glasses so i've got the the choice now between wearing my wow there's a lot of people in the doorway yeah hello okay yeah we were being urged to push it along because we got pushed so far back by everybody coming in the good part about not having so much information about all amigo though is we get to fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. right you mean role players players. (laughs) those of of us who do role play are able to fill in the blanks that we don't have yes which is i mean i do hope that we get them one day but still there's a lot, a lot of role play around the Almigo and, and the Almigo resistance and what happens now. And I mean, you could say that having not a lot of information makes things more open-ended. And I'm wondering if mm-hmm. we can give a little bit of time to the new world visit feature, which is what I thought had the biggest ep- implications for the RP scene. I am, I am of two minds about it. I, have, I am of the mind, one, that there should be... You know, I've heard this before, but we all know about the huge community on Balmong. We, we all know about the smaller community on Mateus. Mm. Not many people know about the mid-sized community on Gilgamesh. Mm. But I've heard those named as the big three RP communities before. Interesting. By someone who isn't me. And having visited these servers and living on Gilgamesh, I can concur. Mm. 
I'm I'm of one mind that says all these three of these should be on the same data center and they mm-hmm. should be one big role play community of happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. And the other part of me says no, that'll just kill RP for everybody else in every other data center. Mm. If we're getting a new data center and Bombung is the thorn in their side technologically because mm-hmm. it's so congested, mm-hmm. it probably will end up splitting off from Ether mm-hmm. and being separated from Gilgamesh. Yes, I so, think so that's... So part of me is excited. You know, at first I was excited to be like, oh man, my Gilgamesh character can go visit Bombung anytime. Well, maybe not. And who that's, who's, you know, to say what's going to happen to Mateus, the RP community there. So... There's no way that this feature, I don't think, can make anything worse. It can only make mm-hmm. things better mm-hmm. than the current state of things. Because mm-hmm. the current state of things is, is you can't visit any other server. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah, you're right. Well, unfortunately, we have got to um, push on. Yeah, we got like we, we got a bunch of people in the doorway, and we're going to actually cut short because everybody's been pushed back so far and let them go. Especially because you can't hear us and we just notice. Brian, Brian just <laughs> loves, loves to talk. He just loves to talk. So we love you guys. It's uh, it's nice to see you all. What's the next thing? Hi, Nate. What's the next thing? What's happening, guys? All right. Come on in. Hi. So how we doing all? Uh, so we're going to get uh, like rapid fire a couple of uh, last guests in here. All right. And then uh, I think I'm going to be able to say my goodbyes from out on stage. All right. So Good. thank you, guys. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Love you, fam. All right, I'm going to go ahead and sit in the hosting chair. All right, let's get She Heals, I Tank, and Chili. So we're, we're, we're starting to run low. We're starting to run super low on time here, guys. All right. Oh God, that's so cool. tall. Yeah, you, you can you can do that. Just make sure to crowd the microphone. Just get in, nice and tight. Hello. Oh yeah, God. Yeah, come on. In. Come on, you guys. You guys can Where? share this mic, and Pete and I will share this mic. Yeah. Hey everyone. We're we're having a we're having a rapid fire our last couple of guests here on uh, on the stream. So uh, we are getting ready to to wrap up tonight. Um, it, it, this has been uh, obviously an incredible night. Uh, and so many people here. I, I can't. I'm floored by how many people are here. Um, but real quickly, guys. So wanted to get a couple of reactions to what we saw out at uh, at FanFest. Uh, Chili, I'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of uh, of what was shown off today? Oh, my God, that blue mage. Yeah, that was that was that was, uh, the blue mage was my hype. I, I really can't wait for that. Um, but uh, the trailer itself, I think it was their best trailer they've shown for a teaser so far. I think it was it was the best that they've had since End of an Era. Oh yeah, End of an Era. Oh, was, End of an Era was better. Yeah, compared to Heaven's World and Stormblood. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, what about uh, so? Uh, remind me what your what your character name is again. I'm Avi. Avi from Shields I Take. That's right. So, Avi, what did you think about uh, what uh, what was revealed out at FanFest today? Okay, so I'm like a little bit of an unpopular opinion. People are like super upset about the Vera being the new class, but we're gonna get sexy male men bunnies in thongs <laughs> with heels. And are I'm we sure about that? I like, are we a hundred percent sure that there's no, gonna be a male version? Freaking do it. They that. gave us Galka <laughs> as Rogadin with male and female right. they gave us Mikote as right. male and female we had better damn get some male Vera bunnies with thongs and heels or I am gonna riot I can't remember who who had said this but somebody had said that they want like uh you know how like uh the the 
uh, Ora, the men yeah. are much taller and the women are very petite. They wanted the exact opposite, where you had the very tall, slender bunny board. women. I would like that. And then like short, stocky bunny dudes. No, no. Uh, I, really want, I want them to be like maybe equal height, but I'm like picturing like super long, awesome legs. Give me that butt slider with a little awesome <laughs> bunny male butt with this nice chiseled jaw that's just like, yeah. Do you, think, uh-huh. like, the you have a laundry <laughs> list of like requests here. I do. For Europe, it's going to be the butt slider. <laughs> I want it so bad. Thank you for giving it to us. Please give me a butt slider. So, uh, Vegan Pete, get on in here. What was uh, what was the thing that you were excited the most? Highlights for me were really the hairstyles. Ethis Asher had a very like uh, pineapple-y air- hairstyle. <laughs> nice. And uh, Emmy, who was dressed as Nanamo, had an awesome hairstyle. Nice. That uh, kept me up until about one in the morning. Excellent. Here, <laughs> slide. I'm going to let you slide in on my spot. You guys just keep talking about what was awesome at FanFest. Oh, sweet. Oh, Sly, we can, we can talk. Yeah. I think what's awesome is Sly's coat. I really love this velvet coat. I made him hug me twice. Talk about this coat. Twitch to you, Mr. Happy. So, guys, so this is... This is something that happened very... You gotta, like, kiss the mic. This is something that happened very recently. All right. Read Ethis Asher's Twitter. You already know about it. But uh, there was a press conference earlier tonight. We're allowed to talk about this. And, uh, you know, there was a bunch of questions, but there was one question in particular that was super interesting, and I hadn't considered it, but somebody spent nine minutes asking Yoshida-san um, if he, how, what his stance was on a in-game paid RMT sex. Oh, oh my God, yes. And brothels. Brothels. Oh, well, it is a thing. It is a thing in-game. Yeah, but it's consensual. Yes. He, yes. Made, he made sure to clarify it's consensual. Like, it's okay, consensual. so quick uh, straw poll. Who's for it and who's against it? I'm, I'm I, for it. I'm for it. I mean, I know, no. I'm indifferent and I don't give a crap. I agree. But at the same time, it just. That sounds like a cop out. (laughs) What's your opinion? It doesn't matter. It's against the user agreement. That was the answer. So it's against the user agreement. But at the same time, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Like seriously. But at the same time, this was a press conference and we got this question. So, so wonderful. Yeah, it's this is a wonderful week. And it is a shame that I missed yeah. that press conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as like my highlight for this weekend for um, I guess the keynote and everything, the trailer did what it was supposed to do: hype us. I, yes. I think we got more than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely the got trailer and for, the announcement. Yeah, and it, it felt like it, like you said, it felt like uh, end of an era, yeah. and. Um, I was talking to Mike about it, and it, like this felt so, you know, answers e. Yeah, and, it did. It and really then, did. of course, you know, Japan's gonna get everything we get. Nothing. Literally. We actually got a lot, though. We like really we got, got a lot. We got the name of the expansion. We We've got, got a new job. We've no, got no, a new race. Okay. In comparison to what? Another job. In comparison to what Japan gets. But that's because we're the first one. Yeah. We're the we, teaser. We're the foreplay. We weren't supposed to be the first one. Yeah. But we were, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. We're number one. We're, yeah, we're well, you're number one. Do you think we're the most needy? Do you think North America yeah. oh, Yes. yes. 100%. We, are, we have become yeah. entitled. That's the problem. We have become so entitled oh. after two. Welcome two to th- America. Yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah. to America. Such a great song. Yeah. Yeah. America. <laughs> Rubicon Vale and Yelta Sumasu. 
Gather Together podcast. Twist on TV slash Gather Together. So, so what were like? What were your highlights? Yes, I want. I'm excited about multiple jobs because I was a little disappointed. Okay, can we get a? Can we get a? Yeah, exactly. Healer. Can we get a? I really hope one is a healer. Can we get a hot take on what you think the jobs are? Oh, I actually have no idea. You have no idea. I am not good. Okay. Well, Blue Mage is kind of obvious. I don't know about Geomancer dancer, but we need a gun gun blade. I had Geomancer chemist, and I'm wrong. Okay. I want dancer. I would love it. So my hot take is dancer gun blade job. Uh, arithmetician or a calculator. If you, if you come so you think we're going to get four, or are you just hoping? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah. surprise. Yeah. But you know, we already know that Final Fantasy players hate math. Oh, oh we, math is yeah. prime numbers. <laughs> math is oh. not my friend. What's a prime number? What's a prime number? <laughs> uh, it's a number that cannot I'm be divided doing, within I'm itself. Not seven. Five. Seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. Seven, Anything I greater had, than one. I actually I gave an answer. The, I don't have the I flavor text to give me the prime numbers. I couldn't. I'm like, okay, I don't thank you. Math. You're good at math. <laughs> I don't have the flavor text or the purse, like the little thing to click on that gives you the prime numbers before you go you in. You guys, a prime number is a number yeah, that know, can only be divided told, by one and itself. The notes didn't tell you when you went in. Oh, are we really going to go there? School told me. Are we really going to go there? Oh, we got people sharing. We got three, five, seven, thirteen. Right. Thank you, Scorpio. Um, are, are you going to do the whole Oscars thing? Okay. All right. So we're, we are we're running getting, out of time. Yeah, we're getting Oscars off. Like so. Like she, we, she, we like, got kind of screwed on the time the limit. We're like, but, they said yes. they're bad for last. Yes. I'm so sorry because Nero is going to be on stage right now. Right. So yeah. So we got to go see Nero, but. Yeah, like he's already out there and everything, but thank Not you so much for watching, everyone who's watching. Hi. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> We've had a lot of fun, and it's really great Love that you guys are here. Stay around for the talking. rest of it. Putting our talents together to be able to create something that is truly bigger than any one of us could create on our own and the thing about you know like one of the big themes about Final Fantasy the game the series is friendship and finding the people that will help you find who you are in life and I have to thank everyone that has ever listened and has ever checked out Limit Break Radio in the entire 13 years that this has been a project. Thank you. If you ever gave any money, if you ever subscribed to our channel, if you ever even just downloaded one episode and said, these guys are assholes and I don't want to listen to them anymore, you did more than we could ever have asked you to do. And truthfully, if it wasn't for these people right here, if it wasn't for my LBR brethren and sister, we would never have gotten the opportunity to make Final Encountercast, and it would have never led to the opportunity that is Checkpoint Radio. And Checkpoint Radio is something that is wholly unique because in the world of video game media, you know, so many things come out of IGN and GameSpot and... We came out of Central Michigan University, out of the basement of a dorm room on Central Michigan University. You could probably not even find that college on a map if you try. 
but yet here we are. We persevered throughout 13 years of people telling us that we were crazy for getting into podcasting and then people telling us that we were crazy for getting out of it and getting into radio. And here we are. It has been... It has been truly, truly an incredible ride. And it was the Final Fantasy XIV community that put us on your backs and said, yes, we are willing to put up with these idiots' antics because it's fun. You guys proved to us that we could do it. You guys gave us the, the confidence to be able to try to pull it off. And for that, I can't thank you enough. This party was just one small way to be able to say thank you. But our careers will be the true way how we will thank you. Because we are out there to represent gamers and gamer culture for what it is. It's not some inside baseball thing where we're like, eh, let's get the gaming industry out there. No, we are gamers. This is what we love. And we wanted to build a place where we could all talk about it. And so thank you guys for your participation, for your calls, for your, you know, love of Limit Break Radio. And hopefully we will see you in the future for Checkpoint XP. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for coming out tonight and celebrating an amazing ride with my amazing friends. Thank you. Have a great rest of FanFest. Square Enix, we were so close, so close to being able to end this whole thing on a high note, on a positive note, passing off the torch to the rest of the FF14 creative community. No, 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 no. We had to get our hands dirty just one more time. Had to kick a little dirt just as we're leaving. Man, oh man. So apparently, y'all wanted one more Anero rant. Okay. Sure. I'll give you one of those. So, apparently, a couple of statements that have been put out there have been misconstrued. There are people who think that because Limit Break Radio didn't get invited to a press Q&A this year at FanFest that we have some kind of sour grapes towards Square Enix, which is not true at all. Okay, I do want to set the record straight about what I am actually frustrated about. Let's set the stage here. All right. Limit Break Radio started back in 2006. 
And when it started, we were a Final Fantasy XI podcast. And I can hear a lot of you out there already going, oh, my God, Enero, we've heard you tell this a million times. I'm sure even a good portion of you listened to that show while it was on and played Final Fantasy XI with us. And while we did that show, we were very much aware of the fact that Square Enix listened to the show and that we would try to create the show to Square Enix's liking. Why? Well, because they make the game we care so much about. We want a good relationship with them, right? Right. That's the idea, at least. What we found out over the course of nine years attempting to work with Square Enix was that we met more roadblocks than we met open doors. It was an uphill battle to get even the most simple of things, things that cost no money to Square Enix, like press passes. Limit Break Radio has only been issued press passes twice for FanFest. Twice. That's it. And again, I'm going to I'm going to remind you, we would play by Square Enix's rules. The ridiculous rules that were dictated to us, for example, for an interview between us and the community team. We acquiesced to all of those things. And yet, it was like pulling teeth, trying to get information about press credentials, about anything that was going on with the company. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about how you conduct yourself in your professional life, but that's a little bit frustrating, especially because we've been such a noticeable and present part of their community. There's no way that they don't know about Limit Break Radio. Now, if they're choosing not to work with Limit Break Radio, that's a completely different story. But again, we played by all their rules, just like so many of you content creators out there right now. And what do we have to show for it after 13 years? A couple of press passes, maybe only even one press pass. It's hard to remember. And an interview that made us as a show look weak and had the reverse effect of what we thought having Square Enix onto the show would do. More people left the show, stopped listening to the show after that community team appearance because they lost faith in our ability to be able to ask interesting or fair questions, which we couldn't because we had so many restrictions. Okay, that's frustrating. What's doubly frustrating is that an outlet like Rock Paper Shotgun, which, okay, I understand that they've been around for 10 years. I understand that they pull down a certain amount of traffic on the Internet. But let's be honest. They're a middling game news site at best. 
This is not Kotaku. This is not IGN. This is not a bevy of other sites where if I heard about, oh, they got sent to the event, I wouldn't be surprised. Square Enix paid for their ticket to go to FanFest. And I have an ethical problem with that because that ceases being journalism and that becomes sponsored content. And what they got in return, that shitty article that they got out of Rock Paper Shotgun in return, is exactly what they deserve for a practice like that. So the only things that I'm mad about in this situation is that for, the, for 13 years, Limit Break Radio was a dedicated community source for information and discussion when it came to Final Fantasy 11 and Final Fantasy 14. And that for 13 years worth of work and service, we got considerably less than a outlet who objectively gives no shits about you, about the FF14 community, or about the developers. And yet somehow I'm still the bad guy here because I can point out that over 13 years worth of diligent service, we got really nothing to show for it. And so I want this to be a message to the community content creators. And yes, even the ones that were talking out the side of their head. I saw what you had to say and what I want to remind you. First of all, is that I'm better at doing this than you will ever be. That's number one. Number two, never forget ever where your bread is buttered. If you think your bread is being buttered by Square Enix, I can almost guarantee you that that has a limited window on it. And it definitely comes with stipulations. It definitely comes with conditions where your bread is buttered, where our bread was buttered. And we always knew it was our audience, the people who would show up each and every single week, whether they had positive or negative things to say about the show. That's who we focused on the entire time we made the Final Fantasy 14 show for Limit Break Radio the whole time. We discounted what Square Enix's opinion would be of any of our opinions. And the only ones that mattered were the ones that were tuning in, were the ones that were downloading, were the ones that kept coming back. And we went out of our way to form a unique community with those individuals. And that's what we brought to the table when we sat down to pitch Checkpoint Radio. Never forget where your bread is buttered. Because it's not going to be a gigantic company like Square Enix. Unless you're really lucky. I don't know. Maybe you're really lucky and they hire you. But chances are you're going to end up like me after 13 years of dedication to Square Enix's products, 
What do I get from the company who was the benefactor of all that promotion? Not a thing. We got hired by a company that has nothing to do with Square Enix. We got hired by a company that didn't care what we did on Limit Break Radio. Always understand the power of your audience. Because if you do all the right things, if you say all the right things, if you make sure that you're not pissing off Square Enix, guess what's going to happen when nobody cares about Final Fantasy XIV anymore? It's not going to be anything personal, but they're not going to listen to you. If they don't care about you, if they only care about the discussions that you're having and the content, I only listen to him because he's a FF14 podcaster. I only I only watch his stream because he plays Final Fantasy 14. Then you have a problem that you need to fix. And that's called forming a relationship with your audience. And I suggest you start today. That's going to be the final words of wisdom from Nero for Limit Break Radio forever. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me because I certainly have enjoyed my time with you. We have the best, brightest, smartest, most critical audience that I could ever ask for. And you know what? I love the fact that our audience challenges me when they think I'm wrong. I love that. I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. You guys made this so fun to do even after FF14 stopped being fun to play. I want to thank everyone involved in this show. Right from the interns, including Lloyd and Skuro. Lloyd has done such a phenomenal job of doing everything that Skuro doesn't do. I want to thank Kooky Persona. And the best way that I knew how to thank her was to create a space for her at Checkpoint. And I'm so looking forward to continuing our work together as Checkpoint continues to evolve. To some of the former members of the Limit Break radio cast, including Papa Woody, uh, Sale, Arjit Lam, Gamer, I want to thank you guys so much for all of the labor that you guys put in making the foundation of what would eventually become the behemoth that is Limit Break Radio. To the two individuals that will be carrying this project on into the future and who had to clean up one little last little bit of damage that I did on the Twitter account uh, to Nika and to Juxta. I know that you guys will end up continuing on the Limit Break Radio name in a way that it deserves. And I thank you for all of your hard work, for everything that you did over the last you know, 13 years for Limit Break Radio. It's been an incredible ride. And, you know, if you ever want to be a part of a national radio show, you know where to find us. And for those that are coming along with me to Checkpoint XP, Robbie, Joe, Norris, you know, I look forward to working with you guys every day. 
it's really uncommon in the world of broadcasting to work with your friends. And when a show like this is normally acquired, usually it's one or two people that end up being able to stay on. And it's just such a pleasure being able to work with you guys every single day. And it's something that I look forward to every single day. You know, one of my goals for Limit Break Radio was always for it to be a platform for the most talented people that I knew. And I'm very proud of the fact that in its time, it was exactly that. So thank you guys. And I can't wait to see you in the office on Monday. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this very final, (coughs) very final episode of Limit Break Radio. Chris? Get up, Juxta. This is no place to die. What the? I am Lloyd. Oh, no. 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 No, Lloyd. No. Juxta? There was no other way. Masika? I don't feel so good. You're all right. I don't know what's happening. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, please. No, no. I'm sorry. What is this? What the hell is happening? Oh, God. Limit Break Radio was a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This show was produced by Aniro Grigori, Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, Eskaya Rayumasa, Nika Kayanian, Kuki Persona, and Lloyd. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio was provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Firsch, Tilen Vieira, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lanby. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lanby Metal Gamer. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream were provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts were solely responsible for its content. Thank you.